great idea, man. It's going to work out beautifully. The crystal ball and the freaking, uh, honestly, is it New York or which one is it? Or is it all of them? Yeah, I think New York's the one that's actually like art deco that's worth money. Uh, they're always changing up, right? Because sometimes it's like Swarovski, sometimes it's Waterford or whatever. Sometimes it's the other ones. Like, uh, yep. But now I'm worried because I'm, I'm thinking like maybe the crystal ball, like it looks fancy, but what if it actually isn't fancy? Like what if we can't sell it for anything? Like it's, it, it seems they're just fancy, lying but, to us all these years. Right? What if it's just like glass it's just glass, bottles and it's just like LED bulbs and stuff? When you get up there, it's like made in China. <laughs> right? Well, I mean, and that's the thing too. Where are we going to stash all that crystal? I don't even know. Well, it I mean, breaks we down. Still, we do still have D's yacht. Uh, welcome back, West Engine. Uh, we're talking about the dude. Uh, well, we were talking about this earlier, man. We're talking about stealing the crystal ball. Uh, yeah, from, man, those well, crystal balls. Of man, you think, I you think that's a good idea. Or? Well, I mean, if we want to see the future, I mean, I think we take that straight to the see, horse track. I was and we get smashed paid. earlier, man. I was like, fuck, if we get those and polish them enough, we can probably just look into them and see the future. I know. That's, that's how that's that shit look, works, that's right? It. That's it. That's it. Dude, and if we had all of them, like, uh, smashed, if we had one from, like, New York and Boston, like, multiple time zones, could we see the future, like, in different ways? Like, I don't know. We see Maybe it has different, even know. different portals to different dimensions. That's what I was hoping. Yeah. But it seems, I don't know, uh, I can't explain it, but it seems like it must be true, right? Because, I mean, Dee was telling us about it, so it must be true. It's gotta be. I mean, it, I yeah, know they always pick a crazy artist to do them. I have no idea how to follow that up, ladies and gentlemen. So we're just gonna, I'm not going to move into it. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Uh, welcome to uh, some movie. I don't know, Picasso or the one with uh, Jackson Pollock. or I don't know. We, we kind of dug ourselves in a hole in that one. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Uh, if you guys are over the age of 21, sit back, relax, chill out for a moment. Uh, uh, goof off. Uh, check your, as I say, ice cube situation. Maybe you're not drinking ice cubes. But uh, it's always nice to have an ice cube handy, just in case. You never know. You never know. Somebody might need an ice cube. You might want to chew on it. You might want to just watch it melt. That's kind of fun to watch an ice cube melt. So check your ice cube situation. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Ian in the house. Uh, let's see here. Who's the top chat? I'm going to switch to live chat here. Ian is freaking first in the house with uh, uh, hang loose, car, exhaust emoji. Excellent. Really well done. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Uh, who else is in here? Noob, uh, uh, T-Ben, Stony Creek, uh, Billy Martin. Welcome, everybody. Uh, who else? Uh, Dirty Indica. Cheers, my friend. Welcome, folks. Uh, uh, on the other hand, uh, we, uh, you know, we welcome basically almost everybody. But we do have some folks that we don't welcome. And it's not on purpose. It's not because we don't like them or anything else. But kids that are under the age of 21, what do we like to say to those uh, folks? Uh, smashed, West Engine? What do you, what, what, I don't know. Do we have uh, polite words for them? Do we have impolite words for them? What do you think? Turn on a new leaf. What do you think? Once upon a time, a long, long time ago, you can't stay here because you gotta go. It works. It works. Uh, boys and girls, that's pretty much the gist of it. If you are under the age of 21, just politely and calmly leave. Uh, Casey Neistat has been... Uh, uh, why can't I find the freaking tab? Here we go. Uh, Casey Neistat has been uh, uploading new videos, ladies and gentlemen, so go watch him. Uh, uh, go watch... Uh, I don't even know. Night volleyball. Go watch. Uh, I don't even know. ESPN balls on sometimes. What is it? Tuesday? Probably not on tonight. But uh, dude, I was watching uh, a couple nights ago. I was watching the the, the Cowboys just fucking wallop the uh, what are they called the spirits now? And I was laughing. I was like, I, I was out with my sister. I was like laughing like. So this used to be the Cowboys and Indians, and we were kind of joking. And we were laughing around. We we're like. 
but they called them the worst version of the Indians, right? Like if they had just called them Indians, maybe they could have kept the name, but they were like, no, let's pick the racist version of that. And even there's chance or like fucking super racist. But then oh. people were super, but yeah, yeah, yeah. They were super butthurt. Like they won't change anything. It was really interesting. Ow. Anyway, but yeah, like the Cowboys were beating the shit out of the Indians and we were kind you of know, laughing because like the Cowboys were like a real thing. Whereas the Indians, that was like a whole racist creation of, it was just a weird little thing. And then also just, it was, it was a weird football game, but had a great burger though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's always nice to have a good burger. Uh, no, man, I had, uh, I had burgers at Rogue. Oh, Tommy would like this, man. I had burgers at Rogue. Dude, I love that place. Oh, uh, really? Over in Southeast, they have wonderful fucking beer and, and, and uh, burgers I'm and chips. Jealous, great. Girl. Love I place. think, to get a drafty? Uh, you know what? I just had the dead guy ale. My sister had the bat squatch and something else. I want to say like a... You know, nice. Yeah, that bat squatch is really good. Yeah, I like that one too. I think if you run a brewery like Rogue or something, you have to have good cheeseburgers. Straight up. Yeah, 100%. I've been to beer. Well, you know what? I, I smashed. I think you, you nailed something because most of the places I know that have good beer also have good burgers. Because I was just about to say I've been to breweries that had bad burgers, but they also had swaggy beer. Now that I think about it, it was kind of skunked out or it was old or just kind of bland. But every place that I've ever been to that had good beer had like even better burgers, honestly. Great minds think alike or something. I don't know what it is, man. Maybe just once you have a good beer, you just need a good burger and vice versa. I don't know. Living life. <laughs> Dude, there has to be something to it. There has to be some freaking calculus here. I was just talking before the show, like Isaac Newton discovered like calculus and gravity and shit on the one year off, basically because like everybody was escaping from the plague. We've just discovered the secret of beer and burgers. There's a synergy. I don't know. We got to, we got to come up with a whole theory, a theory of, Burger it used to be pizza, pizza and beer, but I think a burger and beer is better. I mean, you know what? You're not fucking far off on pizza and beer too. And I, I've said this before. I, I, I I'll honestly freaking uh, uh, bet anybody Oregon beer, especially Portland beer, will hang with anybody's beer on the face of this fucking green earth. Like, bring it seriously, just bring it. Uh, and sure enough, apparently our pizza is the best in the world now too. Uh, there's been a bunch of like uh, pizza awards, restaurant awards, and then that dude Nathan Mirvold. Uh, Coot sent me the link to that, and we all we were laughing, like, really, Portland? But sure enough, like, you freaking throw a rock, and you hit an amazing pizza joint. What, what uh, style pizza? You know, we have amazing. What's that? I'm sorry. What's What style pizza is? What uh, style is more thin yeah. crust? But, I mean, we kind of have it's our like own. Thin, well, okay, like we definitely have, like, there's definitely, like, the Escape from New York. We don't really have any Chicago places, I don't think. So it's pretty much all thin crust. What do they call that? Like Neapolitan and stuff like that. But it is definitely like uh, Oregon, is, especially Portland, is, is known for the whole, uh, I guess, the whole West Coast Pan Pacific fusion. So we don't really stick to like, oh, this pizza can only have three ingredients or the same thing with the beer. Like, oh, this beer can only have three ingredients. Like they throw cherries in there. They throw fucking blackberries in the beer. Same thing with the pizza. There'll be like freaking uh, artichokes on there, five different herbs on and on and on. But it's fucking killer. It's really, really good. Goat cheese, whatever the fuck. I'm yeah, sorry like, for giving everyone the munchies at the very beginning of the show, but uh, it happens. <laughs> and I like, oh, I gotta go. <laughs> Wachu- Wachusett's Brewing Company, right on. Bonspiel, that looks good. Imperial Maple Stout. Dude, anything with maple in it? Fuck yeah. That's gotta be good. You're muted. That's our local brewery. They're pretty fire. Right on. If you ever get a chance to see Wachusett Blueberry or Wachusett in, in a cooler, try, try it. They're really a good brewing company. Right on. 
Cheers. I'm glad, and this is the thing, I don't begrudge other people to, to have uh, uh, good breweries or something. I'm not like, oh, they, they could all suck it. And oh, of course. Good. And the more good breweries there are, the better, honestly. And the more good weed there is, the better. The more good everything there is, the better. You know what I mean? Like, fuck, that's what we want. We want more good seed breeders. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can't imagine all these seed. There are some seed breeders who want to be at the top of the pile, right? Like, I don't want to be the top of the pile. I want to be amongst a bunch of awesome dudes. Dudes and dudettes. I wanted the same thing with beer. I want to have a bunch of freaking awesome beer, not just one brewer. It'd be so boring. I don't know. People are people are weird though. They want to have their camera company. I say this all the time about photography. People are like, "Well, my camera company is the best." Because I want shit. you on top of the pile, bro. I want you on top. You of want me? As a, thank you. Appreciate it. That's what she said as well. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you very much for showing. And uh, whoever wants us on the top of the pile, thank you. And. Uh, uh, make sure to hit the thumbs up, uh, subscribe. Look at that. We've got Richard D in the house. I'm for sure that he's uh, already hit the thumbs up and uh, I know he's subscribed. He's been uh, a good buddy for the longest time. Cheers, uh, Richard D. Grace doesn't grow in the house. Decoy bacon. Always confusing me with the fact that it's a decoy of bacon. I'm always like, dang it, bacon, bacon, decoy. Uh, who else is here? Steelbird. Paper scratcher. What's going on, man? He's got some Morgana via Steelbird. No kidding. Paper scratcher. Tell us how it is. Uh, do you think he has flour? I'm guessing he has flour, not seed. He might have seed, honestly, but I'm guessing he has some flour. Tell us about it. Tell us about the flour, my friend. Tell us uh, what you think. Yeah. Unless he thinks it's swaggy. If he's like, no, this is the worst thing I've ever said. Then maybe not. Well, okay, tell us anyway. Uh, let's see here. Uh, announcements, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, podcast. Check out the podcast, Chronic Table. You see it right there. The name is on the screen. If you don't see the screen, if you're listening to this already, you're probably listening to the podcast already. But uh, same thing goes. Like, share, subscribe. Tell your friends. Uh, uh, leave a positive review if you can. Look up the name Chronic Table on uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, uh, Google Podcasts, all those guys, uh, Pandora, Spotify, you name it. We're on those guys. Uh, Chronic Table is the name. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, 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 Fumi's Photo Contest, or Fumi's Contest, I guess, this month. Uh, I'm going to... Uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I'm going to extend the deadline not until tomorrow, but until basically the first, just because I fucked up pretty much. Uh, today would have been the deadline for everybody to you know submit whatever. I've just been busy. I've just honestly been busy. So we're going to give you guys a couple more days, or I guess one extra day for the month, or however however many days this is. Uh, the announcement is going to be on the New Year's Day show, Saturday evening. So January first is the announcement for uh, Fumi's contest that gives you guys about three day, three more days to to submit the, the discord photo contest though is going to end tomorrow uh let's do that because we've been doing that for two months so uh it's been november and december i think that's more than enough we might do two prizes on that i don't know let's maybe put a poll in the in the chat or something do you guys want to do let's say um most to you. votes per post because i think that's super cool well, like, oh my god what awesome photo and then also potentially most votes cumulatively, because some people have been just freaking throwing down photos. It seems nice to, to honestly. Uh, um, no, no, the only. Sorry. Go ahead. The only problem with that humidor is is that people will put like three different like likes and be like the same person three times, and then a whole bunch of other people as well. So I don't know how we we would work that into it. It is a little bit annoying. We're going to have to figure it out. Uh, maybe next month we can figure it out better or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. It's it's uh, it's basically on the honor system. So I, I don't think anyone's been like gaming it, to be honest. So uh, I, I do know what you mean, though, because even I've done that. I'm like, oh, that, that picture is really cool. I'm going to like it twice. You know, so that's yeah, kind of well. annoying. Right? Straight up. Uh, okay. 
hopefully in a, in a sec here, I'll put it in the poll. Uh, thank you, Samuel Olson, for uh, posting the link to my website. I guess I'll say that briefly mm-hmm. before uh, oh, moving on to hellos and uh, hiya's and all that kind of stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, please, mm-hmm. if you would, I'd be honored. Thank you, Dee, for showing those off. Uh, those oh. are some packs of my uh, seeds right there, or the, many people call them genetic preservation kits. It, it depends largely, you know, like... Uh, I don't know, potato, potato, right? Some people call it uh, soda. Some people call it pop. Some people call it Coke. Some people call them seeds. Some people call them genetic preservation kits. Some people call them something else. I don't even know. Uh, But uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, use your appropriate uh, diligence from uh, wherever you're from. Uh, uh, But in the meantime, check out my website, Fumidoro Seed Co. I realize I was just being like all weird and mysterious and stuff, but you guys probably know what I'm talking about. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, as always, if you need to contact me for whatever reason, uh, uh, honestly, contact the whole crew, frankly, over at Discord. I'd be honored if you guys joined our Discord. We've been having tons of fun over there. Uh, Smash is in there pretty much every day. D's in there all the time. Val, a bunch of folks are in there all the time. Uh, Marduber's on there all the time. We haven't seen Marduber on the show, but he's been hanging in, in uh, Discord. So if you guys are, are uh, missing the old dube, the old Marduber, uh, go take a look over there. He's there, I don't know, a couple times a week, honestly. I want to say that sounds weird. I'm like, go check out Marduber who hangs over. It sounds like I'm, I'm for a good time called. <laughs> you probably enjoy that though. He's been Marduber, doing it for a good time call Marduber. <laughs> What's that for? What's that, Smash? He's been dealing with internet problems. That's why he hasn't been um, around a lot. Um, he actually did a speed test live, and it was like so bad. Oh, it was like terrible. point something. Dude, I know how that is. Freaking internet shit. He has the he has a case of the Comcast. He has the Comcast variant. We were discussing this <laughs> earlier. He has the Comcast variant of the internet virus. Ladies and gentlemen, if you do not have the Comcast vi- uh, variant, if you'd like to somehow perhaps find a way to uh, heal out of it, let's say with the nice lab treatment or something, I don't know, labs and you know, IMO3 or whatever. I don't know. We have to figure out what the KMF people. Uh, check out Discord right there. There's the link, ladies and gentlemen. Comments, questions, concerns, funny jokes, uh, whatever else, uh, pictures of your dog. I don't know what. Uh, uh, Fumador at chronictable.com. Subscribe, of course, over at youtube.com uh, forward slash Fumador and the flavors. Ladies and gentlemen, please take a look at my uh, the rest of the website, actually, where the genetic preservation kits are located. Take a look at Dread Persephone, perhaps, or uh, Thousand One Nights, uh, Black Prince Ruby, uh, perhaps you would enjoy, or Lime River, Ro- River, Lime River Rose, rivered for their pleasure. I don't know. Lime River Rose, ladies and gentlemen, Caffrey Lime by uh, Ruby Jack F2. Lots and lots and lots of lime terps, uh, sweet, sour, candy limes. Uh, Wes Engine, here on the chat here, yeah, on the panel, has been enjoying it. Uh, lots of folks... Uh, Allegedly, perhaps a few other places uh, it might also be growing internationally somewhere, but uh, cough, cough. We don't know anything about that because, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you would never be so foolish as to get this uh, wet or dirty unless you live, let's say, in a sane and reasonable place like Oregon or California or Oklahoma. Then, by all means, get them fucking wet and dirty as, as soon as possible. Uh, I think you'll enjoy them uh, thoroughly. But again, if you live in North Korea or somewhere, Probably best not to get them wet or dirty. Just uh, uh, get them as a genetic pres- preservation kit, a, muse- a museum quality uh, a showpiece, really. Um, art, you know. Uh, there's some nice photography on there. You can imagine the, uh, the uh, I don't know, the gene- genealogy. I don't know what people do with uh, genetic preservation kits, but whatever you do, just like collectibles, uh, uh, do that, ladies and gentlemen. This right here is uh, Morgana. Quite like it. Uh, I was just about to tell a really stupid joke. I'm glad I didn't, because uh, that would have been really stupid. People were like, I'm not going to buy any of that shit, because that joke was really too stupid. 
So thankfully that's stuck in my head. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you guys would like to uh, make up your own jokes, for example, you're welcome to do so. Use the coupon code BRAINS for 14% off and uh, on my website. You uh, will enjoy it. That's a Z. That's it. B-R-A-I-N-Z. Thank you very much. Or is dead. Speaking of which, the zombie, what's the, well, uh, you know what? It's only fair. You said, um, so go ahead, smash. Oh, I was just going to say new humidor. Uh, you're going to repost entries from the last nine. He says nine days, but I feel like you're faster than that. Uh, I have definitely. There's been a couple of days that I, I'm for sure one of uh, Noob's posts hasn't been reposted. I'm telling you, it's, I've just been busy. So that's why I'm giving you guys a couple more days. And if I have not seen your post, if you haven't seen it reposted, by the way, cheers, Clack was good. Just ping me. Just let me know. I'm going to get caught up tomorrow. I think I have time tomorrow. Uh, D, what's going on? Welcome, my friend. Uh, how's the brain situation? Is it fresh? Is it uh, frozen? I don't know. How do you guys do with the, with the brains? Is it kind of like sushi? Do you have to flash freeze them first to get rid of parasites? Or what do you do? No, we just send them to the to Northwest Territories for a couple of weeks and they freeze. Gotcha. Or we'll send them down to near West because like, his weather down there is freaking ridiculous right now. Gotcha. Uh, I tend to hit the button. I got you. Mm, brains. You they, um, but on the usual, I'm smoking on Mac Daddy and I got some Gorilla Gas. And then for bedtime, I have some Pink Star, which is good for helping me go to sleep. My garden's no one gonna see. That's what she said. Ah. I'm smoking on Mac Daddy. Yeah, Mac that's good. Um, my garden's doing good. It's I got my clones out of quarantine after two weeks and now they're in now they're in my under my LED, which is pretty dope. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, other than that, I don't know, just chilling. Um the brains are fresh. Yeah. So what's going on, Smash? Cheers, everyone. Oh shit, man. Um before I forget. Me and Wes were talking back and forth. We decided to put up a little uh, crescendo giveaway because he sent me some seeds. Noob sent me some seeds. So I put together a little crescendo pack for uh, Christmas and stuff just to, just to help people. Um, all you have to do is go to, there's a chat called Bing Bong, uh, Bigger Roots or something like that. Uh, there's a post and it's just tell us a funny story, write a funny story about the holidays. Other than that, we, we chill in gardens doing good. Uh, I was down there tonight, and things are starting to do the heavy wiggle like this in the in the Just wind. Like so, yeah. So that's about it. We chilling. How about you, Wes? What's up, buddy? Big up Smash. Big up Demonor. Big up D. Big up Tommy Tyke Combs and Charlie's Farm. Welcome. I uh, hope everybody's well. Ready and back for another more interactive show in cannabis. Uh, hope you're ready to burn and learn. And uh, yeah, man. How about you, Tommy? What's new with you, brother? Chilling. Just got done. Uh, just got done harvesting some of the last of the ice cream cake. That's <laughs> about to. It's about to. Uh, it's uh, it's already gone. So. So, yeah. You know, the only one that's funny, uh, Duber is doing a bunch of ice cream cake too. Dude, that's good weed. I mean, I like, I mean, I like smoking it and I like ice cream cake. Oh, yeah. I ain't got nothing against it, bro. But people, some people hate, you know, how people are, it, shit gets too popular or whatever. But, uh, no, and I'm smoking, uh, I'm smoking the Post Malone's. <laughs> 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 that's everybody's got it. 
<laughs> I'm smoking that post. No, uh, it's good. It's, it's uh, I think it's a Gary Payton cross. Maybe with the shit. He's told me like five times. I forget. I don't know. But uh, how's that, how's nice. Gary Payton doing? Well, I haven't got I haven't got it started, but I got it's bushy. I'm, I'm getting ready to cut some clones and yeah, do the thing. I'm excited about the Gary Payton. Uh, I've only heard good things and uh, never had a chance. To, you know what I mean? Never, never, never came across it in all my in all my ventures. So uh, I guess I'll just grow myself and handle it that way. But uh, yeah, that's about it. Uh, you know, Christmas. I hope everyone had a good uh, holiday with it, which, whatever you celebrate. And, you know, just just came to. Hang, chop it up with the. With you the got the London pound cake too, right? Yep, got that London pound cake too. I'm yeah, actually a big fan of that. Um, when I got it, it was it actually had lemon turps, like, yeah, like sweet, sweet lemony zest. It was good. Yeah, I try to get. Uh, I try to get all kinds of stuff that people at least. Uh, you know, rant and rave about and hold it up to get against, uh, you know, stuff that I like or, you know, my seed stock. So <laughs> sometimes you can get caught up in your own little world. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, very common. Yeah, very common. Uh, just about everybody thinks their weed is the best weed in the entire universe uh, until they basically walk up to like a contest and they get the shit kicked out of them because everybody else's weed just clouds all over <laughs> theirs. I've seen it happen to me. I've seen it a bunch of fucking times. And it's just, it's a rite of passage, man. You just get the shit kicked out of your weed and you feel like you're going to quit and you're like, fuck this shit. And they're all cheating. Yeah. And it's a fucking, it's a big old joke. And they had a contest around here called the squash off, but they like the way they do, it's kind of weird. They, they just heat up the, like they'll start by pressing. They won't let it heat up all the way. Um, the press and they'll just keep pressing throughout like all the strains without cooling it down or anything. So, so by the end of it, the, 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 the dabs look like poop. Oh. <laughs> like the first dabs that came out were nice because it was like, I think it might've just been heated, but over time it probably, the heat saturated it. So just flour rosin. <laughs> yeah. Press from flour. Yeah. We yeah, also, I would show frame issue out. I'm sure. <laughs> And yeah, I, so I was like, oh, everything doesn't press the same. That's like a, everything doesn't press the same. You know what I mean? Some stuff like little, uh, like cooler, lower press, like lower, uh, sorry. I can't even think pressure. Yeah, that's, if that's the case, I would put the uh, last year's winter last and see what happens. You know what I mean? Because I noticed it both times they did it. They did it when me and Charlie were at, uh, what was it? The, the, the Freedom Rally. And then they did it at the Harvest Cup and I watched it like all the way through. And I was like, I've seen some of the flour they were putting in at the end. And I was like, okay, that looks like it's going to be good by the time it was coming out. It looked like it was too hot. Probably would. Uh, speaking of uh, always too hot, the fucking weed is always on fire. What's going on, Charlie's Farm? going on, everybody? I hope everybody had a good week. Christmas? Uh, two and I fell asleep again. When you started streaming, I sat down. It was all like a light. Christmas. Christmas night. I was like, shit. 
<laughs> but I hope everybody had a good, safe holiday, man. I hope you got what you wanted. My daughter had a great time. That's all that matters. My wife thought of it. Getting my, my new car tomorrow. I'm stoked. Finally. Getting a new car? Right on. Yeah, I mean, not brand new, but it's a 2011 Malibu uh, 3.6 liter. Ooh. Fully loaded. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good, yeah. What, what year is it? 2016? No, 2011. I, th- I think my sister's got a 15 or something like that. They're nice, bro. They're really nice. It's the, it's the flux fuel, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I got the dual, dual foam exhaust. I mean, it's, it's fully loaded. What yeah. are you doing with your car? Um, well, that car got, you know, got, I got hit by that drunk driver. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You told us. How you yeah. feeling? So, no, I'm good. Thank God. Uh, you know, I'm all right. Not my first Aki. I take him well, I guess. But, uh, but I, I've been, he's, he's been giving me a loan a car, which is nice because I took that, all that, you know, I, I downgraded my, my car insurance, so I didn't get the friggin' rental. So uh, I ended up, uh, even through their, his company, I didn't get a rental. So he gave, he gave me a loan, which has been awesome. So that's all that matters. This guy's, you know, he's really super, super nice guy. So he gave me my pick and then he's like, dude, uh, I, I will absolutely do a trade for your fucking herb. I said okay. <laughs> I jumped. That works. You don't. You don't need cash. Oh, I with me. So Yo. yeah, it's got the uh, hell yeah wheels. That's dope. Sick. Jump <laughs> whack. Yeah, I'm stoked. So I hope um, everybody else is having a good day and a good week. He does. He has a junkyard, right? You were saying. I yeah, he's at the Grafton, the old Norwood. The old, and if he okay. doesn't have it on his lot, he can get it for you. I'm gonna call him then because I've been having a hard time finding my alternator. Yeah, yeah, back. You'll be able to. Do Can't find it any junkyard around here. They're like, yeah, we don't have one. I'm like, how do what has a '97 Nissan never crashed or something? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I was actually supposed to get the car today, and he, I was all psyched. I was supposed to get it last week, and it didn't work out. And then <laughs> he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, it's, it's, when I give it, you know, I, I accelerate it. <laughs> it's doing this little, little, just little kick, just a little bit. And he goes, uh, I wouldn't even have noticed it if it wasn't. Uh, you know, his partner was in the car with him. Who's uh, and he's like, nah. So he just had to wait for the engine light to come on again. And he goes, it was nothing. It was just the gas, the, the, the little water in the gas. That's about it. Because it's out for two years. Things in mint, mint condition though. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I was supposed to get it last week, and then I was supposed to get it today. So I was all stoked. I was like, all right, I won't sleep today. I just wait for his call. And then, uh, but I have my daughter all week because she's off from school, so it's cool. We got daddy daughter time, so you know, everything all works out. Everything for a reason. So I'll get it tomorrow. Hey, actually, on, the, on the journey. If I like, since I have a license from Florida, I was thinking of calling the mass registry and being like, I want to register a car up here for when I'm visiting. You know what I mean? And I'm going back and forth. You think they'll let someone, is that allowed or no? I have no idea. My wife, she's, she's been handling everything. I just put everything in her name. And then, uh, She's the one that's been dealing with the registry. I don't know. That sounds like a possibility. I had a Florida license once, but I just switched it over. I didn't have any problems, but um, but uh, I don't know. No idea. Everything's changed so much over the last 10, 20 years. I couldn't even tell you. You didn't get your license back? I thought you got your no, license I got, back. No, I got my license back, but it's just they want way more money to transfer it back up here. So I was figuring, and it's and it's still good for a couple of years down there. So I, I could technically, when they took my license in mass, 
I could still drive out of Massachusetts, but Commonwealth was the only place that I wasn't allowed to drive because technically my license was still active in Florida. I mean, you know but, they want their money and shit, but uh Yeah, exactly. I I <laughs> it sounds like kind of like a hassle trying to get a Florida one. <laughs> you might they be sent able to it right apply, up here. apply for a Florida one online and try to have it mailed to your uh your you know. Your, they uh, send me my license up here. I don't see why they maybe they'll let me register a car like that. <laughs> we'll see. I'm working on it. I'm, I need the alternator fucking first, Tommy. Like I've literally called five junkyards that are around here. They're like, yeah, they, and they have like a central system. So they all look and they're like, yeah, there's none around here, man. And then I go to like AutoZone and they're like, it's going to take us like a week, week and a half to get a new one. And I'm like, oh order it and then it's just a pain You're don't muted. forget everything's been freaking crazy things but uh everything's been super crazy lately like all the uh uh, uh how do i say this well charlie's firm has been talking about how used trucks and used cars and stuff are selling for more than they used to uh we've been seeing this in basically everything like uh, uh you know i will i'm always talking about camera stuff camera equipment there's been so many delays on all these cameras a bunch of camera companies have canceled whole lines because they can't get stuff uh bicycles are super hard to get so just the other day, I saw Costco had bikes. I was like, really? How did they, they pull that shit off? Because REI was telling me uh, they were like, I got my bike service there. And they were like, uh, they had something where they were basically pulling bikes from anywhere in the country, sight unseen, because they had so much demand for, for bikes. They just randomly pick up these bikes. Like whenever a bike popped up in the system, they would just grab it because they didn't know when else they could get a fucking bike, which just sounded like a weird joke to me. But everywhere I went during the holiday season, like I went to buy uh, to buy like candles or something at World Market. Fucking World Market was empty. Like they basically moved everything around so the store still looked full. But basically, it was like three quarters empty. So how do I say this? A lot of stuff that is still usable that doesn't have computers in it or is at least you know serviceable from back in the day is getting fixed and put back on the road. And so even stuff like junkers and semi junkers and whatever else, a lot of those are valuable enough for people yeah. who need them enough or maybe they're like looking at the backyard shit, and like, oh, finally we're going to put it together, right? Somebody's a bike. me. Took me a year to get a bike. My daughter. I was trying for actually over a year, and I wasn't buying it from Walmart. I was getting I was getting a motorbike kind. So um, I I used to you know I used to race for Schwinn when I was a kid and Redline and all those guys when I was a kid just to BMX. You know what I mean? I mean I went on to Honda and Yamaha later in my life, but um, yeah, it took me forever. And then you had to order it straight from the from the, from the factory, and you, and you, it, there was a waiting list of a year. So we were fortunate we got it two weeks before Christmas. I think it was. And uh, you have no idea the joy I had putting it together on Christmas Eve. After working all day, I had worked, you know, probably two days straight. I came home. I love Christmas Eve, especially now that I have my daughter. And just she was dying for this bike. It's her first bike with with uh, with gears, you know, with the derailleur. So I was like all stoked, good mountain bike. And, and uh, uh, yeah, I'm caught. I had fun putting that thing together. You have no idea. I love those bikes. That was my thing when I was a kid. But uh, yeah, that and PS5s. 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 Right. Almost impossible to get. I knew somebody the other day. Yo. They thought in Athens, Ohio, the guy, he's in Athens, Ohio, looking for a PS5. He finally finds one. And he's like, emails the dude. Everything's all set. He's got the money. He's like, where do you want to meet? And the dude was from Athens, Georgia. And he had been looking for six months for a PS5. <laughs> so I'm hearing. <laughs> all right. So I'm hearing they're they're pretty much holding these PlayStations back. What what happened initially is they released the PS5s and it had a heating heating problem, a thermal heating problem. So a bunch of them were going to shit and overheating. 
So they pulled them back and then they, they like, I've, I've seen target employees like post videos. They're like, Oh, when you work for target and you can't, and they have a pallet of PS fives and they're like, you can't even get a PS five. Dude. <laughs> I bet they can get some weed. Yeah. They were doing it with the twitches. Too. I mean, yeah, the switch. In the beginning of the pandemic, they did the same thing with the switch. Yeah. It's, they're, they're, they're doing yeah. it on purpose. I don't know why, yeah. but it yeah. seems like everything, like Fumi's saying, I've, I've seen crazy Japanese, like older Japanese cars and stuff like Miatas. They're, 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 they have like a drift tax now. So you can't get one for under like five grand, pretty much. How much is like, what the fuck? Uh, uh, doing, I, I doubt Sony's doing it on purpose. I bet if they could sell more PS5s, they probably would because they make so much more on the games and the memberships and everything else. Uh, I think just there's this worldwide shortage that nobody can really figure out. There's no real, like, uh, at this, well, at, I mean, there is a cause. It's been this whole pandemic and stuff that we've been uh, dealing with, but there's no one individual cause anymore. You know what I mean? Like, they shut down the Suez Canal for a while with the freaking Ever Given and then this and then that. It's just been one little cluster. This is what they say. Like you're saying, chips and stuff. They've secured enough chips to meet the production goal. Yeah, okay. But can they still ship them? I mean, we keep hearing about uh, uh, how <laughs> the price of a container is like $20,000 now instead of being like $2,000. The other thing, ago. containers are just sitting there for years. A year, year and a half, because there's so, like, I watched a documentary on the ports and stuff, and they're like, normally on a Monday morning, this port would be filled with truckers. And there's literally like one truck or a couple of trucks pulling in. And the, and the guy's like, he's like, I'm, I used to be a trucker. And you see all these pallets is merchandises. This is why a lot of small businesses went out of business because this is where all their merchandise is still sitting that from orders last year. You remember that show, The Wire? Mm-hmm. Remember that show? I never watched that? it. That shit is good. Fucking you should go back show. and watch it if you have HBO. Oh, what a great show. But they had one of the years where that's what it was all about, like them heisting I stuff bought, up the docks and shit. But I bought my computer like right before this big up spike, and I'm yeah. happy as fuck. That shit was funny. That Fumi knows what I'm talking about. That shit was tight. That's when I, I said, to. just sit around and smoke weed and watch HBO all day. What <laughs> is it again? The Wire, dude. That's the best show probably ever in, in television. The Wire is awesome, Why? Well, I mean, it's debatable. The Brandos and you know, the Wire. Different genres wire is awesome, yeah. The Wire is a shit. Yeah, the Wire is right I'll, I'll watch it. Yeah, yeah look yeah, it up. It means... You could spend it. What? There's like ten years of it, or six years. No, of man. It. There was only yeah. five years of it, but only that was five, enough. Well, five, yeah. Still, on that dude, Still. One, of the, one of the actors just passed away like a year ago. Or Omar, yeah, yeah, the guy played yeah. Omar just a little bit ago. Yeah, he's got that other good show uh, on yeah. on TV on Vice TV or whatever Vice Land. Mm-hmm. Uh, this black black market uh, black market diaries or something like that, mm-hmm. where it's uh, just a bunch That's of you know. Just change the subject, but, um, you know, one of my one of my idols growing up was uh, John Madden, and he passed away today. Yeah, no, rest in peace, John Madden. Yeah, yeah. Just heard about the hey, who do you like, by the way, Tommy? You like the Browns? Or you like the Bengals? Or you like both? Oh, Tommy always likes the Browns. Oh, bro, could be a year. Yeah, could be a year. I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the who? What team is that? They they have an NFL team there, Tommy. I didn't know that. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> they don't have. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. They're not nothing like uh, cats over here. 
Yeah, it's the Browns all day. Super Bowls. For for Tommy, it's not about winning or losing, man, because he likes the Browns. Yeah, he's just a Browns fan. I got it. I get it. That's like us. Yeah. You live in New England, you're a diehard. You can't can't worry about losing when you're winning. It just doesn't come in. No, no, they had had a good team this year, man. I mean, I like the Browns. I've always been a fan. I've always been a fan. I fucking had to get off here. I fucking really am. Just they're the underdog, and I've always been a fan of the Browns. I had to stay on YouTube for a couple days. Yeah, I mean, we grew up with we grew up with the Sullivans. The Sullivans owned the Patriots when I was a kid, right? So they they're the first owners of the, the Patriots, and they owned Foxborough Stadium. And they literally they were the only family to ever buy a, a franchise and want to make make a profit off it. So they didn't invested nothing for years. I mean, I know you you probably know this. The history of the Patriots shitty until Kraft bought, and then once Kraft yeah. he invested the money, he built a new stadium. I mean, like literally top notch freaking organization. Because we went literally our whole lives with a dump. Even 86 against the Bears was a joke. We knew we were going to lose. It was an absolute joke, man. So I always I always felt for the Browns, but I think of you all the time when I see it. Yeah, I've never been to the Super Bowl. They won the championship right before the Super Bowl was a thing, but I wasn't. Yeah, I was 65 (laughs) before 65, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's another problem, too, Mm -hmm. with, like, Ginger Ninja brought something up. She's like, she worked at uh, Target, and a lot of these companies are doing pre-orders. So if you catch it online, you can pick it up that day. They're doing it with everything. Um, so it, especially if there's not demand or, or stock to have in store, and they just put it up online, they sell out instantly. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of sad. Five hundred? What is it? Five hundred? Four hundred? What is it? I think it's eight. Eight hundred is the retail. <laughs> So you can sell them for way more, huh? What a PS5. Yeah. PS5 is eight hundred dollars. No, they're like four fifty. Because the guy was going to pay five fifty in Athens. What that Athens dude was like five fifty. It's a little more than it should go for. He said, but I was going to pay it because he <laughs> can't you want to buy one? <laughs> I'll find Watch one. this. Yeah, maybe it's eight hundred with the VR goggles or something. Maybe. Damn. So, but this is resale. It's a resale, right? Yeah. Yeah, they got me New egg. Oh, Walmart, eleven hundred bucks. What? It sells two of them. Oh. This is because you can't get them. Oh wow! Oh yeah, those aren't retail Walmart prices. Walmart can't the retail price up. Yeah, retail is probably what four ninety nine or something. Or something like that. I think it's five. Uh, yeah. Uh, retail. Hold on. Retail price is oh four ninety nine ninety nine. So look, do you remember when I was uh? But that's probably for the cheapest model too. Um, Don't they have different uh, models? My bootleg uh, Holly collector. You guys remember that? I had some seeds get through. (laughs) Some pollen got through. All these tester strains. I got a little bit of seeds. (laughs) Nice dude. Yeah, I got crosses of uh, the Rambo with everything. No, (laughs) that's cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, I use that coffee grinder a lot of times to break up the herb. But if you have any seeds in there, you know what I mean. Just little cut them in half and shit. You, get it, it. you know, it works really well. I mean, on a small scale, but actually, the the cheap, um, like the plastic, uh, the plastic tooth grinders that give you at uh, grocery stores. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Smashed uh, pin ones work if you can find the old pin grinder. Somebody makes them new, and I'm always forgetting. And someone will put it in the chat. 
But uh, if you can't find the pin ones, those work great. The plastic ones actually work really well because they don't the they don't seem to crack the seeds. Yeah, right. yeah for for seeded buds, straight up. Oh shit! I gotta think about. Yeah, I th- I got like a drawer full of uh, grinders and stuff. I just no. I mean, the seeds also- you could technically you can uh, make a seed sorter where you just kind of go like this and you have wind blowing or something like that. Uh, I see one of those. Those are pretty fucking. Yeah, cool. no, no. I don't want to chafe this all up though. This is real nice herb. It's just there's like a couple of seeds in it. Uh, okay, so look, I wasn't trying to get seeds in there. Like I remember I was talking about it on here. And I was like, what if I just put like a wet towel? Remember? But I don't think I got it in time. It's like a lip, they're all nice mature seeds, right? And uh <clears throat> they were they went, they would have started flowering way later, right? So what that means is that at least when they got pollinated, it was probably like, I don't know. It just, it was like a fluke. It's not like a bunch, like they're all. Yeah, you probably up. brought it in on your clothes or something dumb. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. There, and there was on one of the, or one or two of the tester plants, there were, there were nanners, but they look, they look real sterile. Like they had never opened up, you know what I'm saying? And they were like right at the bottom and you could tell they like just came out with like a finished bud. So they were like, Maybe the maybe the herb was overdone, like growing wise. But uh, so you're gonna go on Mori Povich and find out who's the father? Well, yeah, no, daddy, who's the daddy? No, it's Rambo. Well, that's you what I'm saying. So it could be either or. But listen, what what I'm doing here? I'll show you. Look, so I just took these little bowls and uh, I wrote, I labeled all of them. Like, <laughs> right? So I just went like, uh, you look like a gravy gravy kilo now. So I got I'm just look every time I roll a joint, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, there's three. Oh, all right, I gotta save these ones now. Okay, he gets a paper plate, he writes it down. He's like, okay. <laughs> well, I was gonna throw them all in one thing, but I'm like, man, some of this, uh, some of these testers are really good. Like, uh, what do I have? I have that. So I had that post Malone. I have uh, a tester that I got from uh, Scapegoat. We will. Uh, I forget what the cross even is, but it's you know he just was like, "Will you run these or whatever?" So that's really fucking good. Um, African haze. You ever had that? uh, It seemed like it only took about nine weeks, nine and a half weeks though. I don't know how haze. You know what I mean? But uh, damn. I mean, there's that a lot of hazy stuff there, yeah. that doesn't take 11 weeks. You know, it's been hybridized. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ghee Butter from Fresh Coast. Uh, he's a Michigan dude. Uh, he's he has some guy stuff that's got... supposed to take a 10, 10, 11 weeks right now. Right, right. Yeah, I can't. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've run GMO and I've run uh, that kitchen sink. Seems like it takes a while. Just like GM. It's like a GMO cross as well. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just don't. I don't know. It's, uh, I don't know. It always screws up either my schedule or just like, I don't know. I mean, I guess I don't crave that. What do you think of the GMO? I mean, it's good. It's really good. Herb, my bun buddy, uh, <laughs> that's another reason I didn't grow oh, yeah. When I wanted it, I have a friend that just, you know what I'm saying? He would always, he would always be just growing it. So it's like, oh, I'll just go get, you know, he'd do a good job on it. So. Sure. There's some growers that like I've noticed it's one of those strains that people get attached to for sure. Um, all they smoke is like GMO, GMO crosses. That's what they want. 
Yeah, it's good. I don't really have anything bad to say about it. You know what I mean? I, I don't either. I really it's enjoy it. It's a great daytime. For me, it's a great daytime. It gives me a lot of energy. It keeps me going during the day. Place going during the day. Yeah. I thoroughly I enjoy it. It's something yeah. like it. Something that don't. It's definitely long finisher, and it's definitely you know it throws my canopy off. Obviously, stretch. Right. The hell of a producer, the one I got. The hell of a producer, man. It's a straight jam. I would say ten weeks is the longest I wanted to grow. You know what I mean? Just yeah, same here. I can take this thing twelve. <laughs> still spitting, still feeling cloudy. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Alright, bronze one on him, baby. What's the longest? Oh what's the longest you guys? What's the longest strand you've grown? One of my backyard. Yeah, sixteen weeks. Yeah, That's as long as I took it. I probably could have taken it longer, but sixteen weeks. I was like, fuck it. This thing's gonna come down. <laughs> right. Hundred and seventeen days. Yeah, that's a good one. And and, and I can see why it's it's mainly running the oil or distillate. I can see it because of the uh, the airiness of the buds, great colors. They look good on camera. They look like they're dense and they're hard, but you know it's just a bunch of <clears throat> single strand bracts that just go up, just mm-hmm. you know, just millions of them make that color. But I can see why you know it's not a really good flower on the right. mainstream for a real durban. I'm not talking about hybridized. I'm talking a real real uh-huh. durban. It's just you know, you can take it forever. And uh, so. But, um, it wasn't worth me growing because I don't run a lot of shit. Yeah, you, you don't enjoy it. It just took too long. Yeah, it was. It was way. I mean, you want to talk about the GMO stretching? This is the, the, the GMO looked like a freaking indica, <laughs> first of all, and then <clears throat> on top of it, the flower itself because that's mainly what I what I what I deal in. Uh, I could have had it made out of distillate, but you know, just the, all the variables that were coming in, it was just wasn't the plant. Now I did have a male, I kept it around for a while, thinking, you know, maybe I'll do something with this thing because it was a beautiful pheno that I had of the Durban. I just it just didn't fit, you know what I mean? It's just such a long stretch, such a stretch and all that crap. And the flower itself, no, even when it finishes off, um, it, it was, you know, straight sativa, very airy, you know what I mean? Like you know, this thing was an equatorial for sure. I mean, like it just wanted that yeah. airflow in between all the friggin' flowers. What, did it? Was it like black licorice? Is that kind of like the flavor? And like kind of uh, a lot of spice, and like purple. You got pepper. No, my, Anytime my, I get Durban, I get pepper. <clears throat> yep, a lot of spice. A lot of right. A lot of a lot of that mix in. Um, you know, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I, I had that one. Yeah. That's what they I said. Were in Durban. Like, I gotta it, say this real quick. So. He was like, uh, someone in the chat was like, oh, GM- I, I keep hearing GMO and I don't like the name. And I, I got to tell people that they don't really like it. Unless you know where the name came from, it's kind of funny where it came from. That's kind of why I don't mind it, GMO. Uh, it's not like one that bothers me because of the story behind it. And if you don't know the story, it's pretty much he found it in a Michigan basement um, skunk house. And then at the time he found it, Girl Scout cookie was getting flack for having GMO in their cookies. So he was like, oh, I'm going to call it GMO. Because <laughs> it's like, girl, I, it's a cookies cross. You know what I mean? It's just funny. Hey, but it does say garlic, you know. I know it's yeah, not garlic much for money. Or yeah. But uh, yeah, that's not- it does taste garlicky. It's like garlic, you know, garlic bud is like an older I- strain and stuff. You get the onion. Like a yeah, like a, a stir fried onion. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like Girl. caramelized. Caramelized onion almost. Yeah, there you go. Caramelized. <laughs> and then um, like Chinese stir fry onion. Oh, and, uh, oh. and, I, uh, and it does take on some of the color from the, from the Girl Scout. You, can, you know, the attempts get low enough. You'll see a little bit, not a lot, but a little pigment will start showing through with some of the attributes. Freeze slowly. I'm growing, I mean, I'm smoking. This is the blueberry cheesecake, and it's actually got a nice berry. Actually, really good. Damn it, this whole time I was smoking this joint, there was a hole in it. I didn't even notice. <laughs> I hate that. You're like, oh, you turn yeah, it around. The whole joint was like, like garbage. I'm like, why is it so shitty? Oh, yeah, that's why. Anyway. Uh, those were pictures from a friend of mine's outdoor hey, garden. Man. Some people are always like, oh, outdoor doesn't look good. Bullshit. Hey, so let me ask everybody a that. question. Go ahead, Charlie's. I'm just going to ask everybody a general question. I asked Pegasus on his show earlier tonight, but I, what's the what's the best gift that you received, and what is during the season? Doesn't matter what holiday you celebrate. What's the best gift you got during the season, and what's the best gift that you gave? <coughs> okay, I guess I'll go first. Tim, uh, the best gift we got, well, I'll say that for both of us, was the Tim Hortons cards. <laughs> I love Timmy's. And Mrs. D actually made uh, started buying gifts for everybody this year. We went out and I helped her too, but Mrs. D did most of the work and she made baked goods, gingerbread men and um, um, shortbread cookies. So there you go. That's cool. It's the Tim Hortons guy, but just the baking. I always <laughs> like that. Cool. Yeah, I wish we had Tim Hortons around here, but I loved it. Who's next? Did someone buy anyone one of those Lexuses with a ribbon on it? <laughs> no. Did you guys see that yeah, SNL uh, uh, freaking uh, uh, short with the, the dude buys the can't even remember the actors right now, but he basically buys his uh, uh, wife a, a Lexus with a bow on it. And they come out, and it turns out he's unemployed, and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, you've just ruined us. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a pale shit. <laughs> I didn't see nearly as many of those this, this year, or the past couple years. So it seems right. like, maybe, maybe I've just been watching I think this is the way less festive, like Christmas. Yeah, I didn't see nearly as many, like, lights and carols right. and all that kind of stuff. For Can you guys reasons. hear that furnace real loud? No. Okay, good. I think it tunes out. By the way, welcome, Kenny. We keep uh, uh, almost saying hello and then not saying hello, but at least we have not killed Kenny, just like we never killed Kenny. Uh, what's going on, man? No, I'm just chilling. Uh, love listening in. You know, I speak whenever, you know, it seems like it fits. <laughs> uh, what's up, Kenny? You said. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm doing good, man. Garden's doing all right. Um, other than that, you have kids had a good Christmas. Uh, that's all that really matters, like Charlie said. I get Pokemon cards. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, my friends' kids and stuff. Yeah, no, Christmas becomes real fun when you have kids. I don't uh, get any, so yeah. <laughs> he came over and visited. And I was yeah, like, when you see kid. them all get happy as fuck over this shit, like, my son, he just likes opening the shit. Just, you know? Yeah. 
But it's fun. Yeah, it's fun it, as hell. Then it divulges like into a fight, a straight up fight of siblings. And you get to play with toys. You, know you get to play with toys again. You know what I mean? Like, oh shit. Like my daughter got one of those uh uh what's it called? Hoverboard. The hoverboard. Yo, be careful. I've seen those things catch on fire. Like there's a already, bunch of videos. I already fell. I already, I already fell. I mean, whatever. <laughs> so yeah. here, I guess the with those hoverboards is the cheap Chinese ones, the batteries are shit. If you yeah. if, if be, just be careful. Um, some of them, the batteries are really bad. What are you talking about? Catch on fire sitting in the corner or like while you're Yeah, riding? like like on the charger, catch on fire. Oh, yeah. That makes situations. Sense. Oh, great. <laughs> Another fire hazard. Hey. We got a dab rig over here. <laughs> I've wanted one forever, <laughs> but <laughs> the only one I think I would probably get is something that like has Segway's name on it at this point. I'm so scared of some of those like do you see so many bad stories about those? Uh, the, true. The There's so many knockoff ones. A lot of this technology yeah. has become commodified. So, like with the drones, with the skateboards, with the I don't even can't even think of other stuff now. Basically, you have all these off-market uh, types, and you have to actually with the gimbals, you have to be really careful. RC cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like Anything there's a couple like of that. legit gimbals, but then there's all these like Jintong uh, Singchong, like five different consonants, and oh, it's, yeah. it looks almost the same as the legit one that everyone buys. But yeah. Like this? Oh, did you get a like a crappy one or does it work? It works pretty good. It just keeps it stable. Oh, that's right. all I want. And then it, I can stand it up if I need to. Oh, that's not a gimbal. That's just like a, like a selfie stick. Yeah, right on. Yeah, just like a selfie stick. But that's it's cool. got like a tripod so I can hold my phone up. I like right. this. That's cool. Damn, but like you're saying, it's one of the cheap ones. It's not one of DJI's. I was going to say, uh, uh, Coot gave me his old uh, gimbal for his phone because he got a new one because he always likes the cool new shit, right? Uh, I hardly ever use it because the fucking stabilization on the phones is so good now. Like, just honestly, like, you basically can't tell. Like, I've, I've stood there before, like, uh, just holding my arm out, filming something on the street, and it looks like it's on a tripod because the freaking sensor is being stabilized basically by the phone. It's freaking nuts. Plus, like, dude, I've seen drone footage. Of like oh, the yeah, racing so drones that yeah. that they stabilize, and you're like, wow, oh, with real that in stuff, yeah, hundred percent, yeah. Hey, it's come a like, long on like the version five or whatever. Now it's really it's crazy good now. And then uh, DJI has their own version of the software. DJI's gotten crazy, crazy good, honestly. Uh, who was uh, someone was gonna say something? Was it uh, uh, Charlie's Farm? No, it was me. Oh, right just, have you guys seen the new <laughs> drones that that? Uh, Go really fast from zero to two hundred or something. Oh, that one dude, yeah, he he was joking, uh, breaking the transport barrier or whatever. Yeah, it's these new racing drones. Uh, yeah, they go crazy. crazy and they howl like a banshee too. That yeah. can you imagine hearing like thirty of those at night or something? Be like the horses are just the chasing people horses off they the go through that faster. Crazy. <laughs> Watch drone racing, like indoor drone racing. Dude, oh, those horses, that, honestly, yeah. I'm like I I don't I'd get sick. You have to you have I have to have such crazy fast reaction times for that. It blows my freaking mind. Literally, um, like courses like this, it's so funny. Mm. I watched uh, like huh. one of the world's best RC helicopter drivers in freestyle helicopter. Like this this like RC copter was probably the size of a small child laying down, 
and he's like doing like crazy backwards like it was it's pretty crazy what the people can do with some of these technologies choppers are actually crazy maneuverable so like when you don't have a meat bag inside of it it's actually not surprising they can do crazy uh stunts i've seen a fishing drone today that could hold up to they said six kilos i don't know what that is that's interesting um because a lot of times with the big drones the the battery is uh the problem because basically they'll have like five minutes what what did you say a fishing drone is that what you yeah i think what it does is it takes the line and brings it far out like one of the heavy like it's like a casting drone that's interesting something like that but that would be you could do that i don't know if it's legal so casting they use them Go they ahead. use the drones down in Antigua for spotting, like the uh, spotting fish, and right. so, like a lot of times you'll see like a log floating. And when there's a log floating, there'll usually be a big fish sitting under the log, waiting for little fish to come get shelter. And so they'll they'll spot for stuff like that with the drones as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. As well as you can see the as well as you can see schools of fish right up on the surface feeding too. So. But how interesting is that, West Engine? And again, you know, check your local laws because this might not be legal. Sometimes uh, 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 um, casting is legal. Sometimes they are. Well, not even that, but sometimes in terms of fishing, like fishing. Like uh, oh, okay. Okay. up here, it's hunting. You can't hunt within 24 hours of flying a drone. Oh, shit. Interesting. Yeah. Well, because um, you could just get it up there, figure out where the moose right. are hanging out, and just so walk on in, right? You don't, it just takes a lot of sport out of it. Wait. That's crazy. That's good. I just thought yeah, about what he it, said. It maintains real hunting instead of that kind of. Oh, game of course. Where you go to, a, but I'm, I assume you guys do have the like reserve hunting too, which I don't know. Jesus, no, hunting. nobody does that up here. We have. <laughs> you would be shunned by here, the hunters. I think that's, oh, there's a lot of it here down here. Oh man, no, it's nothing like, like that up here. No, what do you call it? It's like live grocery shopping. Yeah, yeah, this is picking your meat. <laughs> I've seen some of like I guess it. You see, like, hunters and stuff, they put corn down, like, before the season and stuff. You know what I mean? So it's technically legal because they're not feeding at, like, the time. Like, I'm like, that's fucked up. Like, yo, get in a blind and hunt like a man. Or stalk your prey. The lotteries and shit. I know a couple people that hunt and they try to give them those. It's like, uh, you know, like population control, like lotteries. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And they're, they're, you know what I'm saying? It's like me with a football game. They're like, man, I hope I get this shit. But like, I'm going to get some big ass bucks. Like, it's <laughs> <laughs> exactly like that. Way, you know, so yeah. That's crazy. I mean, I, I never, I don't know. I don't, I don't really like deer. And I don't really like. Just on a personal level? Just like trying to fight on you, like, dude. Like, 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 you drive by one, you're like, they always fuck me. And I don't like, you know what I'm saying? You're a piece of shit. Did a deer try to mount you? Goddamn mom was a deer. Deer mom was stupid. Nah. Catch a crab leg and eat that shit. You don't like deer? I don't mind venison. If it's done right. But I ate some, I got a. So I had a goat. Well, I basically sponsored a goat at my buddy's house. Uh, and I was like, will you guys feed it a bunch of these wheat plants and shit? And they were like, yeah, sure. If that's what you want. Like, yeah, just before, you know what I'm saying? Because they're getting ready to butcher and shit. And I was like, yeah, I'll just. But it's not bad. I, I don't know. I didn't think it was. I, don't, I never had goat. I had lamb. I knew I've had goat. I've goat. I've had no goats. It's not bad. It was good. What about duck? Duck is really good. 
little bit greasy, but good. It has yeah. to be bled out and stuff. You have to like take t- like take care of the meat the right way. Yeah, to, well, for- dude, Chinese roast duck is but it's poetic. It's so funny. Yeah, I bet that'd be good. Yeah, like some slow cooked or uh, I had uh, jerky, com right. comfy when it's cooked in the fa- in some fat or whatever. In that, dude, Asian places. Honestly, if you guys don't eat well, especially so like Asian, I was just talking over Tommy. Totally, I'm getting excited about duck. I'm just thinking about all the different Thai places that have duck. Like, if you go to a Thai place, try the duck. Like, it's duck Charlie's is, Farms. Though sometimes try anything. Yeah, coconut, <laughs> I love the spicy coconut duck soup. It's one of my favorites. Um, yeah, I love any Asian food. I don't care what it is. When I was eating the other night, I, I go to this. Now we have Chinatown in Boston. <clears throat> Plenty of good restaurants down there. No question about it. But I'll tell you, the best for Americanized with a really strong China influence, though, means more Chinese, uh, um, authentic Chinese, is a place called Golden Temple in Brookline, Mass., which is right on the outskirts of Boston. And um, it's a little more expensive. The the yuppies hang out. Well, it's really well. It has the most concentration of of, uh, board-certified doctors in, like, America or something. It's really crazy, yeah. Or I know, know that. Sta- I know in the state anyway. Yeah, that they, they were the very first, actually, the very first town in America to ban smoking in all indoor places, and it's because of you know who runs the board, who sits on the board, and selecting there. It's all 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 MPs, and uh, and that was you know back in the early nineties, I think it was when they were one of the first ones to do it. And um, they used to hang in anyway, the Middle East. Great place. I used to go there all the time. I used to I used to go to Golden Temple all the time. It's right on Beacon Street, right in Washington Square in Brookline. And um, they have Mai Tai. They have Golden Temple Mai Tais, they called, and they make it make the Mai Tais with the uh, 151 rum. It's awesome. You know, I'd sit there on a, you know, this is 20, 30 years ago. Well, 30, 40 years ago almost, maybe. Um, and uh, I, you know, I'd suck, you know, eight, ten of those down. I knew the bartender. I'd go there once a week. Sunday was my ritual. I'd go there on a Sunday night, man. The shumai is insane. They make a fish dish that you have to order 24 hours in advance. Um, and then they also have, you know, what's the other one? The blowfish or something like that. That, you know, if they don't cook it correctly, you can be screwed. Um, yeah. well, you know, but part- yeah, it's just in the atmosphere. It's awesome. It's not like around here. Yeah, that's not cut right. They have no atmosphere. Yeah. It's Chinese food. Yeah. The Chinese, you know, Chinese food places around here, they really have windows. It's the same decor inside. It's usually red or whatever. This place is gorgeous. I mean, they dumped. I, I knew the owners. I, I uh, the owners used to. Um, I used to date the captain of Brooklyn Police's daughter back in the eighties, and uh, for a few years, and uh, he knew the owners. So when I went in there, you know, I still know the owners. So they take care of me. You know what I mean? You can easily drop just on myself. I easily drop eighty bucks just for you know. But it's just amazing food. I mean, it's, you just can't stop eating it, and it doesn't. You know, and I get no no MSG, so it it doesn't. I'm not. I'm literally not really hungry. Like you know, they always say, you know, two hours later you're hungry, an hour later you're hungry after you, you know, food. But, you know this all oh, this stuff is just so good. They you know just nothing's processed, all made fresh. Even the noodles are made on premises. It's insane. 
That's what it is, honestly, with uh, your hungry after two hours thing. Basically, a lot of Chinese restaurants or a lot of restaurants and shopping mall kind of places will use like cheap fillers and stuff. So MS- really, like you, you feel full. Well, and that was another thing I was going to say. Actually, the MSG thing is way overblown. Like there are some people who have some intolerance to it, I believe, but uh, it's been completely overblown. And I know this. Yeah. Like my stepdad was super into the. Oh my god, MSG's terrible. It's not terrible. They use it for all kinds of stuff. They use it. You get more MSG in canned food, freaking canned yeah. soups, fast food than you could fucking shake yeah. a stick at. But then basically when people go to the Chinese restaurant, they're like, is there any MSG? You just <laughs> sucked down three cups full last week in your fucking pizza yeah. from Domino's and whatever else, yeah. honestly. And it's right. not bad for you. Honestly, well, it's not bad for you. <laughs> that it's, it's, MSG it's, shit, there would be, there'd be like... Your parents be smoking the cigarette, Doritos, like, straight up, like driving the car, like hitting the secondhand smoke. Like MSG is bad. Like what are you talking about? <laughs> 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 it's not going to case the down. Back right. when the station wagon had the back seat, you know what I'm saying? To face the road on the back, right. like right. <laughs> back then, the, the Buick Roadmaster. But you know what? The thing is, the people have kept up with it. I know what you're talking about because the Chinese restaurants all have to say, we do not serve. It was always misspelled. We no serve MSG. It was always something like that, right? Because there was this crazy, I don't know, it was like Nightline or something, how MSG is killing everybody. And it was just total horseshit, basically. But it was conveniently against the Chinese. So, yeah, the Chinese had to basically like fight back. Like, All right, fine. We won't use that wonderful, flavorful thing anymore. Okay. That's basically all it is. It's like a fish flavored salt, pretty much. Yeah. Like it was salt. when it was first synthesized or first developed, I guess, it was basically sea, uh, dried out seawater, kind of. <laughs> I guess I could look at it again. But I think it was basically uh, dried out seawater from one of the, the Japanese bays. And then they actually found a way to synthesize uh-huh. the process. But it's, it's still basically just, oh, it's a uh, fuck. I'll look it up now. Because what does it taste like? Uh, 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 fish. Uh, I don't get it because I, I've met a pleasure myself. I just uh, can't eat salt. salt salty. See, there are some folks who can't, right? But a lot of folks, dude, MS, you could sprinkle it on there and it makes it taste good. I read that study, though, about the MSG and how it was a racial thing. It was basically like, you know, tinted kind of like a way of, uh, you know, blackballing. Right. Making it such a deal of MSG. Um, I got a, uh, it's kind of on subject. I got I got a uh, soil test done by... Uh, with the you know soil doctor, uh, I'm not sure the guy's actual name. You know who I'm talking about though, the guy that's you know yeah, he's far as yeah I know he's talking about. Right, right. So I sent yeah. I sent my because uh, I got a four by eight uh, you know living soil bed, and I sent some samples in because I just uh, I, you know what I mean just I'm just to try to learn some shit really, and all he said all my stuff is on except a uh, high a little high on the sodium to. Uh, so I'm just gonna cut back on no, no more kelp or nothing right now. You know what I mean? Just, just water, really. Some uh, that's good some to hear. Full, some full power. Yeah, the test came out really good. And yeah, like, yeah. Uh, just honestly, just it was the first time I ever got a soil test. And when I got it back, I'm like, man, like I learned a lot just reading over the email he sent me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, I mean, shout out to that. It's not a, not a promo or nothing. But you know what I mean? Like, it was a. Uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, you don't need to go to him. You can go to a college um, to get a soil test. Right, right. Because I know exactly what I put in there. So I do put, like, I had a, like, I I just kind of used what I had. And I did have, uh, like, a decent-sized bag of, uh, what do they call it, like, uh, crab shell and stuff. Not, Not the oyster powder, the, 
the crab shell for like calcium and stuff. And like, you know what I mean? That's obviously, and you, you know, that's, you know, that's got sodium. You know what I mean? You can smell it when you, you know what I mean? You can smell the, it still smells like seafood. Um, I use so stick to fresh, fresh water crab meal, fresh water uh, inputs. Basically, that big of a deal. Yeah, I, mean, I don't. A little bit I don't of sodium is not that big of a deal. You know, like well salting water. your your field is with like more salt. I would imagine. I mean, it'll build up over time, but that's what I'm saying. So this this bed is a little only, bit of crab meal. I don't know. I don't know if that's. I don't. I don't know. But I'm just saying, like, uh, what else would be high in sodium? My water source. Spinach, maybe. Could be a little bit in like water. A, a not a lot. Compost spinach, maybe. Um, hmm. that's interesting. I don't know. What you would have what, to go spinach through. Spinach in the compost. Is what you're saying. Uh, I guess that was, that was probably a stupid idea. I was thinking probably from the other end. So, uh, right. naturally existing. It should. Do you want it to be Popeye? Region. You have lots of salt. Yeah. The region in which you live is where you can get a you know different concentration geographically. But isn't it just found naturally in nature? So, okay. It is. Yeah. And I mean, like, you know, uh, I mean, I guess this is not fair because those, those uh, species are able to live there. But marshes and stuff next to the ocean, they grow like gangbusters. Like, they don't get yeah, this is, yeah. salt, you know? Yes, you're very, you're very right there. Uh, Tommy, is that the, uh, the forbid? Did you mix that? That was the used cocoa in there as well, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? Um, some I cocoa have, and look, some. I did have some used cocoa, but I would say there was that could be your source cocoa. right there. Right, right. Uh, that could be your source for the very much so. I've had the pro. I've had that problem. Yeah. Look. Okay, but I do. I do have a, a like a long, a long time experience going through. You know, almost at a commercial level on using cocoa. Yeah, and and realizing what's which the you know what was, you know, contains salts and stuff. I understand uh, the brackish waters, how they how they rinse it and all that. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, you could be right, but it's it's more peat. It is more peat. So I had enough peat, and then yeah, I had a couple cocoa pots. But you're right. It's exactly. Remember when I was making the bed and I came on and I asked, I was like, should I just dump these pots upside down? And then filling around it, and then uh, I think it was you guys, you know, yeah, Coop, and everyone was See, like, yeah, even even in peat, you could find you can find high levels of salt, right? Yeah, because you'll have uh, out in the forest, you'll have what comes up or what, what's called mineral licks, and they'll come up right in the middle of a peat bog or a swamp, and it'll be well, it'll simply be where groundwater comes up, and animals are able to come and lick and get the minerals that they need, like the vitamins they need. So like it'll be a high traffic area that they all come to. So if they harvested peat in an area like that, then like you might just be getting high high salt and potassiums that way. Right. Hmm. Yeah, because I'm trying to think what else. You know what I mean? Like it's only been, like I said, yeah, some of the sea. You know, the sea inputs from the sea, whatever crab meal, oyster shell. Has gone into it, but I've never um, like kept track or gone off anyone's. It was originally like the Coots mix, but only with stuff that I had, kind of. And then, well, you know, you use manure. Coots saying horse manure has uh, salt sometimes. Um, 
sodium. Or no, no, the the new the new uh, compost I have, I I put in a bunch of cow manure like two years ago. Though you know what I mean, this is old manure. Still where it said compost, maybe uh, bone meal has some sodium. Uh, too. Yeah, Coot's got it. More cow mag. <laughs> <laughs> I got that too. I got the too. <laughs> I've been but thinking about no. I still have yeah. I still have, I still grow in cocoa and stuff. I got. You should see it. So listen, there's this crazy. Uh, there's this community. This community compost pile, right? Where like everyone in the neighborhood will take their leaves and yard scraps and all this stuff, and it's crazy. Like you will see all these different growers. You'll see the pots. You know what I mean. 10 gallon pots you can just see it it's a big weed stem sticking out of it with perlite you know what i mean like you know i drive it's right by my house it's only like a maybe a quarter mile from my house I wonder what they're using. it's crazy I, I never utilize it i honestly wrecked my truck into it one time <laughs> 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 but uh i wasn't i wasn't dumping off compost i was trying to get home but uh, it, it is kind of crazy, like just seeing how many people buy weed. You know what I mean? Everyone's growing weed, like it's fucking nuts. I'm the only guy reusing my soil, and you know what I'm saying, reinventing it. That's what I keep telling people. Like, I don't know why you would grow organically without reusing the soil. Like, you're losing all the benefits of the the organic process when you don't reuse it. My dog actually uses the pile of uh, cocoa, the used cocoa perlite pile, and now he can just climb up the pile and then. When it gets ballsy enough, you jump over over the fence. <laughs> he goes, that's a pile. And then boom. <laughs> that's what it is. He's getting big. That dog burning. For my outdoor, I move the compost from one spot to another. Like every year, I'll, I'll like leave it this side and I'll start on that side and then do this side. Just yeah, so it doesn't four. build up. Yeah. I got four. Four. You should see it. It looks like a, like a, it's pretty cool looking. Maybe I'll take a picture and post it or something. I got I a compost. Go I've been compost. lazy. I got all this finished compost too. I'm about to. Uh, I don't know. I don't it's know been cold. Doing. I want to go out and. Uh, I got four cover. yards. I got four yards. This or yeah, I think four cubic yards. So it's like a pallet, you know. I have four pallets of uh, pumice. <laughs> wow, really? Yeah. I think next wait, year I'm going to grow like a strawberry. Or like honestly, I thought I was only getting one like pallet, you know, like uh, I think yeah, that's I, a yard square, right? Three foot, three foot, three foot, right? So that's a yard squared, right? Uh, so I mean, it wasn't that it wasn't that expensive. I was like, okay, like I wanted to get a bunch because it was like hard to get pumice. It was only perlite and all this stuff. So like I just want to get it, and uh, I I get orders through a friend of mine that owns this big grocery store in Chicago and shit. And he'll have the shit shipped wow. to my house. Well. I'm just like, all right. You know, whatever. They come and he's like, oh, yeah, this is all for you. I'm like, huh? like, I even called my buddy like, dude, they can't be dropping this shit off here. You know, and have me accountable for it. He's like, no, you, pay, you know, that's what you paid for. I'm like, it's crazy. I have way, like so much. So if anyone's in the, you know, in the area, Southwest Michigan, Northern Indiana, I, I think I'm gonna end up, up. You drive here, I'll, I'll hook you. <laughs> I think I'm gonna end up outdoor 
next year like keeping it all covered up and trying to like i don't want to i don't want to let that plant grow that that keeps coming up the plantain i really want to do barley so it's so vigorous every seed i put down it it out competes in my little garden area now and it kind of just invaded my area you know what i mean all of a sudden there was a little bit last year and then couple well, a couple of years ago and now now it's just everywhere and i really want to like i even tried what sunflowers well i think it was also because we had a shit year but they weren't letting it grow as good like they like, yeah they just out compete anything i put in that soil other than, like when i dig away at them for the cannabis plants i have to dig like a foot and a half by foot and a half away and I plant into that. But it's when I'm when I'm putting in my one gallon or whatever, it's like I'm pulling up dirt with worms and fucking it looks good. Everything looks good. I kind of want to get my outdoor garden, like Tommy said. I have I want to utilize UMass Amherst and get my outdoor garden tested and see what it's looking like. And then hopefully I get but this next harvest all right so after this harvest I, i've been talking to like the dudes on discord and hanging out val of course isn't a guy but val's been hanging out um but steel bird uh dirty indica we've been talking and i was like i think i'm gonna do two uh two by four beds in the five by five um which is a decent amount of soil you know what i mean so i think it's like 60 gallons each i think so. i think that's it well you're gonna so make the beds or they, they sell them like that they sell them like that yeah yeah they sell them like that what are you gonna mash them right next to each other or are you gonna put like a little gap in the middle no i want a gap so i want to like have a little gap in between just in case i need to get in there and like squeeze in that's what she said <laughs> I'll even probably start sprogging since it's I not going to. Gonna... saying that uh, a couple, three weeks ago, maybe uh, Smash, or maybe I'm misremembering it. We were talking about like a five by five tent, and I was like, oh, how perfect it would be. You don't have a ton of room, but you at least have an aisle if you put like two by four uh, 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 beds or something basically in the middle. You could basically squeeze right down the middle. I don't know. It's, it's possible. Just kidding. If need be. You know what I mean? You could honestly. I could raise it up a little bit and, and, and have like drainage or, or something like that right down the middle and I'll have a little access. You know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, not so much in like late flower, but you know. I think, but the only thing is I'm thinking like, all right, so two 60 gallon pots, you can get, let's say what? Three good, good size plants in there at a time or like, uh, how many? Uh, I was paying sixty gallons. How many gallons? Like sixty gallons. How much would you put? How many plants would you put in there? I mean, it depends on so many yeah. different factors. Uh, it depends you could on put how 100. fast you're gonna. Yeah, you could put a hundred if you're gonna. Oh flip yeah. Right away, you know, do the Dutch table method, whatever. Like uh, at some point, you realize that it doesn't really matter, and it only matters like what you do then. Like all the different. Uh, I don't know. Like if you veg for three weeks, you should put three plants in there. 
you veg for a week, you could put probably 10 plants in there if you wanted to. You could put as many okay. as the legal amount is. Uh, if you would veg for no days and just basically plop stuff in there, I don't know. Like I say, Dutch table method. Just put in like little seedlings or whatever and, and hope for the best. Or if you veg for six months, put one plant in there and you'll get a root system like you would not fucking believe it. Right. Get one of those like uh, uh, trunks, basically. You can't uh, pr- pretty much put two hands around. But I mean, what's that the point of for six out? months? Right? You, yeah, yeah. If you're into that, I mean, some people are into the whole manifold training. Uh, Dirt Man Dan was super into that. Like he, he was happy. He was honestly, he had more than enough weed. He didn't smoke all that much. So for him, it was like fun to just veg the plants and do cool stuff. That's where he got to. He, he called himself Mister Bondage, which was pretty hilarious. Like, he, like his sticker was basically him with a cannabis plant with like a, a wooden rack machine. Dirtman Dan is a character. What can I tell you? But basically, I, he I was like doing that kind of stuff when he when he started his uh, YouTube channel. He was literally like cutting branches out, doing like bonsai with with a, a vegging cannabis plant, right? And then when it flipped a flower, it would do all kinds of cool things. You know, that's not really for most of us, but you know, for some people, that's like, what? Really? Tell me more. I got big ass. That's why I'm doing it now. I mean, I do it a little different. I don't like manifold them from the beginning. I just, I just almost snap them, or sometimes do snap them. Here, I'll, I'll we'll go right here snap them, man. I, I'm gonna tie this one down again. I'm one more doing time. twelve plants for for flower room. Fuck them. They want to change the rules. All right, let's go. That's I'll, probably bring this, rules. <laughs> I'll probably bring this down one more time. This will this this one will end up catching up, and then I'll probably cut her loose and let her go. But at first, I gotta keep stay on top of it to keep the the growth growing up, so the Americo doesn't. If I feel like it ends up taking over after a while, you know what I mean? It's like these well, these are from the. I just I just knuckle the stem. I would just like where it's tied up there. I would just literally like uh, uh, slowly bend, 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 bend until it basically One. gives. Uh, or people do it all kinds of different ways. Sometimes people will like rub it basically until it gives. Uh, or you can actually heat it up, like you can actually like do a little bit of friction. Anyway, but I would basically like bend it over, uh, and then sometimes it'll have a tendency to bend right back the next day. So you bend it again the next day, and then it'll keep that knuckle. That's can you see the mycelium? Uh, here comes the coot. Uh, I see some fuzz for sure. Barley worm castings. Sorry. That's what that top layer is. It's a mix of barley and worm castings. Yeah, that was microbial crazy. collapse, microbial that's collapse. It. That's, <laughs> it. that's it. The coot. Hey, I almost put an avocado in here earlier. I was like, man, I, I can still eat this bad. No, okay. mango steam. <laughs> I was in throw it in for you, bro. No, it's mango steam. That's the new tech. I've been to a, a Vietnamese store. I've seen the mango steam. I think it's the new wave of the future. And I've already got a supporter. You've heard of. Mr. Granola, this guy's name is Charlie Cocoa Puffs. There you go. I mean, I got it all. Is he cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs? Yeah, yeah. Or Fruit Loops. How about Freddy Fruit um, Loops? Or <laughs> I used to know the guy that did the vo- voice for uh, Tony the Tiger. Uh, yeah. And based on that, I feel uh, entitled to have complete authority over breakfast cereals as well as weed. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm going to say that Bing Cherry Tech is going to be the new, the new thing. You can use it with cereal. And with weed, both. I'm really just making this up as I go. I did. I did uh-huh. actually know the guy that did Tony. The oh, Tiger. that's what I was gonna say. For real, you did. Yeah. You know. Uh, they're great. 
They're great. <laughs> I bet Coot did too. Actually, uh, I met him at the the Laguna Beach Arts Festival where Coot yeah. did, uh, was years and years ago. He yeah. was the announcer for the the, the painting portion of it. Cool guy. Uh, he also did the voice of Optimus Prime. Funny freaking story. Oh. Anyway, um, what was I going to say? Um, oh, baller grow techniques for billionaires. We've been talking about it every once in a while. You know, billionaires, they like to do things differently, right? And uh, far more expensively. They're not going to use oyster shell. They're going to use, like, ground-up abalone shell, right? Something like that. What else could they use? Uh, what was I thinking about earlier? Oh, I was Grind thinking about... Pearls. That's it. And I was thinking about, instead of making their labs with, uh, I don't know, washed rice or anything else, make the labs with the rinds of the finest French cheeses. Yeah. Basically, like buy the cheese caviar, fresh and then throw the cheese away, and then just keep the rind and use that to make the the laps. Yeah, right. Yeah, we were doing the caviar foliar, uh, caviar uh, last week uh, to get with the program, Tommy. You're already behind on the caviar foliars. Uh, let me think. What was the other good one? Uh, ground pearl calmag. That was good. Has to be the fresh, not cultured pearls. No fucking swaggy cultured pearls. Has to be real, natural, fresh pearls. Grind them up for the best possible CalMag for a billionaire. You heard it here first. Right, Coot? Needs more CalMag. We all know it. It's worth it for a plant that's going to get smoked. He's nodding. He's nodding. That's it. <laughs> CalMag is... CalMag may save the human race. CalMag is life. It will. Someday it will, for sure. I just, wish, I just wish one, just one, one swinging dick that could explain to me what the fuck it is. I know a calcium uh, it sulfate. comes from the Latin, callus magus. I, yeah, I know magnesium sulfate. I know, let's see. But I've never heard about magnesium and calcium being bonded in a deposit dug out of the ground. <laughs> Probably comes from someplace in California, uh, I would imagine. I don't know. Cal- yeah, uh, distributor by Nightlife of Texas. Yeah. So. Kelly Magic. Well, maybe next year I can go to the, what do you call it? Oh, yeah, the Emerald Cup. Apparently, that's kind of, I have to be honest, I've told people before that I love the Emerald Emerald Cup. Evidently, I have to reconsider that because apparently it's been sold out, whatever else. So, Oh, yeah. Like, it used to be a really kind of a hip thing. And even though it was a fairly big cup, it it still had this really kind of small town vibe. Like where they hold it in Santa Clara, it's or Santa Rosa, it has kind of a small town vibe, even though it has right. to be. Isn't that where Charles Schultz is from? You might be right. I think it is Santa Rosa hmm. or Santa it's a really Clara. Nice town. It's a university yeah, yeah. town. Yeah. Well, you know, a few years ago, High Times was doing a lot of cups uh, around the country. About the time that Kyle Cushman left as editor of High Times and became a breeder. So he was winning them all. So anyway, they get down to L.A. County and you know how diverse and weird L.A. County is. So somehow some city within the L.A. County thing had approved the High Times Cup being domiciled within their city, which was in the county. Okay, fair enough. Anyway, so then there was a change of mind. So High Times had to find another venue quick. And lo and behold, they ended up in San Bernardino, one of the few cities in California to have filed bankruptcy. Uh, So their police department is basically uh, 
a moot point. How's that? I mean, with the kind of money that High Times made at that period, I don't know what they're doing today, but um, this is the best logistic you can come up with. The Doma Stalin and San Bernardino. I mean, you want to talk about gang warfare. You want to talk about derelicts on the streets. My God, man, why don't you just go to Southside Chicago, for Christ's sake, you know? Pathetic. Just pathetic. Of course, that's probably where they did it. Cow one, you know, so that, that's all that matters. You got that what, strawberry that cop. And, is what you're talking about? That big venue there in San Bernardino? Yeah, the old orange show. Yeah, I went to. Uh, that goes back to like the 20s or maybe longer. Yeah, rock the. I went to Rock the Bells there in uh, I don't know, it must have been like 2010 or something. Yes, really yes, that's it. Show, but, yeah, and the weed, the weed was crazy. It was the weed game was just jumping off there, in, you know yeah. what I mean? 2010 yep. was going good in Catalina. Just getting going. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. you know, it was like it was it was way big time. It's where I like found inspiration for you know? myself. Yeah. Uh, at that at the Rock the Bells, you were there? I'm just kidding. Yeah. Remember when Wu Tang came out and Snoop Dogg? Yeah. Snoop Dogg did all the doggy style albums. Oh, from yeah. Front to back. And uh, you would have loved it, dude. And then the Ku Tang clan came out, baby. They crushed it. It was, it was awesome. It was a great deal. Who else? Buster Rhymes is there. I mean, these are like some of the headliners. You know what I'm saying? I great. don't know if it's ever going to come back. But it started back in 60 or six, no, 69 or 70. It was called the Country Fair. And it was down on Ken Kesey's farm uh, south of Eugene, uh, River Bend Farm. And so it was like the, instead of a county fair, it was a country fair. And like the dead played there several times. And uh, yeah, so, you know, it was really cute in 69, but man, it got really boring 48 years later with, no, go ahead and put on the bra, you know, kind of thing. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And uh, just a lot of people just walk around smoking spliffs. And uh, welcome to Oregon. One guy walking around, he's, you know, he had mushrooms, like three or four types in uh, Ziploc bags. Uh, right. Selling mushrooms for really cheap, like, you know, 10 bucks a bag. And uh, yeah, what a scene. But now with the pandemic, I don't know, it's been, this will be the second year that they haven't been able to oh are they coming up in the third year so i don't know if uh right. you know. but yeah, it was like the meeting of the tribes like a lot of the old people from the merry pranksters you know ken kesey's group the the people on the bus uh the magic bus and all that shit you know so reliving their youths so it was hey, kind hey, of a jim, jim i wanted to i wanted to say i heard that uh you had that good talk with uh, uh, Jeremy. Bill oh, Saul. yeah. That, that yeah. was a good talk. Uh, that was very, uh, you know, informative and uh, entertaining. And also, Fumi, uh, I heard you with uh, with Steve Poten. You were with Poten. Uh, did the one with uh, the Australian fella. Sorry for... Oh, right. That. With... Uh, that was cool. Uh, that, was, I, uh, that was a good listen. Happy days. Yeah. Good, good job on all the content lately, everybody. I mean, it's awesome. And I've, I've been keeping up with the show, too. I just... Hey, I'll like say if you go to Steve's uh, website, or I mean, not website, uh, YouTube channel. This was about two weeks ago. I wasn't on at the beginning, but it was... Uh, I came on, like, maybe halfway. 
with Dr. Robert Faust, who's oh, a yeah. personal mentor oh, yeah. of mine. I listen to all that. Yeah, for sure. That was, uh, really and I did good. it because, uh, I, in part because of Steve. So I ran down everything that I used, every friggin' thing that I used with Dr. Faust, who earned his PhD in 1968. So he's been at this 54 years as a PhD, not starting out as a student, right? So I went down the list, man. Sphagnum peat moss, basalt rock dust, worm castings. Oh, and, and the big one was neem. Yes. He got introduced to me when he headed up the biodynamic farming group in Hawaii for 10 years. And to put to paraphrase him, there's some really big ass insect issues in Hawaii because it's tropics. And uh, basically he used neem in every an agricultural basis, on a horticultural basis, you know, whatever. Neem oil and neem meal was like at the top of his uh, must-have list in his soil. Yep. yep. And Not I noticed that, you know, I noticed that the naysayers didn't jump in and go, well, you're wrong, Mr. Bosch, because, you know, we got this study out of, you know, Greenland in 1919, and this guy died because he drank a gallon of neem. So, you know, it's not groovy. Oh, okay. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the community is crazy. The the whole the whole cannabis community. You know what I mean? It is. There is people drugs. that believe in this or that. You know, there's yeah, people yeah. that. I always like when I hear that. It's well, not you know just what? cannabis, you know. Do you know I what I believe? That. I don't care. Uh, I don't know. give a shit what you believe. I don't get a shit what you feel. Why don't you show me something that is of substance instead of you know feelings? And it's the you know I talked to this guy at this show and you know he smoked this really good doobie and and now I'm going to find love and peace in ground up emeralds. Oh, good. Well, you got a deep <laughs> there we go. The ground up emerald uh, micronutrients. There it's got to go. have some magnesium in it no. somewhere. I don't know. It's got to have like all the different micro. Whatever. There is, there is a uh, there is a microbial product that I'm sorry, a microbial product that is made with gemstones or something. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I I met the guy at uh, MJ. I'll give you gemstones, bro. I got you. Got to freaking make you this. I used it. I can't. I didn't do any soil test to see, you know, but I did use I, it. I can get you some cool. I can make a cool label for you, Tommy. I'll wash some water with some gemstones. You know. All right. Have I had an idea? It it is a real product. You can look it up. No, I believe it. Dude, they make vodka that is washed in diamonds. Come on. It's like mammoth pee. Okay, I had an idea for a business. Now this is legitimate. So. Like. Selling recipes on like a laminated piece of cardboard, like the soil mix. Boom. So you can pin it on your wall where you're working. And you can do like, a, you know, with a grease pencil, you can check it off. Because like, you know how many times I mix soil and I get down, I go, fuck, I didn't put it in the biochar. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. You know, that kind of shit. I mean, it happens, you know, uh, at least with me, it does. Um, it shows you how little I think of biochar, but that's a whole other. See, biochar, biochar is one of those things that I can argue both sides of it. So I use it just to err on the side of caution. How's that? 
I'm not convinced that it does anything. Uh, what was that Descartes' wager? Or yeah, 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 yeah. Why right. not? Like, what? What do they say it is? Like, what? Well, hold on. What do they claim about it? I don't even know. It's a home for micro microbes, yeah. apparently. But I, yeah. I don't buy it. You don't buy OS? Why is that? Okay, hold on. Wait, because it hasn't been proven. Like, it actually, it actually nope. shows the opposite. Yep. So what tech yeah. is biochar anything? What the structure of it? Put into ashes? No, see that's the thing. It it's isn't ashes. Food. You got to look at it. It's it's basically I'm, charcoal. I'm getting way out. I'm getting way out oh, of my okay. comfort zone because I don't understand and really care. But it's somehow that they cook, for lack yeah, of a better word, the wood, and instead of making charcoal, it makes biochar, and it's a high lice. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to get off. Uh, so I'm going to stop because I'm not no, sure. No, okay, I get it. Okay, but yeah, yeah it's was, under pressure it or something like that. It's cooked with the with the lack of oxygen, and then it, thank uh, you, just, thank yeah. you. That's it. Yes, 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 yes. That's it. Okay. I mean, I've always thought that's weird. I don't know. I've always yeah. You can't go there. like you can't have cooked burgers one night, and the next morning go. You know, I think I'll put these ashes in my. Uh, <laughs> And my soil, and that would be bio. It doesn't work that way. Although, ironically, you can use that as ash, right? You can use that as a potassium source and stuff as ash, no, in, in small quantities. Only until you read how what is goes into a charcoal briquette. Uh, well, I wouldn't use briquettes, but uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, this is up for debate. But uh, well, Kud, actually, you would probably uh, be a good person to, to talk about with this. Uh, I've for years tried to use only uh, hardwood uh, charcoal. Because right. basically it's uh, uh, natural, doesn't have any uh, adulterants, whatever. And right. I'll light it in one of those chimney fire starters right. with some uh, packing paper or, right. you know, uh, I'll use newspaper, even though the news ink is not all that fantastic, honestly. But I figure there's just not too much stuff in it's there. It's burnt off by the time you start cooking. That's what I figure, honestly. It's fairly low temperature. But I definitely don't use any uh, uh, flammable liquids or anything like that. And uh, the, the briquettes, there are a couple of good briquette companies, I want to say. Oh, yeah. But they're they're somewhat hard to find. They're fairly expensive. So by the time you spend that much money, you might as well just buy freaking hardwood. Well, here's the other thing to consider. And this only applies to people, say, well, on the West Coast. One of the better of the biochar companies is located way north of Seattle on the near the Canadian border. It's called Black Owl. Oh, yeah, I know them. Now, if you're going to use biochar, and I visited their operation, I'll tell you this, you won't find, you, you, it's hard to find anybody that committed to a process like they are. I mean, this is like handcrafted biochar. Now, whether that's still necessary, I'll just stay out of it. But if you're going to use biochar, that would be like, you know, the the gold the gold standard, if you will. And they have it in different flavors, which I wouldn't do. I would just go with the basic one and then add it into your soil mix. But anyway, there you go. I what use about it for Hugel Hugel pits. If you were to do like big limbs and like biochar those. See, you need to talk to Wes because he to to build the unit to do this uh without oxygen, that's where uh my information falls short. I think it's like a barrel on barrel system is what I've I've seen. And uh look, I've honestly talked to uh I mean Nick Nick uh 
Nick Rising, who does a bunch of the Hugo culture and stuff. Uh, he's a breeder and whatnot. He does. He said he honestly is therapeutic for, you know, he has health issues and whatnot. And he says he just does it for like his mental state, actually making the biochar, you know, burning, mm-hmm. burning wood. You can't do a lot of this or that. Or, But I'm, I'm, what I'm, what I'm saying is, I guess like, so like for like a huge, you know, the Hugo pits is where it's either a mound or like a pit, right. With the big, the big chunks of wood. Right. So basically, if you were like to char the outside of the wood somehow, get it caught on fire, I guess, and then right. I don't. I'm just. I'm just spitballing here. No, I, I just guess. want to be really clear, okay? Because I don't. Sometimes things get misunderstood. I'm not dogging on the the concept of using biochar. What I'm trying to say is that it's not negative or positive. <laughs> Yeah, because I've heard both uh, both arguments, and I have to say that I would be conflicted to say, yeah, use it or don't use it, because I don't know enough. And the type of wood would matter, right? There's I would think certain, so. Yeah. yeah. I would think so, yeah. The type I mean, of wood. Yeah. Right. I think the stuff they make commercially is like bamboo, I thought. Or, uh, oh, I don't, that could be. Maybe not. Maybe that's that, that's the charcoal for, for your teeth, that. You brush your teeth with, right? That charcoal shit? Yeah. I don't really like to, Kuda's always yeah, for definitely. some reason saying that I'm into brands. I, I, I don't know. Maybe Kuda's mistaking me with, for somebody else because I feel like I'm not. But you never know. You never know what other people think about you, right? Uh, but, but here's me about to basically talk about a brand. So maybe this is where Kuda gets it from. Uh, the dude that basically told me a little bit more about biochar than I think almost anybody else because I tried to uh, research it a bit. Now there's actually a ton more information available. But uh, when I was looking at it, I couldn't find a, a ton that was uh, at least seemed relevant. And uh, this dude, um, I think his name's Jesse, who runs and owns Green Grow, or the Green Grow, I want to say it's called. Anyway, whoever his name is that runs the Green Grow, he's pretty much the guy that like uh, goes to all the shows and everything else. And he was telling me about his whole concept for his uh, uh, company he makes. Uh, I want to say, uh, you know, top dress nutrients and whatever else. He makes some like uh, stuff for, for teas. Actually, his tea recipe is what I used for the longest time. And it was a short uh, brewing tea. It was like an eight hour tea essential. It was honestly more of a compost extraction, I think is why it worked so goddamn well. Uh, he was the guy that told me, Hey, you can actually, and you should use a beer in your, in your uh, uh, tea. And so literally I was making like a cool, you'd honestly love it. Like it was basically like a, a, a barley and aloe and whatever else, rock dust, uh, uh, compost right. extraction. Right. There was honestly nothing bad about it. And so it, it was, it was, uh, I think he's uh, got the right idea here. Straight up is our good friend, Tommy doing Hugo culture that if you want to build, because that's what we're talking about a soil building, not amending mine products like sphagnum peat moss, mm. but to take wood and use mycelium basically to deconstruct this wood and turn it into soil, that is without a doubt going to be the richest soil that you'll find. Well, you're not going to find it in the wild unless you go into a forest. And you can't speed it up. No. You can't make it happen any quicker no. than it no. happens. You know what I mean? It's not, right. you can't force it. I heard if you uh, cut up the wood, it could. Right? 
Yeah, and also, the wood, and that would, sorry, sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt. What type of uh, uh, mycelium you were going to run? Yeah, that I would inoculate it with a wood eating mycelium when I was setting it up for sure. I would do like a JMS where I went out into the forest and collected a bunch of right. white hyphae and then brought it back, made a tea, and splashed that all over when I was making my bugle uh, bed. That way, even if that's you what I want to do outdoors, even if you bought green spawn, you know, yep, in the yep. pack, and I, I would, I would probably go with because it's one of the easiest mushrooms to grow, and that would be lion's mane. And when you go in the forest and, and find lion's mane growing on the tree, um, it's the most robust of all the tree mushrooms. You got maitake. You got uh, oysters. You got, of course, reishi, which is in a whole different category. But anyway, the lion's mane is the most aggressive. So it would seem to me that if you used, at least in part, you don't have to go with one uh, species of, of spawn. I would go with lion's mane and then maybe turkey tail. You know, some of the ones that are really penetrate the trees deeply into the uh, uh beneath the bark i'm sorry i, I apologize I'm, i can't remember the name anyway you get the idea right those would at least give you uh, a i wouldn't say it's going to speed it up but it would give you a leg up and probably get really good coverage is all yeah i mean i've, I've uh, seen firsthand and and like i said nick has explained it to me where it's not, you know, it's not super complicated. You know what I mean? There's work and thought put into it, but it's not like, you know what I mean? It's not like the, you know, it's it's almost like a... Like Once you get more surface area because uh, of the mound. Yeah. And then another thing yeah. with, cutting, with cutting up the material, I think a, a part of it is for uh, like water conservation, it's almost like a sponge. If you do have yeah. bigger logs and whatnot underneath, you know what I mean. Yeah. So that it is so like, spongy. The videos I've watched, um, they tend to say, you know, depends on how quickly you want it, you know, because it's going to rob nitrogen for like the first year or two of her. Yes, big time. So pick your, po pick your poison, right? Exactly. Yeah. Roll. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because remember, fungi are like crop it with peas. There you go. Uh, or just put some chicken shit on there. That's what I've done before. Fungi are like us. They take in air, use the oxygen, and expel CO2. So um, that's a fact. That's another reason why, for the first couple of years, or maybe even three, um, yeah, you're not going to be able to touch that bed as far as right. Yeah, you know, putting any kind of uh, plants in there. But once you once you, man, once you get it done, because you're making an investment mm -hmm. in your property, it's just like putting on, you know, a man cave or uh, doing a roof. You know, you're making right. an investment in that property, and is it going to matter to most buyers? No, no, but that doesn't matter. You're gonna, it's going to appeal to the buyer that's like you, an organic terrorist, and that's going to be <laughs> exciting factor of whether we have like a t-shirt you know right. i need merch I, I decide i want to do merch <laughs> dude i would, dude, I would, man. I would definitely, I would definitely buy <laughs> uh, we're on it 
Kootang Clan hoodies coming. Yeah. <laughs> you know that that interview in forty eight hours was over eight thousand views. That's insane. I don't think it's insane, Coot. People like to hear you. Yeah, well, not to mention he edited it, it out, so so it was nice. You and haven't been around my wife like, much, have you? Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. No, I, <laughs> uh, how do I put it? No, even she finds the interesting Coot. I, I, we we always uh, catch her glimpsing over the shoulder and like nodding. But uh, uh, how do I put yeah. this? We enjoy hearing you, man. Uh, and, and Jeremy asks smart oh, questions. It was actually fun to. I'm not even done with it. I've been watching it like in bits and pieces. It's really and backing up and rewinding it a few times. It's a really fun interview. Uh, he's known you for a super long time. It's fun to hear somebody that's known you from back in the IC Mag days and everything. And like he basically built his business and he acknowledges it several times uh, in the interview. He essentially built his business yeah, copying techniques that he learned from you at those different forums, IC Mag and everything else. Really interesting. Yeah. I, uh, a couple of things that didn't get me, and I'm not, but just to point out that I'm not one dimensional. I was the one that introduced smart pots to the cannabis scene. I was the one that introduced, uh, oh shit. Oh, and this one, I really rue the day I did this one. Blue mats. <laughs> and, uh, you rue it now that. because I'll they're leave, complicated leave, or what? Uh, no, no, no. I'll leave that one alone. Um, the, 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 uh, cereal guy, that's one of his, uh, Expertise is besides being a consultant, of course, on the ratio of boron to calcium in a, a living soil. Really, really, that's that's what you got. That's what you're going to hang your shingle on. Okay, good deal. Yeah. Um, that should be fun. So, um, yeah, I mean, I brought a it's lot. It's always of some magic ratio, Coot. Yeah, I know. magic <laughs> ratio. It's the, uh, the pie of wheat. Said. It's the apple pie of wheat, I think. Right? <laughs> you know, like, think about this. So 12 years ago, I posted a recipe for a fix-it mix. You know, like your plants. Uh, uh, Smash did it. It's alfalfa meal, kelp meal, and if it's available, not a hassle, some uh, fulvic acid. And people have been using that for 12 years, and all I ever get is compliments. My God, this stuff could raise shit from the dead, you know, because you got two of the most powerful uh, biodynamic accumulators on the planet, kelp and uh, alfalfa, right? And then you've got this fulvic acid that's made with wire that's never touched the ground. I mean, Dr. Fosco, I don't know if he did it on your program, but the whole process of how he makes or extracts the fulvic acid. I mean, this you think I'm a wackadoo? You should you should see what he does to make his uh, humic and fulvic acid. I mean, you know, You were talking about in fact, I think that's where I got to in the interview where you were talking about how he uh, uh I think Jeremy mentioned how the water has never touched the ground. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. rainwater and blah 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 and it's fermented yeah. and so on. Oh yeah. And he's got a human food grade one for people or your pets to take. And it's uh, three words, woo, W-U-W-U, woo, jin, J-I-N, S-A, and woo, jin, sign. And so um, for a lot of reasons that but our water doesn't contain humic acid any longer, as it did when we were running around in loincloths and, you know, finger painting on the walls of our caves. So... Um, this is one of the great 
Okay, so you know what an enzyme is, that it's a cofactor, right? And Sometimes get shit done. Right. And Dr. Foss has accurately described folic acid as the cofactor of cofactors. So whatever um, enzymes you have that you're wanting to enhance, that's where the fulvic, among other things, of course, but that's where fulvic acid comes in to play in our, in our soils. But here's the thing, you don't want a high dose. This isn't a, a gross store item. You high dose with uh, fulvic acid and you're gonna think you're on a movie set at Jurassic Park. Your plants are gonna be a friggin' mess with like really weird growth. And I don't care how much flushing you do, you're not gonna fix this one. So uh, like read the label, it's written by a, a real scientist. He's giving you good information. Just, you know, follow the directions. That's all I can say. I speak from personal experience on that one. Right. I know. Instead of a teaspoon, I'll use a tablespoon. Oh, instead of once a week, I'll bet two times a week it'd be even better. And after about three weeks, I went, oh, my God. Boy, is this a mess. So... Out with the, uh, you know, machete and take it down, you know, start over. Thanks, Sam. Uh, by the way, welcome, uh, uh, Potent. What's going on? Well, I just finished uh, kind of an oddball episode with, uh, with Duke Diamond. I don't normally do shows on Tuesdays anymore, but... Uh, uh, he was supposed to be on yesterday, and then he was able to to get out of where he was at and go home. So we figured to just push it back a day, uh, since that was a good reason, you know. What's up, Potent? What's up? How are you? Hey, what's up? Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, it's good. To, it's good. It's good to hear Duke out, huh? That's cool. Right? I don't know him personally, but that's really cool. I haven't so seen Duke. Uh, I haven't seen Duke. The last time I saw Duke was at the Dude Grows Cup in Denver. The last one that they had in Denver before uh, everything got shut down. I think it was 2019. Or maybe it was 2018. I don't remember. I think it was 2019. Yeah, I mean, that was probably... Yeah. I don't know. 20... Hopefully, uh, hopefully they have one next year. I know they're talking about it. So, yeah, that'd be cool. Really cool. Yeah. <clears throat> What's up, Coot? Yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. Oh no, we were just bullshitting about this. We were talking originally. We started out talking about uh, biochar, and then oh, we, then we transitioned over to Google culture. Oh, you know so. So we did a, so uh, I've talked about this a little bit before, but so I was working with a group named Keto Life. I was formerly employed by them. Um, and uh, um, some of you guys have probably seen them at different trade shows and shit. Uh, anyways, so we tested their bloom formula biochar uh, in um, a big plot in Gilcrest, Colorado. So we had four acres, but we did a half acre plot. So half acre control a half acre of 1% uh, in the topsoil turned into it with the tractor, uh, a half acre of uh, control, and then a half acre of 3%. Uh, 
half acre control and then half acre of 5%. And then we had two acres where we were running a one acre control and a one acre um, of, uh, I don't remember what the other variable was. I think it was um, an IMO or some other microbial input or some bullshit, but I don't remember what that one was. I have to go back and look at my notes, but um, the biochar made no difference for the hemp production whatsoever uh, at 1%, 3% and 5%. Um, in a soil that had already been worked for crops before. In my experience, and you know, here's here's all I will say because I don't want to influence anybody's thinking. But about ten years ago, there was a slew of biochar fabricators. A slew. And now type that in to a search engine and they just dropped off the radar. So, uh, you know, if something works like it is uh, promoted to do, then you're going to have repeat sales. You can always get that initial sale. That's, you know, humans are impulsive. But to get the repeat business, which sustains you, it better have done what you claimed that it would. And I'm sorry, but my experience has been not so much. Now, I will say if it if you have, say if I was in San Diego County again, or in some other area where it's piss poor soil, it's like gravel or sand, or like something that's just truly awful and has no no organics in it. Yeah, it's I good. Mean, it's good because you, you gotta have that organic base. That absolutely I would use it. But outside of that purpose, uh, you know, it just, it it's, I think any grower, their time is going to be better spent making IMO, even the liquid IMO, IMO2 and liquid IMO for, for, you know, the same amount of hours they'd spend in a day working on making that right. for their field. And, you know, it, the, that tiny little batch would be able to treat acres and acres versus the small amount of biochar that they would have made that same amount of time. Right. And the setup to make biochar correctly, my understanding is that it's a, decent size investment it's not like well anyway there's there's some money involved yeah. then oh. and are you going to get a return on that let's say you couldn't sell any for you know whatever reasons you're isolated somewhere are you even going to get the return by the increase in food you can produce i'm not sure that you can because some of the claims are like really you know it's like uh anyway we'll call them species how's that Hard to, hard to understand. How's that? Claude well, in chat that makes a good point. Biochar is great for getting rid of that patchouli stench the hippies leave behind when they visit your farm. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the only time I used it was free, you know? And I really didn't do a control or anything. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, I'll just toss it in on this batch. And we'll see how it goes. You know what I mean? So, but unless you have piss poor soil, the sand, gravel, or rocks. Again, right, take yeah, that same yeah. energy that you're going to spend in that and go learn KNF through IMO 1 through, you know, 2 two and liquid IMO or 1 through yeah. 4 if you're doing more soil heavy. It, all of it's for, you know, on Chris Trump's thing for free. You know, you don't have to, you know, pull your hair out. And you, you'll end up with a better result, you know, for the labor spent. Yeah, I want to aquaponics, dude. <laughs> I really do. I just, uh, you know what I mean? I got to make the commitment, I guess. But I already do flow, you know what I mean? So I could convert a lot of my stuff probably pretty easy. We're working on uh, 
we're R and Ding some tests or some kits right now that'll be um, kind of integrating into if you already have a hang on the back filter and like a wet dry or whatever uh, uh, for an existing aquarium uh, or for uh, hey you already just have an aquarium and you want to and you got a, a flood and drain you just want to connect the two bam just make it make it easy for people you know what I mean yeah that would be awesome dude. Yeah, and then uh, we have I see, yeah, I see you, man. You're out here thinking. You're thinking. You're doing this. You're, you're, you're thinking. I worked in the pet trade for a long time, and yeah. you know, ten percent of the countries in the United, or ten percent of the houses in the United States have a fish tank in them. You know, Dude, we used <laughs> to go into the store. pet store. We used to go into the pet store and just hang out. You know what I'm saying? Look at all the fish, yep. and we would even have like. Uh, you know, like it was just it was like basically in between my elementary school and my you know what I'm saying, where my house. So it's like you're preaching to the choir. That's how I got into weed. So, right, so right. The, the local yeah. pet store I used to go to was there too. So <laughs> right. I used to go to this pet store called Pet Fantasy. It was the only one of the few places that was close enough that I could ride my bike to where I grew up in Philly. And they had a basement, allegedly, that had quite a few interesting things <laughs> as well. But they also used to have lots of stuff being imported and exported from around the world, animals, and many other interesting oh. artifacts. Uh, all, <laughs> uh, the tubing, but, all the tubing yeah. and shit, the small tubing. Remember, yeah. Also, remember back in the day, like the garden centers and the grocery stores, the police, especially if they suspected, would sit there and record people's license plates. All the other shit you had, uh, uh, Operation, um, whatever the fuck it was, where they went after the grocery stores and took. Uh, Green Merchant, where they went after yeah. all the grocery stores and all that and took the labels. Right. But you know what they never went after? And a lot of the smart groups, yep. the, the pet stores. You could buy 1,000-watt HIDs and, and high-pressure sodium fixtures at the pet shops and no one no one bats an eye. And as long as you occasionally leave with a bag of fish, right? Or a dog mm -hmm. food. Or no one gives a shit. So yeah. when I worked at pet shops, I used to get paid commission. If I sold $5,000 worth of stuff, uh, um, uh, per month, I would get paid 5% of that and 5% of where I did it. So we'd start making grow room kits, right? Here's all the lights you need. Here's the air filters, here's the carbon filters, here's the water pumps, you know, here's the water heaters, here's the chiller, you, you know, the whole nine, right? Because why not? And you know what? When the when anybody comes in, oh, that's a coral propagation tray. That's not a that's not a flood and drain tray. It's a coral for coral propagation. You know, you always yeah, had a, a good explanation. Yeah. yeah. They got like a big ass grow light over, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you're like down below, you know what I mean? Down below, you know, it's like, but, damn, they got like a thousand water up there. That's how I got into growing. <laughs> so they had a, they had a grow and I got involved with that. And then I got introduced into some other people that they knew and they had a bigger grow. And then, um, uh, I got, you know, kind of into all that stuff. And then later on, um, uh, the, when I got into like the really big commercial stuff was when actually a guy used to work. I actually, I'm going to leave his name out of it because he might still be doing it. But um, uh, this guy used to work for the postal service and he had a whole barn that he had two floors going on back on the East coast and was, you know, delivering right to people's doors because he was the post office guy. Right. So there was no. Man, it keeps going like it is. I might be, I might be working at the post office for right? yeah, so so my ass in there. So that's who taught me, and then I ended up working for another large uh, landscaping company that also had a big, you know, quite a large cultivation, you know, facility kind of secretly away on their spot. So I got a chance to work in some larger commercial ops 
back east before, you know, getting my feet wet out west. Um, but I think a lot of us did too. A lot of people that are really experienced it, and we were, we've joked about this before when someone wants to argue about how they have a weed degree, it's like, yeah, but you haven't grown anything though. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, especially the black market days, like people don't think about like, this is why this is who's the best for IPM and, and, and managing everything, especially pest management is because a black market grower thought about like what goes in the trash, like what wrappers am I producing? Everything. Like, like Everything. every fucking aspect in a way that oh. like I can't teach that to a kid that didn't grow and, up in non-prohibition. There's no beyond, way to explain that. Beyond the legalities, think about this. You throw uh new bottles, you know, uh, trash, right? Huh? Forget yeah. the law enforcement. What about the guy picking up the trash? You think they hire the best and the brightest? Yep. Okay, and they're looking at it going, so here's a house that grows. Yep. And the other one around the corner. So, I mean, you got more to be concerned about yep. things like that than about you know, law enforcement. That's all. But but there I always learn to grow more than cannabis. Always have gardens going. Always have plants to be Good. able to be yes. seen. Yes. Always have, like, in your yes. windows, in yep. outside, when, as soon yeah, as you're allowed to so get plants, have them going. That's like, right. Good advice. So, like, well, when you're bringing in soil or, right. or components, it doesn't yes. matter. That's right. No, that's you know good advice. I used to have a bag. I used to have a dog food bag, right? The big fifty-pound bag. Yeah. But I would put the. I would put the. You know what I'm saying? I would keep like keep them for my yep. dog. Put the soil in that. Then walk in like, oh yeah, just coming from you know what I'm saying whatever. What you think? That Shit, man. Work. I'm talking about getting a like you know. <laughs> I just got rid of my tracks. backed up to my house at this point. <laughs> I just got rid of my uh, tracks because they started, you know what I'm saying? They started bugging out shit. But uh, who, who got me thinking tracks big? And triple, you, you, uh, you ever seen them triple, uh, triple posts where you get three lights and it spins around in a circle? Yeah, it's yeah, got, like, yeah, yeah. Right. The electronic bro- That was the first shit I had. It was, it was like, it was my uncle and my dad's shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. my dad. My dad's like an old school dude that, you know what I'm saying? I mean, rest in peace. And but, uh, always parabolic. Hoods. No, parabolic hoods. Uh, the Chinese hats was there. Yeah, dude. We yeah. had three of them going yeah. around. And you know, know what we used to use? Those little cement Can tubs. You fancy. Yeah, have a light cement right. mixing tubs. We'd have those. We'd have yep. all of them together. And then we'd have uh, the geolite, uh, the, the red pebble rock, you know? We'd have that. And then we'd have solo cups. So solo cups with soil. And you just stick those in, you know what I mean? And we do like head flow like that, you know what I'm saying? And I, I came up with something back in like, uh, you know, the, the late 90s, you know what I'm saying? When I was like a teenager. I got a couple of people, a father and a son in Orlando set up a few years ago. And they have a, uh, a soil company <laughs> and they uh, create their own worm castings. And, you know, it's a coots mix, but, you know, it's they're doing it there kind of thing. <laughs> And so anyway, uh, they sell this to people that have money, uh, retirees, that have raised beds put in their homes, and then they supply the soil, and now these folks can grow, you know, what, 10 months out of the year or something, I guess, down there. Dude, I want to go back. I want to go somewhere I can grow you around outside. So <laughs> here's something he said. Well, here's what we tell people. I know. Get a five-gallon bucket and dump a five uh, five gallons of uh, your three main ingredients. 
uh, peat moss, the uh, pumice, and the worm castings, right? That's going to make 15 gallons. Then you got to add your amendments. But anyway, uh, that's basically two yards. So there's another way. So you don't have to be measuring shit down to the, you know, you can kind of do it in bulk and speed the thing up. That's all I'm saying. So, yeah, yeah. so uh, a five gallon bucket of each of the three main components and then the appropriate uh, whatever you modified it to as far as the amendments. Just make sure you get the CalMag in there. You want to see CalMag in dolomite lime, goddammit. You want the dolomite <laughs> lime because some plants are magnesium hungry. You know, you don't want them starving, you know. Uh, I'm so excited uh, when the weather breaks to get my worm brain kicking. I got four small ones and they're all just, uh, I don't know. I used, I just try to use, I got, I again, I got some guy, he's like, uh, it's that it's that pit moss stuff where it's uh, like paper, yeah. right? I guess they recycle paper. Right. So I've never seen that yet. A guy, whatever, a guy approached me on Instagram or whatever, like, oh, I was like, no, I don't, I'm not really interested. He goes, well, what's your what grow store? What's your local grow store? And I told him, and then I go to the grow store, and they're like, some dude brought these in here for you. I'm like, whatever. So I took it home. And I put them in the worm bin. They, it's not. I, I. It was like I did like half. I did one that's like mostly that. I did one that's all com. You know, all compost from my yard. Obviously, that one's doing way better. Oh yeah, so, always, yeah. always, like, always. This yeah. paper, they don't like. They don't like a bunch of newspaper. No. <laughs> what, what, I know this. Choice. I know this is like a foreign language in the cannabis scene. Sometimes, but. The quality of your castings is in direct relationship to the quality of your stock, your feed stock. You know, the old garbage in, garbage out thing applies. And manure is one of the best things you can use. It's biologically alive, it's enzymes, there's all kinds of good stuff happening there. Now you gotta you gotta neutralize the uh, vermicides that were given to the livestock. That's why you see the term aged. Manure, all it means is four to six weeks in the sun, flipping it, and the sun deconstructs the molecules, and away you go. Because they're just uh, hydrocarbons. But you start with that, and now you've got something. And I mean, and the big one is trying to convince people that your kitchen scraps are not going to make you compost. They're 99% water. What what about mushroom though? If you just had like say you had like some mushroom, uh, some oysters, whatever, even they're store bought, and then you had them uh, kind of like start going bad in your fridge. Absolutely, absolutely. Would you put those directly into the worm bin, or absolutely. would you go into your cup? Absolutely, yeah. that absolutely. would be a good thing to go directly in, yeah. right? If for no other reason, um, so should this be called mushroom tech? Just throw mushrooms in there. I still want you to think about mangosteen. There's another that, billionaire I, idea I, right there. Ground I, I, truffle mushroom tech. But you <laughs> truffle <know>, tech. <laughs> but here's what you legitimately... Double T, baby. Charlie Tricomes. Truffle yeah. tech. That's four T's. Get it right. Quadruple T. <laughs> now, here's what you would legitimately be adding. <laughs> is that <laughs> inside the, the mushroom flower, which is a, a fruit, <clears throat> is chitin so it's like you're adding 
not life. You are, you're adding chitin to your soil. Chitin is the basis of chitinase, the enzyme that you want to see, which is the one that deconstruct uh, eggshells of insects that lay eggs in your soil. So anyway, yeah, it's a real positive. I would chop it up just because you want to get it distributed. But yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, good idea, for sure. A lot of people don't know that, but chitin is the, uh, the very basic structure of, the, uh, of a mushroom. I, I, a lot of mushrooms, not every mushroom, but certainly the uh, uh, culinary mushrooms that like you're, you and I would be exposed to for the most part. Right, right. Yeah, that's what I, I do like. I do like, uh, I, I just buy them and stuff. But I do like just cooking them, like, yeah. especially along with, you know, yeah. with beef. It's always good with beef, but yeah, so much. Like, I'm surprised you haven't started a little like monotub, Tommy. Uh, I got to chill out. Yeah. Uh, get you growing go. oysters or something. Yeah, oysters, yeah, I, I think I got to argue with Kud on this one. It's the only thing I'll ever argue with Kud. I think oysters are easier to grow than lion's manes. Really? I do. Okay. Um, lion's manes sometimes takes a little bit for the mycelium to take over the, uh, the spore block. Yeah. I've noticed, I've noticed that the yeah. oysters are fast. Well, we and they flush. This is actually about uh, lion's mane uh, uh, smash. You've grown them. Coot's uh, been talking about them for ages. Uh, the question was, are they medicinal? And I said, yes. And then the, the, the response was, oh, like a psilocybin? Well, no, not really like a yeah. psilocybin, but arguably in some ways better. Like the psilocybin will give you a trip, but pardon me, <laughs> it won't give you the medicinal effect, the nerve growth factor uh, uh, right. enhancement and stuff of the lion's right. mane. Is that right, uh, yes. uh, Coot? Yeah, and... and- with, there are some really good companies out there, and uh, I'm going to give them to you right now, two of them. One of them's up in uh, uh, Smash uh, neighborhood, North Spore. Uh, they sell kit. They're called kits. And you go to the website, and they send you the block. And all you, I mean, it's, I swear to God, anybody could do this. Yeah, that one's pretty easy. Uh, yeah. And there's one up here uh, right at the border of uh up, up northwest of uh Seattle called uh that's called Snoqualmie Valley that area anyway it's called Snow Valley S N O hyphen Valley for Snoqualmie you know, get the idea anyway they sell kits I bought some in a mushroom show up in uh Seattle oh I don't know I guess 3 months ago I mean stupid easy you put it in a a, a monotub filled with perlite that's been soaked in water. And now you've got humidity set up and, and open up the, the block and boom, I sat there and harvested uh, blue oysters and uh, some lion's mane. I mean, it couldn't be easier. Right. And what's good about those kind of things is that it'll demystify the process of growing mushrooms so that you're not, we're all not afraid, but, we're always concerned about things we don't quite understand. So it's hard to get motivated to do it. And this is a way of going, taking baby steps of the whole idea of fruiting uh, mycelium for to create food. That's all. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. This is all like trying to talk the research to, uh, benefits. I'm sorry. No, good. I'm no, just saying. Crazy trying to talk to like some 
people that are supposedly like you know well educated you know what i mean then you talk to them about like they just look at you like you know like give you that like stoner look and shit i can't stand that like you know what i mean like people in life when you're talking about like mushrooms or this or that and like yeah yeah, yeah. But, yeah. of course you brought of, up uh, mushrooms like mind, that kind honestly. of thing like man fuck you dude like you know, it's, I think it's a sign of a of a very uh, uninquisitive mind. You know, like uh, right, uh, right. Twenty four hundred right. years ago, basically, Socrates said that he was considered one of the wisest men to ever have lived. Honestly, uh, and he uh, he was honestly killed uh, for his kind of smart ass uh, 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 questioning, pretty much of authority and everything else. They made him drink hemlock tea uh, or hemlock wine, basically, whatever it was. Anyway, it's poison hemlock. Uh, he uh, always said he knows nothing. And the more you know, the less you know, basically. He said it more eloquently than that. But uh, I think we were talking with uh, Charlie's for maybe offline or something. But we were saying, like, uh, 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 you should always be inquisitive and approach things with a childlike curiosity. Because if you don't, you're basically missing out on the wonders of life. Like, there's nobody that knows everything. The more you know, the more you realize there is yet to learn. Right? And and I think uh, when you have that kind of expanded... Um, thought process, then you can take a truth over here and apply it to something you want to do and say plants. Like, for example, well, when I came up with uh, this whole sprouted tea thing, sprouted seed teas, that later morphed into just buying the goddamn stuff from a brew store once somebody educated me. Of course, now we know that it collapses uh, microbes. So, no, there is that issue. And I got that straight from uh, Danny Cocoa Puffs. And, Hold on. Uh, I'll show microbial collapse real quick. Yeah. Yeah, them brew stores are cool. Them brew stores are cool. My uh, dad used to take me into them. Like, yeah. Back when I was a, look, my dad used to brew beer when I was a kid. It would smell so good. You know what I'm saying? All that, all them, he would have all the kettles. We had this big ass stove and shit. He'd be in there like just, you know what I'm saying? You could tell he was good. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm dead you know, serious. He was having a good ass time. I mean, I'm dead serious on this. The first grain that was, uh, the first plant that was grown for their own consumption by the human race was barley. Right. Uh, the use of barley to it's purify water. Yeah. Uh, to purify water saved right. the human race more than once. So we're hardwired for that smell, that that, that smell of a brew, a beer brewing, or yeah, even just so cooking good. barley. Yes, yeah, it's, it's all there. How can that? Never mind. Yeah, bread. You're right. How can bread that? Too. How can that be dangerous? Give me a break. Just remember, Socrates loves San Dimas. Even Wonder Bread, or just oh, it is what it bread. is. Yeah. They smell so good. You know what no, I mean? No, never mind. No one it got doesn't my... have to be like an artisan bread for it to smell good. All I added to this is uh, I put my I put my barley into a food processor a little yes, bit. Yes, right. I got, some, I got some right here. Yeah. You can see the powder at the bottom. There you go. Yeah, yeah food no processor. That's a good, good idea. That's what I used to do. And then I haven't done it in a while. Barley. Right on top of its worm castings, and you can see the mycelium growing right on. Oh yeah. Of course, I had a guy that I I told him to, you know, what to do, and he did it. And then, like 
two or three days later, he's online screaming and hollering, what can I spray to kill all this mold? You do what? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Hey, go to the grocery store, get a can of Raid. All right. <laughs> and come back and just soak the piss out of your plants. That'll no, save listen, you. listen, honestly, like, so my... Uh, I recommend gasoline. Whatever, yeah, yeah. you know. My my ex or my my kid's mother or whatever. Uh, yeah, she she so has like, all the plants and stuff, and she's like, "What's all this?" You know, I I don't like all. That. I'm like, "That's your plants are really healthy." They're like, you know, like, no, fuck all this. Like, like all right, like whatever. You know what I mean? Like, don't be pouring that shit on my plants. And I was like, "Well, I'm just you know doing you a favor." You know what I mean? Like, and like when Jeremy this told me in that uh, interview. <laughs> He sells a product uh, that's from a, a person in Colorado. And it's called RootWise. And right. there's a list of enzymes that are contained in this product. And guess what? It's the exact same list that's in barley that I've been posting for, I don't know, 12 years. Right. And my way, you can get it at the brew store for chump chains, you know, 80 cents a pound, 40 bucks for a full bag. Or you can buy a product that's in a really cool package that has RootWise on it with, we'll say, an elevated price over hey, 80 hey, cents a pound. Hey, Jim, before I forget, uh, you said I could get some of those cool-ass seeds you made? Those, Yeah. It's the one times the, uh, how, how do I go about that? Um, get a hold of me through uh, uh, YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. Oh, yeah, my, it's yeah, it's uh, just click on the, my name and it'll come up. Email or send a message. Sorry, then, uh, I, I can find. Okay, yeah, I got yeah, you. yeah. It's it's public, and then I'll give you my real one. That's just my uh, fuck you advertisers. Hey, hey one more thing. It, don't take it too hard on me if those F twos I made are are not what you you know. No, 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 no. Well, I'll tell you what, the life friends you mentioned, it was, you know, the God bud and all that. So I oh, yeah, that. he's, yeah, I have a lot of respect for that gentleman. Um, he's right. been around forever. I mean, yeah, a long time. That. But what is uh, that? What is going, what is this picture? Yeah, what are you showing us? That's Steve's favorite way of getting rid of aphids. <laughs> oh, the burning, baby, burning. Uh, yeah, so there's definitely like, a never dealt with aphids. No. I thought that was my ceiling at first. I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> Me too. I'll go out on a limb here and say this: that if you're running a biologically alive soil, it doesn't have to be coots mix, whatever you know, whatever you're doing, okay. I promise you that barley will outperform any other amendment that you can add to that soil in terms of increasing production, health, vigor fruit set and speed up the uh, maturing or lessen the time it takes for the cycle up to 20% less time without a loss of yield or a loss of punch. I mean, you it sounds maybe silly, right? Uh, could, because it's, you're talking about this grain you could buy at the store 
Uh, you can buy it expensively. You can buy expensive barley. I mean, you can go to the fancy, the Whole Foods or whatever, and they'll sell you a pound of it for like $10 or whatever. It's like some fancy pants, oh, yeah. organic, whatever the fuck. Or you can go to the brew store and you can let, you can order it online from the brew store. Like Steinbart's just like concentrates. Yeah. They'll send that shit to you online. Now, remember, uh, they probably difference. charge good shipping, but what's that? Okay, malt means sprouted. Right. So you can't just go buy barley, which I used in bread, because mm. it's a wonderful uh, bread material. Um, you need it. Uh, all malt means is that you sprouted it, and then you terminated. And that's the magnificent. That's the magnificent difference because all those yes. enzymes start to activate. Yes, right. right. And we're talking about how am I enzymes still getting shit done basically? What's right. that? How am I still getting barley sprouts? Like once in a while, I'll get a. I'll oh, get yeah, some I mean, barley. Really? They didn't. How do you I say could, this? They you just could make your sprouts. own sprouts and use that. Now we're back to sprouted CTs. You could take raw barley. Which means not pearled barley, because pearled barley's had it's been polished, and there's a lot of the bran is missing. But if you could get whole barley seeds, you could do put them in a you know however you like a sprout, and then take them until they grow a tail, and put them in an oven at one fifteen, and that'll arrest the germination so they it doesn't continue creating a taproot. And now you've got malted barley, or you could just go to a brew store and buy yeah, it. Yeah, this the is pound. malted. Yeah, and that's really the thing, though. Like they, they only roasted it at like 115 degrees, which is just like a hot day these right. days, right? So, right. like, it's right. not going to kill every single barley seed. They're not trying to really kill every single barley seed. They're just trying to stop the bulk of them from continuing right. their their maturation right. so that it can be ground up into beer or whiskey or whatever it is. And I was going to say like, it's no accident, honestly. Well, it is a, a beautiful, delicious like accident, maybe that this cool thing like malted barley is this thing that's so wonderful for our soils, but it's not an accident because we've spent a few thousand years developing barley. Like yes. was saying, it's one of the first fucking things we touched with our fucking hands. Yep. So it's no wonder that dogs, uh, uh, what else? Uh, horses, barley, a few of those crops are basically incredibly attuned to our desires because we've been messing with them for thousands of fucking years, right? Yeah. And now because somebody, you know, threw some money away and took a shake and bake class, uh, it's going to collapse microbes. Hmm. I mean, is that the stupidest thing you've ever heard in your life? I think the two best things I've added, like for top dresses, I mean, I've always had worm castings in my like mixes, I, but I never really top dressed with it. Until like uh, a couple of years ago, like you guys were like, oh, I talked to us with it. I was like, okay, <laughs> sounds like a good idea. And then I, I put the other shit on top. I don't want to say, but what a worm concentrated juice yeah. <laughs> on top um, of like, where you uh, and I get our uh, worm castings, uh, Northwest red worms. It was an accident. It, it, it's too long of a, it's not that important. But uh, he came into a large, like a truckload of barley, and because he takes contracts from the state police, so that when there's an accident, and it's a kind of a commodity that he could use, he gets an opportunity to bid on it. So I get a call one Sunday morning at seven o'clock, which is kind of unusual to talk about worm castings, and he said. You're always talking about barley. He said, is this the right stuff? So I had him send me a picture of the label. You got a whole truckload of barley malt. And it only got about 30 miles from the loading. And there was, you know, accident happened, whatever. 
to the worm John, guy? Yeah. So I said, can you do me a favor? Because he does windrows, which is you're just putting it on the ground about three foot high. Uh, like an, and you run them, so he's got oh, you know, several long, those long skinnies under a, yeah. a shade. Room. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so he's uh, he runs them like a hundred feet. And he's got I don't know eight or nine in different stages of completion. And um, so I said, well, just do me a favor, because I was his first customer, the first guy that ever answered an ad to his in. Uh, Craigslist and went over there and got uh, worms. He wasn't even doing casting. That came later. So um, I said, just give me like 20 feet. He goes, I'll give you 50. I said, okay. I said, just put down the barley. Don't put any of the vegetables. Because he goes and picks up like stuff from warehouses. Uh, it's, it's going bad. And so they got to have that. They have to pay to have that hauled away. So he picks it up and brings it back and dumps it on the piles of manure. And then so he said, that, right in. Right. Yeah, so he said, you want me just to put barley on it? I said, yeah. And so he's looking at me like, you're nuts. But anyway, he and I it's trust each other. He did it. And then later he told me, he said, I've never seen, and he's been doing this over 45 years. So this isn't like his first rodeo. And he did it in Alaska, for Christ's sake. I mean, the guy knows what he's doing, right? Yeah. And he told me later, he said, I've never seen reproduction rates like that. I've never seen them get that big. If you're going to do them for fishing worms, this is what you, because they already feed them grain. Don't laugh, but Karina has a worm chow. And it's worm food that you feed worms to get them bigger, longer, and then uh, bigger in diameter. Because right. that's, that's what the uh, uh, fishing people want. <laughs> would you want to, would you want to top dress it for like uh Harvesting purposes of the castings so that it's on top. Happening oh, absolutely. Or, absolutely. Yeah, right. Don't absolutely. even bother mixing it in like you're original. If you were just starting yeah. off a worm bin, don't mix it into the. Or that Oh, no, no. I would, when I laid down the material to build the, uh, the substrate with the compost, yeah, man, I'm going to be adding kelp, neem, uh, and barley. But you kind of want to draw it to the top so that you can harvest or like do like you know some people do like the the left the left right method oh yeah the horizontal filters yeah yeah okay i think yeah I, i'm glad you brought that up because i started out with the vertical the classic the oscar the oregon soil company reactor in fact if you look up that online you'll see my unit i had That's two of cool them <laughs> we'll see your unit oh hey. this yeah. Yeah, OSCR, and then uh, put worm bin and do images, and you'll see it's a gray with silver lining. But that's vertical flow through, and I believe now that the horizontal, where you're moving them, you know, back and forth this way, makes oh, right there the second one on the top from the left. That's mine. Well, look at that. Yeah. So that one, okay, here's the deal. It's four by three, so that's 12 square feet. So one inch is going to give you one cubic foot, right? So okay. you add that much every week from the top. And then you're harvesting because the worms are moving up. So right. then you harvest from the bottom 
and then you have very little uh, worms that you're trying to get out. You're always going to have cocoons. That's just yeah, the cost of doing business. You got to repurpose it, right? Basically, just, right. that's how I do mine. I just yeah. harvest a bunch of uh, stuff, you know, castings off the top, and then right. well, just, just yeah. repurpose the bins. You know what I mean? Mix them into yeah. one, something like that. I mean, I I spent some. I spent. Oh, I had to buy the plans from the uh, the guy, um, and then I had because I'm not a Bob the Builder guy, so I had to pay somebody. He wanted a worm bin, so I basically paid for two of them, one for him, one for me. And then after I had it for about six months, I went, man, this sucks. Um, because my old worm guy, Doug, he sells a horizontal flow through. Started here, when it reduces down, then you started adding feedstock over here, and they migrate over, and now you can harvest your castings and not go through that hole with a trouble. Right. and bouncing the shit out of them and you know yeah yeah because it does it is it does seem kind of rough on them but oh it is it's also i mean uh it's also satisfying to me though like to see that there is a bunch of lot because sometimes like man where are they all at you know yeah. for a little bit and uh you start to worry kind of. yeah <laughs> and then when you see them all alive like oh there they are you know uh, yeah, just you know, and when you cure worm castings correctly to that point where they're sticky, they're, they're tacky but not sticky, and you put it between your thumb and your uh, forefinger, and if you press it down, it'll make a pop when you pull your fingers apart, but it didn't stick to it like mud. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, yeah. and that when you get it to that stage of dryness. They can last months and months and months and months without like chewing crazy. tobacco consistency. All right. They yeah, there you go. Though, yeah. Right. But I, I have a bag of uh, some some bought castings from uh, some pretty cool guys. They're doing a pretty cool uh, uh, worm casting thing here. And, Great. And, but yeah, it's, yeah, always, uh, it's always good to support uh small operations that are trying to uh, yeah. break in you know I, that's a good thing so yeah definitely into the whole uh the whole as long as they're not taxed like doing the whole cannabis tax thing i'm i'm okay with like no, no, no. like a, a small i think i can say this guy's name i'm not like i'm not jumping uh it's uh what are they called it's it's war it's i think it's called wormies uh gr maybe is what it's called but my buddy uh my buddy my buddy chandler uh his his ig is uh jet house gardens he's a cool ass dude uh when it comes to mushrooms and stuff too he's well, tell cool. about the uh, barley in the worm bins yeah 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 they, i mean they do a really they have like a you know they have a pretty uh, cool legit operation and like I said, in between times, that's that's who I definitely use, and I'm still basically I I buy it. if I if I'm gonna see the guy, I'm like I'm gonna get some from you, you know what I mean, and then sure, you know what I mean. But I do have some. It's like the end of the bag; they're kind of getting dry, but they still they're still worth they're still worth you know. It's not once you hydrate them, they're, right. you reactivate them. If that's and, the right word. And also, I'm not even into use. I'm not Me even into either. doing cheese. I just do yeah. amend, amending straight <laughs> up. So, 
I am so glad that we never got around to talking about teas. Uh, I've never really, the only tea I've ever really done is the one you're, you told me to do. No, we're talking about the infamous aerated compost tea, the AC you got to conserve. Oh, no, I've never put compost in a bucket. I, I, I just put it on my, I've always just put it on the soil. It just made more sense. It does, believe me. Yeah, if you got it, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm trying to make as many as I can on my own because they are expensive, whether I'm buying them from a friend or not. You know what I mean? It's uh, oh, castings, yeah. And oh, I, yeah, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I wouldn't even sell mine. Like, oh, you... <laughs> my outdoor <laughs> garden, well, it's cold right now, but every year, um, when it gets warm, I cover it up and I go out there to plant the plants. You'll see so many worms, like. I'll dig down to put like the the root in or the plug or whatever I'm using the one gallon, and I'll pull up like the, the just a bunch of worms. They're just right at the yeah. surface all the time. Hey, Doug didn't even know that I was collecting his food for like the first ten years <laughs> that I was doing business with him. And then this one summer, that's probably evening, a good thing. Well, yeah, because I mean, he had guys coming out of San Diego, California, driving thousand miles one way to get worm castings. In bulk, you know, and uh, so it was the end. Of, it was the end of the season, and almost fall, not quite. And he lives overlooking the Columbia River that separates Oregon and Washington. And uh, he was telling me how many yards he sold that year. I was just going, Jesus Christ, man! Um, it's like five hundred yards and a thousand pounds of worms. Not too bad for no employees, you know what I mean? And uh, he said, boy, I sure would like to, you know, meet this uh, Clackamas Coot guy. I said, why is that? He's like, is he like really an asshole or something? He goes, no, not at all. He's been sending me customers for years and I just wanted to thank him. So I stuck my hand out. I said, well, you're welcome. And I thought the guy was going to fall over in a dead faint because I've been going there forever, you know. And he said, well, you never asked me for a favor or, you know, like, uh, can I get a deal because I sent you all this business? I said, no, no, I don't work that way. I want to make sure you stay in business. And if that's your fair price, then that's what you should get. You know, I want you in business. I don't want to, like, to run a play on you. So, uh, anyway, so we've always had a really solid relationship. So that's why when he got this barley, first thing he did, I'll call Jim. He'll know what to do. So I go over there. You like, should tell him to save your, uh, save you his best peacock eggs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, he's got. Well, hawks kept taking his chickens out. Right. Because you're right there on the river. I mean, you got hawks everywhere. He said the, the the peacocks were so stupid they would walk across the street and a coyote would be waiting there and just eat it and take it away. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh, <laughs> they're really dumb. At least they're they, pretty. Yeah, they're pretty, but boy, are they dumb. <laughs> they're like the bulldog of the bird world, you know. Oh, Empty-headed peacocks. That was uh, right, man. No, Jim. Jim, you do a good. You do a very good service. I mean, everyone. Everyone out here does a very good service to the to the uh, thing. But Jim, you do like like you like you were saying in that uh, interview or talk you had with uh, <clears throat> Jeremy or whatever. You're just like you know. I'm just trying. You know. Trying to help people, and uh, you know, I don't know. It's a real good thing. I, I don't know. I've, I've, I've learned a lot from you, and I just, I, I like the whole aspect of not, you know, what I'm saying, 
not paying. You know, if you took all the weed, for, <laughs> if you took all the weed that I grew right. when I when I was active, if you and if you calculated all the weed that I sold, the import stuff, you know, I mean, I, I used to get two tons like fronted to me on a, a six-week deal, and if not, Santino and his cousin Anthony would come out and have a chat. You know, where's our money, kind of thing. Um, when you calculate all that money in the whole, at the end of the day, I didn't make anything. I don't really honestly think, I mean, most people are really, truly honest. If they really like put the pencil on the paper and calculated their total investment, not just in money, but in their own energy, like, you know, I get this. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, the number of people, that, the no, number of people that actually make money is minuscule. You know, for every a basketball star, there's a billion kids out there around the world trying to perfect the layup so they can become a basketball player. It is never going to happen. I told you what they used to tell us playing sports. <laughs> they pretty much say you you might make it to college. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> the relocation money, the uh, the lawyer money, the uh, probation money, yeah. this and that, the licensing money. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not, you know, where yeah, I'm from you know. originally. It's, you know, that's why I don't live, you know, I've, I've been all around the United States because I've been running from the, uh, you know what I mean? I actually think that the commercialization, I actually think that the commercial growers are doing people like me, or at least my suppliers, a favor because they continue to downgrade the product to the point where, and, and, and along with that, more and more states are going to allow personal grows like Colorado does, Oregon does. I don't know about Michigan, but anyway, whatever. There's, there's a, a system in place to grow a small amount. In Oregon, we get four plants. I think in Colorado, you get six, yeah. something like that. Mm -hmm. But the more and more that takes place, that's the biggest threat to this mongrelization of cannabis that's been going on since it went quasi-legal in the last five or six years. I was saying this the other day. I think I'm kind of privileged that before it was when it was not legal, I wouldn't even like unless we were in person, we didn't talk about like what the business you know what i mean yeah like that was like what i was taught we never were online talking like yeah. always quiet hush hush people whoever needed to know needed to know and then once we went legal is i actually found like i was like oh shit there's people actually like talking about this shit like openly um i i didn't think that was ever a thing everyone always told me to be quiet you know what i mean and, and then Obviously, years later now, I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh, wow, I'm talking with like Coot. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know who Coot was <laughs> until recently. We just we actually met like, what, a year and a half ago, probably now. Yeah, I was started. Uh, let's see. 2010. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, Smash, smash. Coot's got a Coot's got a couple raised beds older than you, bro. Oh, I know. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like over here, we never had like icons, like 
we we had high times and stuff, but we'd have, I'd sneak into Barnes and Noble and look at them. I'd never buy it. <laughs> I, I was just always careful. Like I didn't want to. Uh, you know what I mean? Good. When you grew, when you yeah, grew in pot, the world, pots. pots. He, he's got raised beds. I got pots. <laughs> Dude, I'd be at the register at Barnes and Noble, like you're saying, with the fucking skateboard. You know what I'm saying? I would have probably ride the bus out to like the uh, the suburb kind of area. Be with my skateboard, like long hair, all kinds of crazy, you know, crazy friends like standing there in the store. They think we're stealing shit. Buy, you know, buy the magazine, like High Times magazine. But when they started selling it at the ghetto, like gas stations and shit, I was so happy. You know what I mean? Back in like, this was like the late 90s. You know what I'm saying? But before that, when you when we first well, would get them, it would be a stealing from my dad. Sometimes. The first sometimes find them <laughs> in a grocery store. The first edition yeah, of yeah. High Times was in January of 76. And on the cover is a picture of Bob Marley. And he's got his hands like this. And he's holding this uh, weed. We didn't call it cannabis, and it was weed. Okay. Yeah, it's weed. Yeah. Anyway, it says uh, Bob Marley smokes with God. Bob Marley smokes. No, wait a minute. Oh, Bob Marley smokes the best. Bob Marley smokes with God. And so then when you went inside to the story, this was a picture of lamb's bread. Uh, and it, Marley was saying that he personally, not in his entourage, he smoked a pound a week. So that's like over two ounces a day. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's a lot of weed. That's a lot you know, of weed, man. It's funny to think, like, normally I wouldn't, like, I mean, I'm mid-30s. Like, me and you would probably never cross paths unless it was for this stuff. Right. And even then, I mean, when I was in the business, you know, like, I moved every four or five months. We kept, uh, like, the distribution house was in one county. You kept your operation in another county, and you kept your bank in another county. Because at that time, agencies didn't work together. They wanted to grab the whole thing because that meant more funding. If they made the, if the Orange County Sheriff's made the bus, they got all the, the proceeds. Right. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, you get the idea. Hey, Captain That's 420. Yeah. What's up, buddy? Can you hold that How back up? What was that? An old school high times? Can you hold that yeah. back up? These are uh the first printing and the second oh, yeah. of the number That's first cool. issue of high times. That's yeah, dope as fuck. Framed up. That's nice. That's that's cool. That was 1974, and she's eating a mushroom. <laughs> I'm about to as well. <laughs> 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 oh shit! Damn, that's what's up, man. How you? How you been, man? You still? I'm doing home? great. How you feeling? Everybody okay? Yeah, we're all good. All the kids finally got. We're all better from being sick and shit. It was a rough. It was a rough go. Thanks, but yeah, we're all good. Your family's good. Yeah. Thanks for asking. I appreciate it. I'll be up to Michigan soon. I'd like to come up and maybe possibly meet. Yeah, come up, man. You can just come to my house, man. I don't know where I'll be going. I might just put myself on house arrest here for a year. <laughs> <laughs> I might do a self house arrest. 
No, 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 for real though. Uh, definitely just contact me. You know what I'm saying? We can, we can get a hold of each other. I'm, you know, you know where I'm at. Cool. So I appreciate it. For sure, buddy. And hopefully, uh, you know, after the holiday season, Mr. Toad's sporting uh, some nice Cleveland gear. Yeah, he's all Cleveland up. <laughs> Too bad for the team, you know what I'm saying? It's, it is what it is, but. Hey, it's all right. You know, I, we've lived in Cleveland so long. look. <laughs> <laughs> He just killed him with the, <laughs> the coot head look. <laughs> oh, oh, my yeah. God. Start printing the T-shirts. Could you see that? Stand by. Get it. I can't get it. <laughs> but I, I agree with you, Coot. You know, uh, <laughs> You know, you send people to people's stores, it's, and you don't ask for anything because you want them to stay in business so you don't have to travel to get what you need. Right. Exactly. I'll I mean, do all this business. You stay open so I have easy access. Right. And by the way, I just don't need 10 bags. I need 100. Yeah. <laughs> well, in the last, Two seasons, or I guess no, it would be three seasons. Just in kelp meal, I did six thousand pounds. So that's a lot of fucking kelp meal. A lot, by any uh, metric, or you know whatever. And um, I flipped more than a couple loads of Karanja meal. Out of India, straight uh, totes, uh, two-yard totes. Got it bagged and distributed. So then I had all these little gnats running around. I got to keep slapping them away. Clean my stuff will kill your microbes. Or it's worse than Roundup. Um, yeah, whatever. Yada, yada, yada. So. You know, isn't... Do, I. I'm trying to think. Doesn't a lot of the agricultural still use Roundup and stuff for their wheats and shit? Of course they do. This is the commercial and and residential. I try to stay away. I well, use you know, hey, listen, it's bad. As, on a lot of green to defoliate. I remember when it first came out, it was a godsend. It was a so godsend when it first came out. As bad as Big Ag is, we can all agree with that, right? The amount of pollutants that are used per square foot pales in comparison to what homeowners use to keep their yard green or you know whatever metric they're using. Yeah. You buy uh, like grass uh, seed with fertilizer in it. <laughs> yeah. Or they're spraying it down. You see that shit? I used to do that stuff. The spray grass. The right. hydro grass or whatever. Hydro seed, man. It's hydro seed. Yeah. It's got the peat moss, it's got the coloring in it, so you just know which area is done. I used to sit behind that gun for 10, 12 hours a day. I hated that thing. Well, I, I only had to do it a couple of times a day. My hey, favorite, sir. Charlie, my favorite was the, the bark mulch thrower. <laughs> so you didn't have to lug the bark mulch. It was just a big can of bark mulch. That was my job most of the time. 
Oh, here you call and have what, it like delivered. And they no, no, it. it's a hose and it like filters the bark yeah. through or bark most through it and it shoots it out to, to where you want to go. Yeah. That's after my time. We have trucks that, uh, that's the service they provide. You that's call fun. them up and they come out to your home and they pull out this big hose and crank on this incredible big ass air. Pump it's a big thing. trailer with an aeron yeah. system and everything. And like oh. a fire hose. They just spray this uh, bullshit. Excuse me, they spray this material. And so as soon as you get it wet, it looks like, God, that's really dark. That really looks like it's good. Now they catch companies using a pigment. Basically, they're adding paint to not so good material to make it look darker so that as soon as it rains in in Oregon, that usually doesn't take too long. Um, Wow, look at this beautiful garden I have now. I mean, you talk about biologically dead. Okay. Yeah, plus they're treating it all with, with pesticides and herbicides, too. Oh, yeah, exactly. For the, for the, especially the residential. That's one of the reasons. That's one of the marketing things. We're a culture of convenience. Oh, absolutely. We, we bring most of the problems into our lives because we're, we're, we, we bow in front of the gods and goddesses of convenience. That's right. One of these things, Charlie, just got a hose on it. Just feed it. Bark molds, and you just throw it down. No more yeah, wheelbarrows. Oh, yeah, no kidding, huh? Yeah. So much easier on the back, dude. I remember. Oh, yeah. <laughs> before they had them, you used to have to like wheelbarrow up hills and wherever they wanted to landscape. And if you're at a nice yeah. house, it was a pain. Yeah, I had a 25 yard landscaping. I hated it, but I loved it because I was outdoors all the time. We used to have a 25. 25 yard, I just dump it off and I had it when I was, you know, a teenager. And that's all you had. You had a six yard. Definitely landscape. For sure. 25. Yep, I had to get it done by friggin' by lunch. You know, 25 yards. That's just the way it was. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, I did it after yeah. God. That's 12 and a half pallets. God damn. I also used to do one of those. Uh, yeah. That's well, we used to do. Life. Listen to this, dude. I'll give you. I'll give you an example of what I used to do for work down in Southern Florida. I worked for inter, interlocking paving systems, doing all the back in uh, ninety between ninety and ninety two. I was working for this uh, Iowa pig farm, a transplant guy that was down there, and uh, daily work, daily pay place. I don't know if I told the story already, but I was young and. Uh, you know, I was in my uh, what? I was in my late twenties, maybe. But uh, and um, but anyway, I just moved down to Florida. Didn't have a job. Nobody would hire me because I was from up here. And I was like, all right, I gotta make some money. I went to this daily work, daily pay place, and in walks this guy. Five thirty in the morning, and the place is packed. You can see the regulars. You know what I mean? Just kind of hanging out. They don't yeah. even walk. You know. Mm-hmm. So uh, this guy comes in, no no shoes, no no shirt, just shorts, early thirties, big guy. You know, probably six four, six five. Uh, who wants to work? And of course, you know, I, I jump up, you know, hey, yeah, me, me. First thing out of his mouth, he got a strong fucking back. And I said, yeah, of course I got a strong fucking back. I'm looking at I'm, I'm looking at this guy like, who the fuck is he? You know, like, what do you mean? You want to work or don't you? So we go all the way down to Fort Lauderdale from, from Palm Beach. And uh, when we get down there, he starts giving me this fucking hard time. I, I fill up, I fill up uh, the, the six yarder with the, with the gun I 
you know, we're doing an entranceway. It's going to be about 75,000 square feet. It's one of the new developments, gated, gated developments down Boca or North Lauderdale, I think it was at the time. But anyway, he gives me a fucking, he's like, hey, I, I saw so I bring him over a wheelbarrow and things packed. And I mean, it's packed, man. It's got a nice fucking hump on it, man. And I'm, you know, of course, I, I want a job. I want a daily, you know, I don't want to have to keep going back to this fucking, you know, scummy little freaking daily work, daily pay place. I had never been to one in my life. I didn't even know what the hell they were. They weren't like they are now. We they were on every street corner, but um. So anyway, the guy. Uh, so the guy starts yelling, "Hey, as I'm going, I dump it into the section I was supposed to dump it in. That was all screeded." And I go back, and he, I hear, "Hey, hey, houndhead or hosehead or something." And I went, "This guy isn't fucking talking to me, is he?" <laughs> and they turn around. Yeah, I'm like, "What the? <laughs> this guy doesn't know me at all." So uh, I go over. I said, "You talking to me?" He goes, he goes, uh, 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 no, 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 no. I listen, man. I, you know, I used to be a little bigger than I am now, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm no tall guy, big guy in general. Never have been, you know. And um, cut like a bone, but fucking, that's about it. And um, strong as an ox, though. And so, uh, so anyway, he goes, uh, no, just uh, you know, I want you to show me this guy. You know, show this guy. You know, said to the other worker, show this guy. I want a wheelbarrow full. And he, he wanted this thing fucking literally just shit falling off it in every direction, like packed. So anyway, my point is, is uh, we used to do three of us in one day. We would, we would, we'd have the bobcat come in at about six in the morning. Uh, you know, rip up whatever on the specs, and uh, so we had a you know a sub. We had a sub uh, sub layer. Uh, we compact that, obviously we put the gunite down, get our level, right. Get the gunite down, pack it down. But we used to be able to do the most we did in one day, three guys and this with cuts, double border cuts and a, uh, and a beautiful design on a, on a wagon wheel. But anyway, we do, uh, 15 pallets a day, just about 2,400 square feet of brick a day in about a 12 to 14 hour period. That's Maybe. a lot of brick. And it, listen, there was only me toting those you know, sometimes they would be the little one by ones oh my god what a bitch they were or sometimes they'd be the 12 by 12s mm-hmm. and we'd be going through that flower sand sometimes they drop that truck off those 15 pallets three or four houses away because there aren't any numbers on the friggin' houses yet yeah. so you know the guy's there at the end of the day he doesn't give a shit where he's dropping we just want right. him off off his truck man mm-hmm. so i'd have to go through that friggin' flower i used to wear bare feet so i friggin' Yeah, I used to, I, and I have to do it by myself while the other one, two guys were probably prepping down, going down, and the other guy was just laying them in as I was bringing them. And they had to be scared, man. We, no movers. We had no brick movers. Since <laughs> you work down there, maybe you can answer this question. All I ever get is a blank stare. Are you familiar with a product called Florida Pete? Yeah, that sounds familiar. Okay. And now, are you talking about? A product that you're talking about something that's already in the in the in the in the soil in the ground. Well, no, it, it's under it's like Uncle Trip, except Florida Pete brings you that that white girl. <laughs> yeah, Pete from Florida. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no idea. It's a uh, submerged product. This is thirty years ago. Uh, well, ago, no, I mean, this goes back thousands and thousands of yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so it's mined, and then it's used in some nurseries, uh, some uh, as a, a soil alternative to 
Pete Moss, which is Canadian. Right. Okay. Um, but I can't get a cohesive answer on what this stuff actually is. And I, it looks like, I'll tell you what it looks like. It looks like really rich worm castings. We're looking at it right now, whatever that is. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it this way. I've seen seen stuff like that or material like that that used to be on uh, the Loxahatchee River. That we okay. New. It okay. used to be along the banks, and you could see the, the you know, like uh, the gated trails. So yeah. Okay. They used to be able to mash that stuff down, and you would step on it, it was like a sponge. You'd yes. step on it. That makes it was, sense. Uh, yeah. So, but I never knew what it was called. Probably, you know what I mean back then. Well, I, it's, I it's evolved. The name is now evolved to. Even at PJ National, you know. yeah, I think in PJ National they, I, it, I don't think it ever got referenced, but um, I was taking care, I was doing the maintenance on on uh, gardens and masonry and stone and all that that had already been established. It wasn't right, anything right. that I put in initially, so right. So we were anyway, there. So these friends of mine, uh, uh, father son team, <laughs> they're a uh, base for their potting soil. Uh, they use this material instead of imported because in Florida <coughs> they actually use so much in their greenhouse. They Florida has more square footage of greenhouses than any other place in the United States. Uh, commercial uh, nursery stock, and they get their peat moss from uh, Belarus. They bring it in big fucking barges. And uh, let's just say, if you're going to put them on a salt diet, you know, ammonium nitrate, phosphoric acid, the usual uh, hydroponic stuff, the quality doesn't have to be that good. So the quality of stuff that's available from the commercial nursery suppliers is so substandard that this they've turned uh, the, this Florida peat product that I understand is harvested from freshwater Kind of going down and digging the sides out of the pond. I don't know. Yeah, it looks like it's where fresh water and salt water kind of meet somewhere. Yeah. They call that what? Uh, brine? No. Brackish. It looks like one Brackish. of those, yeah, yeah, looks like one of those yeah. marshes you see, uh, like when you're driving to the coast. Right. That's what, from what I've like, looks up and stuff. If I'm not mistaken, it's what the big cypress trees down the Everglades are growing through, too. Most of it. Yes. Especially when you have the Probably. dry islands down there. I've heard that, that discussion about cypress trees. Yes. Now that I'm... Now, yeah. Okay. My memory's a little bit. But I was only there for about three and a half, four years. It's, you know... Yeah, I only spent a couple of years down there, too. I hated it. It was it's pretty redneck. It, 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 it was hot. It isn't all... Uh, Miami Vice, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I came back. I had to, I had to run a business, so my brother started a business. He needed somebody up here to run it. So I was yeah, stuck I in so. Broward that's County. That's the only while. reason why I came back. But you know, I'm really? glad I came back. Uh, yeah, I, but I love Boston. It wasn't like a hard sell to me. You know yeah. what I mean? I've already been four years down there. You know, I didn't like the water because it was like literally jumping in a bathtub. The warm, that You know, the fishing was great. I mean, there was so many good things about it. No Deerfield question. Beach was beautiful. Yeah, I lived right in Lake Worth. I was a five-minute walk away from the Lake Worth uh, Town Hall where uh, Body Heat was, body was, was okay. filmed. Yeah, Body Heat was filmed. Uh, Boynton Beach used to be my hangout right there, and I used to fish off the off the off the uh, the edge right there at the the, um, the inlet. 
And then, um, you know, you, you don't open drink down there. So that was all right. But I was in Lake Worth and I had a beach shack. There was three of us that lived literally five minute walk to the Lake Worth Bridge in the Intercoastal, another five minutes. And we were at the Atlantic so, Ocean. Benny, Benny's on the beach was right there. Do you remember Benny's on the beach at all? It's a, it's a restaurant that's right on that beach. Used to be a 600 or 900 foot pier, but then, uh, I forget which which hurricane because I was down there for for was Ann. it Lake Worth? I didn't hang out on Lake yeah, Worth. Yeah, Lake so Worth. Yeah, Lake Worth. I was right on. I was in Broward a lot. Six hours like, south, right by the Palm Beach Community College. I tell people where like I was hanging out is where cops was started, Broward County, Florida. Machines are arising against us. Alexa is telling children to put pennies in outlets. My uncle was was sheriff of Broward County for almost thirty years. This shit. Yeah, that was that was where cops started. I found out. I was like, "Wow, that's interesting." But yeah, it was Pompano Beach. I stayed in Boca for a little bit, but Boca was like, once you came off the beach, and I don't know, we we were different times. We were down there at different times. Once you walked off the beach, like four or five blocks, it was not nice anymore. Ever. I installed Delray Beach. I told you I did uh, Delray Boulevard from uh, ninety five all the way down. Delray's nice. I did that whole strip going right down Delray, um, right by the Orange Groves at the end by Military Trail. You pick it, Orange Grove, and then there was a uh, strawberry field that was right around the corner. But I'm the one who did the, the whole install from uh, from actually laying the pavement to uh, doing all the landscaping. With oh, the, yeah. Uh, the, veils, the, the palms, Royal Palms, Queen Palms, all the, you know, all the palms, all that bullshit. All Delray the is one the of, has one of the nicest walks, like roadside walks. It, it it's beautiful, honestly. The other side, I, all I know is the other side of 95 or Delray Boulevard, the other side was all the projects. And oh, yeah. Everywhere, everywhere in Florida. Once you could I ever go down there. Yeah. yeah. It was drunken Fridays I go down there. But that was about it. <laughs> yeah, that's where I was ended up. All, like, that's where I used to, like, so you would end up going past 95, and that's where, like, I don't know, like, not the beach home houses anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> It was it was fun. It was fun for a little bit though. Yeah, cool, you're east side east side. That's what it is. East side of ninety five, I should say. I was gonna say, Coot, you're gonna say something? Sorry, I just I went to Florida one time in nineteen eighty four for about three weeks. And I didn't go back until I <laughs> see two thousand 18 January, four years ago almost. And I think next time it'll even be a longer stretch. I'll probably have to reincarnate, uh, go through purgatory, some really horrible things, and then yeah, I'll be sentenced there, yeah. to, you know, six months in Florida, <laughs> anywhere. Yeah, in Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because once you get away from the ocean, that is purgatory. Okay. It's like you're in Arkansas. Yeah, man. It's like Arkansas with a bunch of water around it. Yeah. Redneck. Jesus. Yeah, wicked. Craziest shit I've ever seen somebody do after taking drugs was in Florida. I was I was like, I don't know, 12 or 13 years old, staying at my uncle's house in Kissimmee. And I walked up to the corner store, 7-Eleven or some shit at the end of the store. And I go, I walk outside and this, or I go in and this chick is like smoking a meth pipe, like, like just sitting right in front of the store, just yeah. like on the curb there, just hitting her pipe. And I come out and this chick takes her shirt off. All right. And you're like, all right. 
And then she proceeds to stick her fingers into her back and pull her skin up like a shirt. Like fucking Hellraiser style. Right? Craziest shit I've ever seen somebody do on drugs to this day. <laughs> I was so down there. I was Listen, I wasn't there for two weeks, just real quick. I wasn't down there for two weeks. I, I, I mean, uh, two months. I got this guy that finally hired me. The only reason why they hired me, this old English guy, he was in the Navy for like 30 years over in the Royal Navy. But uh, he comes over here, marries a, a woman from New Hampshire. The only reason why she gave me a job was because she knew I could take the heat because I was from Massachusetts. Obviously, she knows she's from New Hampshire. So uh, but we got we got stuck. One of the counts he had was like 76 Circle Ks. All the way from uh, up in, um, you know, uh, Jupiter, all the way down to Miami or North Lauderdale. I can't remember, but it was, you know, all the way down south. But the second or third day I was on the job, there was a, we found a dead woman sitting there, a dead prostitute right there in the bushes. It had been there for about, like, I don't know, two weeks or something like that. But I ended up finding her and I ran over her hand with one of the friggin', with the, I was on a riding and I was on a, uh, what was I was on a zero turn friggin'. I can't remember which whichever one it was. But anyway, I ended up running it over. But the stink, we were all sitting there going, what's that smell? Nobody else around was even wondering what it was. Like, And it was strong, obviously, that body, you know what I mean? But you ran down the body over? Summer, right? I ran her hand over and cut a couple of fingers out that were sticking out from the bushes. And I was trying to get as close to the bed line as I could, you know? But, remember, yeah, living, uh, they're a call girl. Dead, they're a hooker. <laughs> yeah, it was. It ended up being a hooker. I've been a crack addict back then. Because it wasn't oh, really messing around God. like it is today, but yeah, it was a crack addict hooker. So. Dude, I was down there when that that zombie drug came out. When like the videos of people eating faces, Flocka was happening. Where I was, was down that? there in Florida, like ten years ago. In bad dabs, fourteen. So not even ten years. Yeah, thirteen, fourteen. Huh. Damn, I was yeah, in Miami. You know, look, I, I was remember in Miami too, when it was legal everywhere. Remember that? People were no. on the bath salts like a motherfucker. Oh yeah, yeah. So Flaca, what Flaca was? It, it was like bath salts and meth, like mixed together. It was dumb. Better living through modern chemistry. Thanks <laughs> <laughs> to DEA for forcing everyone onto analogs. Yeah. <laughs> right. Look, right at the store yeah, where they the 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 shit. You could just buy it. I actually bought it for a kid and I was just like, he was like, I'll do it if you buy it for me. I'm like, yeah. And I sat there and watched him. He didn't really get all crazy like I seen on TV and shit, but I was like, man. Okay, so what's crazy. what's his crate time stuff? I don't know. It's like okay, speed. Okay, so I can so crate him. Kratom is a tree from from Southeast Asia, from Thailand. And the reason, so here's the deal with Kratom. So first off, Kratom produces an opioid that is much less addictive than most other opioids. So it's really good for weaning people off of opioid addiction because Mm -hmm. it's a lot easier to like give it up cold turkey. It doesn't have a lot of the shakes and these shitty side effects that getting off of other opioids does. So it's a much easier thing to transition off of than even like methadone or some of the other ones that are normally mm-hmm. used as a transition drug. But the so Kratom was originally very popular until the Chinese and some of the other Asian uh, countries were making a ton of money off the opioid trade. Uh, and because they were making a ton of mo- money off the opioid, uh, um, the opium taxes uh, from producing opium, 
they banned kratom because kratom uh, kratom use because kratom was basically stopping people from taking um, opium which was cutting into their tax base so that's the reason how that got illegal in its native range now um it's heavily used as kind of a, a pain replacer so you use it for something that you would use uh, an opioid for painkillers mm-hmm. or things mm-hmm. like that, but it's also it's can addictive, be used for, though, like anything else. Yeah, it can be if you use it in a hard, high amounts, but it's much easier on the body and doesn't have a lot of the nasty side effects a lot of your other traditional opioids do. So it's a very good transition drug. Or hey, I don't want to be taking like you know uh, oxy's or shit like that. You can take kratom tea a couple of times a day. Like I know a guy that was taking opioids for you know the better part of twenty two years. After a motorcycle accident, he switched to taking a couple cups of Kratom every day in place of that. And not only he has more ability to do different things in his life because he's more he's less disconnected. He doesn't have to take as big a doses. He's, you know, just also me personally, I don't like it because when I take it, it makes me feel back and forth. I feel kind of like like I just got super high and like I smoked like a couple of blunts in a row and I'm feeling really relaxed. And then it feels like I just did like four or five good lines of blow and I'm ready to like run a marathon. And then I mm-hmm. feel kind of sluggish and then I want to run a marathon and then I'm sluggish and I want to run a marathon. And it kind of goes back and forth between yeah. those two states until at the end of it, it's really rapid you know, switching between those two states, which is exhausting, um, which is why I, I don't can. like taking that drug uh, in particular. But I have found that a lot of people in my life do get a lot of health benefits from it and they're able to wean themselves off of much more um, toxic drugs, uh, especially prescription drugs, and onto something that is much better uh, and less damaging to their body. For hundreds of years, the Chinese had it right. And that was opium. And in the late 19th century, you had two big changes. One was... uh, Oh, shit. Heroin's the final concentration, but the one in between opium and morphine. Okay. So like it something like it takes a hundred pounds of opium to make one pound of uh, morphine and a hundred pounds of morphine to make I don't know, whatever. Many some like radical. So you're really that far removed from the original opium, which is strong enough. Um there was a time, a short period, like three months, we could get opium in, in Germany, straight opium. And it's a smell that you will never, ever forget the rest of your life. Like perfume? Yeah, it's bizarre. I mean, it's like... Yeah, it, is, it is kind of a perfumey kind of... It's yeah. like it's burnt rubber, right? You'll never, you'll never forget it. If, if you yeah. smell it 40 Over years later, opium. you'll go, that's opium. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure if I had it if I had it the real thing once, but it was uh it smelled like like almost floral with burnt yes. rubber, but then it also yeah. had this almost yeah. like alcohol smell to it too. Like I can't put like like rubbing alcohol or something or I can't it was a black ball. I was coming back from a yeah. show, got picked up by somebody that was, you know, just thumbing. I was thumbing back to Boston and uh they were like, Yeah, we got some opium, wanna try it? And it was this big black ball. And I'll just yeah. never remember that. I'll never forget the smell because I took a hit of it and I was like, oh my God, I couldn't even get it in my lungs. I was like, holy yeah. shit. Yeah. So I, I was wondering if it was ever even real, you know? 
the other thing with kratom is is that um, the medicinal properties very much depend on when it was harvested. So the ideal okay. time for it to be harvested is immediately after flowering. So once it finishes flowering, it starts to form those seeds. That's when it has the most amount of its medicinal properties within the plant. Um, you can grow it indoors and cultivate it, um, you know, to a point um, uh, in the United States. Um, it does grow in Florida. You can keep it growing year round, mm. probably in the San Diego area. You can probably keep it going. Um, sure. But um, you know, other than that, and also, I don't think we've ever talked about this website. Um, probably one of the most informative websites on the internet. On oh, the yeah, Arrowhead, yeah. But Arrowhead, fuck, there is no better database for, no. if you need to know something, you can look at user reports and, and all this other stuff, and thousands and thousands of user reports on pretty much every drug or compound or plant that you can think of. Um, if you aren't familiar with this website, uh, this is what it looks like. You click this here, oh, well, that's what that is. And you can hit plants and drugs, and then you can search. You know, here's all these different compounds. Here's all these different psychoactives, chemicals, smart drugs, plants, pharmaceuticals. Um, and I didn't know about up, this. Like, this is you insane. You can look up dosage, uh, responsible usage, responsible dosage, preparation methods, things that you should or should not do in preparation methods because it's going to cause bad things, um, uh, it, it, drug interactions between different things. So if you're looking for good answers, not just bullshit propaganda, but actually backed by, you know, here we can look up like, um, uh, uh, I mean, here, fuck, we'll just go back to Kratom. Um, uh, you can look at general information, They'll bring up all the different, you know, things about that. Um, uh, you can look up different articles, white papers and research on it. Cultivation. They have a whole section on cultivation mm -hmm. tips and stuff like that. Um, it really is kind of a wonderful website that, especially if you're really getting into synthesis and you really get into chemistry and some other fun stuff that we, you know, don't really get a chance to talk about on here for a whole list of reasons. Um, it really is a great um, um, resource that is pretty much invaluable and, and unparalleled in terms of depth of of just total number of different people that have participated in over the last 10 or 15 years that i can remember being participant of it um i was just saying in Pat, yo, when i was down in florida this is before like i actually got clean and stuff i was fucked up but anyways the rehabs, the good ones, ended up having to make a drug tests for Kratom because all the addicts would just go sit at the, they had kava and Kratom like bars and stuff. It was weird. But yeah, that's before I got clean. Then I came back here for like a year and then got clean 2016. I drank some kava one time. I wasn't. I don't know. Yeah, okay. I, guess I didn't like it either. Yeah, yeah it was I tried right. opium once. I actually tried opium, like smoking it once, and then tea a couple of times. Wormtown, they have this one couple always has like opium tea. I had a little problem for a few months with China White. Uh, it at the time, was considered the purest uh, <laughs> heroin that you could get your hands on. So. Yeah, yeah good, the uh, guys back then that had it too. They just yeah. said literally a half or a quarter of a match head. Yep. That's it. That's it. 
That's it. Granny, yeah. Granny, he was a sound man for uh, Aerosmith on that Japanese tour back in the early 70s. Completely wrecked the whole time, he said. And uh, and then once they came back here, I was having a hard time finding it. He said it was, oh, it was horrible, horrible, horrible stories. But yeah, I've heard some, you know, that was just a little bit before my my, uh, my usage. That was my goodbye to the Army. Yeah, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The other good site that's also just as good for legitimate stuff would be shroomery.org. Um, yeah. They cover lots of things beyond just mushrooms, but if you want another good resource. And then there's another one called Hip Forum, which is like an old hippie. It's been around since the early 90s. A hippie forum that has a lot of great stuff. Also good for homesteading, crafting, making things for your home, uh, be it from knitting all the way to home repair. It, it's just good for all kinds of cool shit. Yeah, I was around when I was a kid, but I didn't do it. I didn't do it until, you know, I had an accident in 96 and I got one of the pills. I mean, I had done a couple of bags here and there, you know, but nothing like the China White here. You know, and I got back from Florida. Everybody was going to Maryland. Nobody was going in 1989. It wasn't as. Oh, from all, all my research from like the actual heroin, like being a drug addict and stuff, like, I look. I was looking up China White because I don't know why. I just just being stupid, and I, and like even the Wikipedia page calls it an analog of fentanyl that resembles heroin. That's why it was so strong. It had nothing to do with real heroin. Fentanyl has been around since the the eighties. I think it was the first time they were found. In fact, I was just listening to the interview with that guy. Um, hold on, I'll pull it up. Three seconds. Um, Terry Dahl-Casson, the, the DEA chemist that was on um, Hamilton Far- Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia, he was talking about um, some of the early fentanyls and how they were kind of... Because real heroin not ready for that. from the this poppy is, plant was never this, white. This is 71. So factor that in. And it came out of China. I can tell you that uh, down believe the Ho Chi- I believe all that. No, yeah. Ho Chi Minh Trail. And uh, you had a big audience. You had soldiers, young men scared away from home. You know, I mean, it all sound, looks all good in the movies, but the reality is, you know, you're scared to shit. You're going to, you know, be shot out of the air in a chopper, or, you know, hit a landmine, you know. War sucks. So there were a lot of there was a lot of heroin use. People include a lot of the details. So you can see here how much they took, the weight of the user, uh, and detailed descriptions. So again, if you're trying to learn about something or like if you're afraid of something or like, man, I heard that you do this or that or the other thing, or hey, I was offered this or whatever. And you want to learn like how to do it responsibly, safely, in a way that's not going to be harmful to oneself. Aerowid truly is, has saved a lot of lives and really is one of the best um, you know, resources for all that shit. I think they even one have a, we a call and T-call in there as well. One time we bought a quarter pound of uh, hash. And this would have been 69 and the guy had to get out of town, you know, big story. And so I'm going to give you guys a deal and all this shit. Yeah, well, it turned out to be turkey uh, seasoning. 
bread, you know, like if you had to like breadcrumbs to make you know, stuffing, sage, and you know, so like running a scam's been, uh, you know, it's just part of the scene, you know. Fuck. So, some deals are better than others. How's that? Is that fair? Very true. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care whether it's heroin or you know, cocaine or no, I yeah. cannabis. I mean, sometimes it's a better deal than other times, you know? Mm-hmm. Nature of the beast. Yeah. I mean, it's not a wine. It's just Buyer beware. I um I can't. Well, I don't know. I miss going to the festivals and stuff. It was always fun. I did. That's where I used to go, and I used to get like DMT. We do that once a year. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, cool! You would. Oh, you find a nice forest or some place where you can like Uh, be away from electronics or humans that's that's the spot man so steve it's a wormtown festival and there's a creek that runs right through the campground like right on the side of it so and there's logs on the beach we'd everyone would go up go there sunday morning and roll up dmt blunts with the best like all the weed that everyone brought they'd throw like dmt in them and there would be like five or six like filled DMT ones going up and down the logs, and there's probably about 10, 15 people. And that's and that's a one too. You know, I I, I don't know what the line is on as far as Fumi's feelings on this. Talking about this on the show, but um, you know, if you're looking to get into synthesis and you're like, man, weed's cool, but I want to learn chemistry. It's one of the easiest ones to learn how to make at home. There's many different native species of plants in North America that you can get that from. There's many different invasive plants that you can harvest it from. Um, uh, and, uh, and you, you know, you can be pretty much just about anywhere in the world and find something within about an hour's drive that you can uh, utilize to, to make it from. It might take an extra step or two or a little bit more yield, but um, it's not a hard chem- compound to make um, and isolate. The biggest thing I see people do wrong is that they don't clean it. Um, they'll they'll do it down to the crystal step, and they don't wash it a second time to get it to get the junk out. Uh, I think it's the number one. It's, it's, if you get it yellow or orange, that means that the chemist was lazy. Um, it should be white or clear, um, you know. And if they, you know, clear ideally white if they're not, you know, totally on top of their game. Um, but if they're not, if it comes out yellow or, or orange, um, you know, it's going to taste like asshole. It'll still work. It's safe to use, but man does it taste like butthole like yeah i always say cotton balls or something of the sorts i don't know there's a weird taste to it it tastes like if i if i took a a plastic or a ziploc sandwich bag and put it into my dab rig and tried to smoke it it's better with weed though i gotta say that no 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 don't put it on weed yeah we rolled up one with it no 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 you put it on mullen. What you do is, and put a nice bowl. Of mullen. We're a bunch of fucking bowl. coming off of acid trips, Steve. Uh, yeah, well, you put this on a bong uh, uh, with a separate bowl and a separate bong because it's gonna taste the flavor of this bong for quite a while. 
And then what you do is you get your, you put your mullet on it and then you take your crystals and you put it on top. And then you take a low heat, like a the kissing flame and you melt it into the mullet and then you torch it uh, once it's melted into that. And that'll give you the best experience because the mullet's going to dilate your lungs, open them up and really get that in deep. I mean, I don't know anything about this. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, nothing, nothing. <laughs> Quite as I just put it on weed and sat on a log and tripped for 30 minutes, and it was one of the greatest trips you'll ever have. Well, you want to so, go to a different planet? That's my advice. If you take it, if you know how to dose it right, and you take it with Syrian rue, and you get your tetrahydro or your your harmaline or hamala dosage right, you can extend that to like two hours. If you do it with like tetrahydroharmaline, which is like your really traditional deep in the jungle uh, shaman vision, or like a cappy copy extract or something like that, you can really push the visuals even to like two, two and a half hours uh, and have it be like much more visually intense than even a normal. Uh, it's, you know, it sounds kind of crazy because it's already kind of this like being unplugged from the matrix kind of feeling, but. It is even more so in brighter colors and just better. I mean, um, I don't know about this. <laughs> there's, I'm not gonna, I've tried the uh, salvia too. Like they make like, I don't know how they do it. Is it synthesized or, or what? Cause there's like 5X, salvia? 10X. Yeah. All it is is they concentrate it. They concentrate the oil. They basically just do a simple ethanol extract and then reconstitute it onto a bunch of dried of their B grade. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah, I tried whatever the highest you could get at the store. I think it was like 60X or something at the time. I think. Yeah, and I was I like. A buddy of mine dropped like a $1,200 bong onto his floor and shatter and then run into my bedroom uh uh and uh hide under my covers for about 30 minutes because he thought we were all trying to kill him and then he thought he was in a reef and the animals in the coral were trying to drown him and then he came too so just i just ran know. around I had a good exp it's like that in lsa like they're cool compounds but they're just not two ci they're not Jeez. pleasant here two ci it's another one or meow meow like garbage not you don't have a positive experience on it. Like even if you come into it with a good head, it's just not positive or enjoyable. And if I'm going to take something that's going to change my state of mind, it needs to be positive or at the very least numbing. And it does neither of those things. So like I did hear an interesting thing though today on LSA synthesis. I don't know how many of you guys have done that, but um, uh, you can, the extract method for um, morning glory seeds and Hawaiian baby woodrose seeds is very similar. And this guy was talking about um, how complementary it is if you combine the two powders and then do your post extraction for crystallization. And um, that makes a lot of sense because they would kind of not have exactly some of the same other compounds in them. You're not, it's not just that one compound at that state. There's a couple of other things in there that are dirtying it up a little bit. But that that really got me thinking on on some other ways of synthesis that I hadn't thought of before with some other things. I'm kind of excited about now um, to, to tinker with when I have time, but I don't know how much of you guys also have fun stuff. Do me a favor and look up this term and put it on the screen. ALD hyphen. You're doing it, Steve? ALD hyphen 52. Numerals 5-2.
Yeah. What is mullein? And someone asked that too. Steve. It's a plant. The plant. It's a very common plant, medicinal plant. It's been used for about two thousand years. Um, it's a, you smoke it. It grows on the side of the road in most of the U.S. Um, so here's your your. It's a lysergamide. Right, and that's what orange sunshine was made from because it's far, far, far more stable than LSD twenty five. And that was their claim at trial, Tim Sand, uh, Scully and uh, Nicholas Sand, that they were charged with manufacturing LSD. And their uh, moronic lawyers said, no, 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 no. They were making ALD-52. So, you know, you should drop the charges. And the federal <laughs> judge wasn't going to have any of it, you know. But anyway, that's, I just wanted you to see. That's what the or the whole the big big commercial if you want to call it that success in the LSD world had to be Orange Sunshine, and uh, yeah, it was a game changer. Yeah, I mean it, it was all over the world, all over yeah. the world. Hey, I didn't have a bad Salvia trip, and everyone else did. I was running around. I thought I was Mario. I guess I was jumping up and down. I. I came back and I was like, I felt like I was chasing Goombas. And that's exactly what my friend told me back. He's like, you woke up and you said you were chasing Goombas, dude. What's that mean? What's a Goomba? In the Mario, in Mario, it's the little mushroom. Oh, that, okay. like, I but you. yeah, I, some of the, like Steve's saying, uh, actually, funny thing is, Steve, we were talking about this some other day and I went on like, I don't know, one of the websites I go to and bunk police was like, had an advertisement, like, know what you're getting, test your shit. I, and you know what? And that's a great point. If people are wanting to learn about this, there's a wonderful group of concerned parents that, unlike Mothers Against Drunk Driving, is actually a legitimate group called Dance Safe. Um, and they actually provide free test kits for drugs that are completely legally provided. Uh, under, I forget what the name of the law is, named after some kid that overdosed. Um, but um, here's the T-call entry for um, the, your ALD-52, by the way. Um, uh, so, um, where was I going with that? The test kit. Oh, yeah, so Dance Safe. Yeah, yeah, so Dance Safe. So if you go to any of the bigger raves, Dance Safe usually has a booth there and you can go on the spot and test your shit or you can write them and they'll send you test kits. Just tell them what drugs you need test kits for. They'll send you free test kits that'll give you the ability to test the purity of whatever the fuck it is that you're trying to enjoy. Um, but if you're going to do it, usually it's like an extra quarter or half a tablet of whatever it is that you're trying to take or whatever. Okay. You know, they, It depends on what drug it is that you're taking. But if you're trying to do this shit responsibly and you want to be able to like not harm yourself it is a great harm reduction group that does a lot to actually physically stop people from taking stuff not just whining about it not complaining about it not telling you not to do it knowing that you're going to do it anyway and giving you the means to decide what is and is not the stuff that you want to put in your body look at the entry on ALD 52 and it points out what I was saying at trial Scully and Sand Part of their defense was, well, it wasn't really LSD. And that's what we're being, you know, that kind of thing. 
Look at how hey, they all, they it was it was fifty to one hundred and seventy five micrograms. Like that isn't shit. <laughs> well, they ramped it up with uh, uh, strychnine and uh, meth. Yeah, that was also that was came out at trial because they did a complete analysis of the tablets that they seized, which was a lot. I mean, this also, wasn't like a baggie full. Uh, on a on a second note, if you don't know who Alexander Shulgin is and you're into this kind of chemistry, you need to yeah, yeah, please stop what you're doing and go research that man. But yeah. T-Call and P-Call, uh, in fact, I'll pull them up here. Uh, here's all the different compounds that you know the tryptamines um, that he synthesized. He also invented over half of these. Um, he's a, one of the smartest human beings, chemists that ever lived. And there's P-Call, which is uh, Ooh. All of your phenethylamines. Um, again, this is a, a quite a long wow. list of every um, psychedelic that you can possibly think of. Um, very few. I mean, there is a few that have been found since then, but he's discovered uh, the vast majority between him, Hoffman, and um, yeah, uh, fuck. Uh, uh, Nichols. Uh, what the fuck is Nichols' first name? Oh, I don't know. Invented most of the psychedelic drugs that currently exist. But yeah, I mean, if you look at the list of this, it's it's insane. <laughs> like, yeah, that's crazy. And he made all of these and then tried them himself. <laughs> Two scientists. Yeah, like no, 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 no. alchemist. <laughs> alchemist. Yeah. Oh wait, I gotta show. This is what a goomba is. Little guy earned around a Mario. David Nichols. David Nichols, uh, uh, Hoffman, and um, uh, Alexander Shulgin, are, those three guys are probably responsible for 95% of the psychedelic drugs mm-hmm. on Earth. And MDMA. Damn. And in the case of Hoffman, at the age of 22, having received his PhD from the University of Cologne, because he was able to do a diagram of a chitin molecule. And chitin had been used in medicine for the previous 40 years in surgery for sutures, uh, the actual thread, if you will, surgical thread. And that uh, later applied to internal and dental sutures uh, because it would eventually well, weakened, so then the doctor could remove. But anyway, you get the idea. And the other thing was is that the chitin allowed for a more germ-free environment to allow healing without infection. And that's another reason it became so uh, widely used around the world. This is the other one that I would also recommend, DMT Nexus, if you're looking for another good resource on this type of chemistry knowledge that we've been discussing um again another and uh david nichols one of the people that we were just talking about actually is one of the the moderators on here and stuff like that so i um, mean me jimmy's brought up like you on and he's talking about mushroom shows and stuff so i don't see why this is we're not saying do it he's not here quick talk about all the stuff let's talk about vaccines fuck it no just kidding no don't don't do that just kidding (laughs) I hope everyone's having a great night. Um, <laughs> honestly, 
Choose everyone that's on the panel. Choose everyone in chat. Thank you for tuning in. Yeah, cheers, guys. I actually have to head. I gotta get some work done before I head home this morning. Get my new car. So have a great night, everybody. Peace. Be careful, brother. Have, have, a good good night. have a good night. See you, everybody. Have a good night, sir. Have a good night. Have a good one. Give me peace. What's going on? Somebody in chat says something about Africa. I did find that weird that um, in Zimbabwe, none of neither of the two main languages there had a word for psychedelic or trip mm -hmm. or like that whole concept was like not even in their language. Better yet, like like how do you explain tripping to someone that doesn't have a word for it or doesn't have any kind of reference point whatsoever, other than like watching like a movie, right? Like how do you how do you, you you can't even begin to describe. A very that. very good person has to be a charade. The you best charade player in the world. <laughs> Could you picture Steve trying to actually? Like, the one I want to come back is peyote buttons. <laughs> They're around, so a lot of people are grafting them onto other cactuses to make them grow faster. So use a different rootstock. And then they'll take the, the buttons that pop off the bottom and clone them on there to make them grow faster. Um, in fact, so you guys know I make a sublingual powder. I think some of you guys have even had my sublingual powder. Um, we have versions that for a while we were thinking, originally we were going to do the commercial one as green. So we had a green food coloring in it. And uh, at least for the, the more potent ones, the 50 milligrams ones, uh, so that we could delineate it from um, the other ones from visually. So I had given out some to my roommates out at this place I was living in San Diego. And uh, the one kid like just straight disappeared and we didn't hear from yeah. him for two months. So we just packed up all of his shit in the boxes and put it in a corner in the garage and then like rented the room out because like, you know, pay, you know fuck you, like pay your rent or we're going to like, yeah, right, right, right. Right. like, we're not going to, we're not going to burn it or throw it away, but like, you know, fuck, yeah. we're going to at least get the money for the room. So we did that, and when we were cleaning it out, I found a jar of what I thought was a powder I gave him. <laughs> so we're all like, well, fuck this guy. Like, we're, we're going to take spoons out of this while we're cleaning his room because he's not here. Like, whatever. Like, he owes us two months worth of rent. So we all dose each other out. <laughs> we go to the, so we finish packing up. We go to the grocery store, and we're in the grocery store, and it hits all four of us. It was mescaline. It was the powder from the peyote buttons. That he had done with his other buddy. So all four of us are trying to like just abandon our carts and get back to the car so we can like not be in public. We had to call our other friend to come drive us home. It was so funny. Luckily, he wrote in his book, Fear and Loathing, huh? Doors of Perception. That, uh, again, he took a, a, a really large dose. And it was monitored by his assistants and what have you. But at one point, he talked about everything looked like an Aztec painting, like really cubist. And uh, my own personal read is, what a damn good drug. I mean, mushrooms are great, don't get me wrong, but there's something really special and unique in its own uh, expressions of psychedelia in uh, masculine. So if you ever get a chance, you know, 
Uh, fresh or dried? That shit fucked me up. Yeah, it's. So if oh, you're I was gonna say time getting peyote buttons, go to your local nursery and start looking for San Pedro's. Yes. Yeah. Right. 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 Which San Pedro cactus. Yeah. Which actually co- contain more mescaline than right. peyote buttons yeah. does by weight, yeah. and That's they're right. a hell of a lot cheaper. Right. They'll even ship them to your house. Yeah. <laughs> so I watch a crime pays button. He doesn't. He's a he's always around talking about like indigenous like cactuses. He'll pull <laughs> over on the side. It's so cool if you if like yeah. He's he he's he's really I don't know. You can tell he's from he has like an East Coast accent, so he talks like an East Coaster, and he's always like talking about cool like plants and shit. If you ever want something to check out, he's pretty yeah. interesting, and he's a very fucking smart guy. Very, very smart. Before uh, the the gangsters known as the Brotherhood kind of took over the LSD thing for all intents and purposes. And um, the creative aspect of psychedelics in the 60s died because there was peyote. Um... It had been around for like 15 years. Huxley, uh, when he took it uh, in a formal setting, was like in 53, 54. So it wasn't like something brand new. It was actually a little bit older than mushrooms. Mushrooms didn't really get identified until 58, as far as psilocybin, psilocin, and the other active uh, beta-glutens in that uh, type of mushrooms. Was Maria Sabina, I thought, was the one that introduced it to the West. Yes, correct me if I'm wrong, was in Time Magazine in 1950. Yeah. Yeah. He had been there earlier, but he, the article appeared in 58 about his experience. He visited there like in 51, 52. Uh, and Maria, uh, there were Westerners just dribbling in. He came from Wall Street. Can you imagine that? He was like with one Morgan Stanley. He was a vice president. He was a big, that was a big deal. This wasn't just a, a guy who drove up in his VW van, you know, and uh, peace, love, marijuana kind of thing. So the man who introduced uh, Ray was his first name. I don't remember the exact name, but. Um, yeah, there he is. He was the he was the Wall Street banker guy, vice president, one of the biggest houses on Wall Street at the time. Well, this is the article that introduced psychedelics to the United States as yeah. far as culture is concerned. Right. Uh, uh, he went down to visit Maria. Sabina oh, that's it, Gordon Wasson. That's his. Yeah, the uh, the author Gordon Wasson is the guy's name. Mm-hmm. He was the. Uh, yeah, and he went down there and met her like earlier in the 50s, and then this article appeared in 58. And that was at the time where... Yeah, 1955, uh, that's what it was when he went down there initially. Yeah. Oh, was it? Okay. And it was in 58 when Albert, Dr. Albert Hoffman identified the two active compounds, psilocybin and psilocin. Yep. 
Yeah, I forgot that he had ID psilocybin as well. You're 100% right. And he's one of the, he has some unique synthesis on psilocin as well, if memory serves me right, that is very hard to reproduce or is very unique or something like that. Mm -hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong. I tried yeah. to synthesize mushroom and it was god awful trip. Psilocin? Psilocin is, is what actually is the active agent. It's also <laughs> not as stable. So psilocybin, <laughs> when you digest it, <laughs> the first thing that happens is that arm, molecular arm, is removed. Now you have psilocin. You look at the two side by side, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. And so the now some mushrooms do produce both psilocybin and psilocin. However, a lot of it gets lost in the uh, dehydration, the drying process, if you will, whereas the psilocybin remains stable. It's also destroyed by heat and UV and oxygen. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the only, uh, someone said that their friends never had visuals. And I was like that for a long time. But my, like, what I'm going to say to that is get them to ego death and they're going to have visuals. I, I, to me, it means the mushrooms are getting are old. <laughs> also, let me just interject this, okay? So the famous uh, dosage from Terrence McKenna was recreational was uh, one and a half. Uh, therapeutic was three. These are grams, I'm sorry. Heroic was five, yeah? Yeah, okay. And I'm not going to argue with that, but... I will say this, that doing like 9, 10, 11 grams. That's insane. Isn't all that one, rare. One gram for 50 pounds. This is normally what I do. Yeah, I don't. This is the problem. The other issue is, is that these mushrooms are not non-toxic mushrooms. There's mycotoxins in that family oh, of mushrooms right. that you do not want to deal with. Your lit, it's not good for your liver. It's not good for your intestines. It's not good for your kidneys, right? Like, so well, this is why you're far better off doing the concentrates. And there, there's a couple of different ways to concentrate it. There's the, yeah. the cold water method. There's the ethanol extraction. And remember, if you're going to do ethanol, the polarity, now this is going back to what we were just talking about with the psilocybin and psilocin is that the, the polarity of it means is that it doesn't want to play nice if you do just a straight ethanol. So you get a lower yield at 100% ethanol than if you do a uh, 70% ethanol to 30% uh, water because that's where that sweet spot is for that polarity difference. So if you do that, basically take 151 and dilute it 5%, you're good. <laughs> right, okay, 151 yeah, yeah, is 75%, right? right so Right, the, right. You know, I kind of want to see... I don't know anything about this. I kind of want to see Z xenon gas. Is that, no, you it's, it's ever, crazy expensive. Try oh, yeah, it's expensive. Them. Go try and get some. But I heard it's like the like they have therapy in Europe you can pay for. Yeah, because they have insurance. Hey, I get we're not saying <laughs> we're not saying all that, but I'm saying I bet you could pay cash if you wanted to. Hamilton did it. Yeah. Like he went to like a clinic. That anyone could go to, they said. 
Yeah, but Hamilton asking to go to a chemistry lab is like me or Coot asking to go see your grow. Like the answer is always like, <laughs> yes. Right? Like it's just fun. <laughs> he said he said anyone can get an appointment there though. Hamilton's my white whale on my show. He's the last guy I'm trying to get on the interview that I haven't had. Him and awesome. Cervantes, I haven't done a formal interview. I still want to interview him. Uh, actually, there's one guy left. Maybe the, maybe the group can help me find him. Can anyone help me track down Mr. Green Thumb? Or Mr. Green? Do you guys remember? I, I brought him up before on the show. Uh, there was a guy named Mr. Green who used to do... Seed um, reviews. Seed bank reviews. He did a whole grow video thing. And oh, I okay. memorized this whole script. Hold on. This dude. I don't know if you guys remember this guy. He did a bunch of oh, no, 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 videos. No, no. They were available at our local <laughs> library. And it was like the only thing that you could find in video format that wasn't a book that I could get my hands on when I was really young. Uh, younger than I care to admit on the camera. I was trying to learn to grow weed. Um, this guy was the yeah, dude I learned from. And I would love to interview him now that I've like do this shit for a living just because him him and Jorge is the reason why I would, you know, got into this. It was the first book and the first video I ever watched. I'd love to interview him, you know, even if for no other reason than for, for that. So I think it'd be cool because he's to hunt this guy down. But if anyone can get me a contact for this dude, I would love the fuck out of that. He's in jail. <laughs> You know, I, I can't find anything on him for a while, so I'm kind of thinking probably. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that, sir. If you're out there listening, or I was just or, joking. You know, you could also be like, uh, late uh, what was the name of it? Uh, Uncle Fester? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uncle Fester, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this dude. He's fucking oh, yeah. great. Cooking crank with Uncle Fester. Like, that guy is fucking awesome. Like, his whole... <laughs> Everything about this dude and everything. He's another one of those like old school backyard legends. You'd be in the back of high times and you write it away for him and stuff. Like, anyways, I'm not going to play too much because I don't want him to get flagged in this video. But, um, uh, yeah, like that's. <laughs> I watched that episode. Oh, like, like 80s VHS, early 90s VHS drug teachers. I think it would be really cool to hunt some of these people down and interview them just like. What the fuck right. happened after all that kind of went away? Like when the internet came around, like like what you know? Yeah, what I mean? Like right. a lot they're of probably hitting the bottle. Sure. You know what I'm saying? They're probably hitting the bottle. This and that. Hey guys, I gotta I gotta go. It's getting late for me. Uh, everyone have a, a wonderful night. I've uh, really appreciated talking to all you guys and hanging out. So, Jim, I'm gonna all you. All right, man. Have a good evening. Thank you, everyone. You too. Hey, peace, Tommy. Good night. Bye. Be safe, man. Someone else is bringing up the Never Get Busted Again videos. Remember that cop? I think he's in jail. Remember, excuse me, right? I don't know. Never Get Busted I don't again. remember this one. I don't even remember Mr. Green. I've never seen that. Everyone's a guy. He had, he, he had, it was Mr. Mr. Green something. And he ran a monthly column, a blog type thing. And this is like in the late 90s. And it was uh, rating seed companies. The ones up front and the ones that were, you know, like under the radar kind of thing. 
And the guy was brutal. Jeez Louise. So, uh, yeah, he could make you or break you kind of thing. <laughs> this is the guy, Barry Cooper. Took me a minute to remember his name. He was another guy. It was like a 90s, early 2000s, like never get busted. His videos, his next cop. And he used to write like guides dealing for, dealing with the police and dealing with searches and, and all this kind of bullshit. He's got a YouTube channel apparently now. I mean, look at that guy. Dreads, white suit. Lovely. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's probably how many cartoon characters there are. Let's, let's go to Texas. I prefer people like myself who are brutally honest. I don't like people that patsy around and kiss ass. Can we can we talk about like the highlight of that? We were just talking about it earlier with Duke on my show. This has got to be the biggest bunch of bullshit that I have seen on the internet in a while. Fucking Steve D'Angelo wants to come out here and pretend like he gives a flying fuck about legacy growers. Are you fucking high? Who is he? <laughs> it's the guy, the, guy like, the founder of Harborside. He's also yeah, yeah, a uh, TV show vice president shit. or of Arcview Investments. Oh, wow. Investment groups in weed and shit but this guy is the harborside guy this guy is like corporate cannabis numero uno he yeah, wants yeah. to come out here and try and say that like you know we need to defend like no you 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 helped run them out of business this particular gentleman uh was one of the main funders of amendment 64 yeah. that crushed yeah, he amendment, all the time he was against growers. i Get found the out he was out of here with this bullshit Offensive garbage is what that is. Yeah, he had a TV show, uh, Coop, on like, I think, regular stations. Maybe, it was, maybe it was before I got sober. Speaking <laughs> of which, uh, Sungrow Mids is going to be on my show on Thursday. Uh, we're going to be talking about the DCC stuff, bullshit and Emerald Cup and genetics and other fun topics going on currently in the uh, the cannabis realm. See, that's my problem. I don't want to be in any scene. You know what I mean? It's like like going to a show for a whole weekend. I mean, it reminds me of a song by the Ramones, I want to be sedated. You know? <laughs> if if no, you, you we need to get we need to get you and just and have a follow you around with a camera at BizCon and just have you just like shitting all over and just be like fucking just really angry at, at all this shit and we'll film it and we'll just make a whole documentary out of it. People love it. We'll call it Captain Calmet. <laughs> yeah. Captain Calmet takes on the High Times Cup. Yeah, yeah Captain Calmet versus the High Times Cup. You know, you're really in trouble. When a person asks you a simple question, okay, so you have a product, Would you just make one up, okay? And you come to me and you say, hey, dickhead, you need this in your soil or, you know, <laughs> whatever, where, you know, you got to spray it on your plant, whatever to do it. And I just asked this simple question, well, what's in it? Uh, well, uh, well, it's proprietary. Oh, good. You know how to use a dictionary. 
what materials constitute this proprietary? I can't tell you. But you want me to pay you $700 a gallon? Delusional. At best, delusional. I mean, think about it. Can you imagine a, 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 a farm being run by, I mean, a giant corporation where they got 6,000 acres of wheat under production? You guys from the Midwest, you know what I'm talking about. Big ass farms, right? Can you imagine somebody making a sales call and say, yeah, it's $500 a gallon. And so uh, a barrel would only be what would that be? $25,000 for a 55 gallon drum. Well, we'll take a truckload right now. Okay. See what I mean? The only way she can do it is in a target rich, uh, low hanging fruit in a target rich environment like cannabis. Well, There's yeah, not it, many big outdoor grows here, which is, well, obviously our weather sucks, <laughs> so it would have to be a greenhouse. <laughs> yeah. You've got to, you know, when you get north of, I don't have a map in front of me, but yeah, you got to have a greenhouse. Oregon, trying to grow uh, in northwest Oregon. <laughs> West of the Cascades, where you have a lot of uh, mountains. I mean, you got to be out of the ground by October 15th, or you're just rolling the dice. Let me see if I can get one more week, you know, that kind of shit. Been there That's how it is. Yeah. yeah. I got hit October. Oh, that was a bad year. We had yeah. a huge snowfall for Halloween. There you go. So that's why the bulk of the commercial uh, production outdoors down south, southern Oregon, which has a more arid climate, um, they can usually get, well, usually in November. But anyway. Then again... You know, you're behind the redwood curtain, as it's called. It's kind of depressing because you feel really isolated. You're behind this wall of trees. And uh, it's pretty rural. I mean. I spent like a couple weeks in California, like literally like two and a half. In Northern Cal? No, I was in Southern Cal. Oh, well, that's at a re At a rehab. Oh, <laughs> okay. Then I dipped out and came home. Other than the population, Southern California has got Mediterranean climate, which is perfect in the entire world. That's the best climate for the human body is the Mediterranean climate. No snow, uh, mild heat, you know. You live in like Newport Beach or Huntington Beach, and you're seldom ever going to go above 90, even in the summer. You got breezes right off the ocean. 
The nights are cool. But it's goddamn people, man. It's just like you can only get so many rats in the maze. And then, you know, at some point you gotta start fishing them out. So I found him. I found him. Mr. Green Jeans or Mr. Greenface? Yes. He goes oh. by Davy Green. He just did an I Grow Chronic 2 four months ago. Cool. We gotta get him on the show. That's fucking yeah. awesome. That'd be great. <laughs> I don't even think that you know the funny thing is that'd be dope <laughs> to fucking get all like the old like originals. Well, it'd be comical, that's for sure. Have you guys ever met uh, uh, Jorge Cervantes? Yep, I've hung out with him a couple of times. Yeah. I was shocked at how short he was. Um, so, you know, I guess Ed's kind of the same way. Well, I guess Ed's a little taller. But hmm. I definitely think Ed has smoked one too many joints at this point. I'll tell you that pesticide he came out with several years ago. It was like I was embarrassed for him. Really seriously. We did a trial run of it uh, on lettuce and we weren't particularly impressed. No. If I had my choice of plants, The two that I would go with for pesticide and fungicide would be uh, the high camphor version of lavender and the high camphor version of rosemary. And that would cover all of your IPM needs as far as pesticide and fungicide uh, properties. Without getting all the detail, but the compounds that are contained in those flowers include. Uh, camphor include linalool, include uh, pinene, alpha and beta form, uh, limonene. Anyway, you get the idea. So you got a full a range of uh, terpenes and terpenoids that are very easy to remove from the uh, plant material and have it available as a foliar spray. Really powerful. So. And those two plants are like evergreens. You don't have to worry about them, you know, dying in the winter. Yeah, I hate, I hate that. I, no, I don't hate it. I mean, I don't mind the winter. I used to ski and snowboard and stuff, so it's not that. No, I just meant you don't have to worry about this plant dying in the winter. That's all. If it's outdoors where you want it, because it's going to be, it's really powerful aroma. It doesn't, it smells like camphor, like mothballs, but you get the high camphor version of both the uh, plants. And you'll have, uh, you'll have pesticide and fungicides in perpetuity. 
I hate the cold weather. I think the only reason I was able to stay in this weather before was because I spent my time in my basement under thousands of watts. We've had cold weather here, not like you do in the Midwest, but for Portland, you know, when the wind chill, you're getting down into the high teens, that's pretty cold. Because our clothes aren't, we're not equipped for it. It doesn't happen once every 10 years kind of thing. So, yeah, it's been a little bit uh, challenging to get out and go walk or whatever, you know. I'm just yeah. glad I'm not where Wes is at, man. That was cold. <laughs> you know how much snow came down in the California Sierras around Reno? 17 feet of snow in a four-day period. 17 feet. That's insane. I mean, I mean, all the highways in and out of Reno are down. The, I mean, the major, major thoroughfares, you know, interstate transportation can't get the trucks moving or much less vehicles, you know, cars and what have you, SUVs and what have you. <clears throat> I give it to all the guys that go out and clear those roads. Oh, you know, that, that's a dangerous job. Yes. It's called blood money. Can we just point out how immensely idiotic it is? Of the state of Washington, the week before a historic snowstorm required a vaccine mandate for fucking truck drivers by driving alone by themselves all day, because that makes any amount of fucking sense. <laughs> yeah, well, Washington interesting. Yeah, we have, we're gonna have mixed feelings on that fucking thing. Let's not bring that shit up because I say like truck drivers travel. Quickly from port to port to port to port to port to port. To port. They're kind of like no, no, plow field. drivers. No, no plow drivers. Anyway, I think is I can't wrap my head around that one. My buddy works for well, he's a diesel mechanic, but he also like sands and stuff. So he's up at two, three in the morning if there's ice. You know what I mean? Doing the sanding and shit. So like schools or, or buses or whatever. Oh, yeah. Friend of mine uh, got a job doing a cat over the winter for a ski resort this winter in Idaho, and he sends me all kinds of cool pictures of bear, like a bear that came out of its den early, and like just a bunch of random animal pictures, like with all the backlit with the snow and everything. It looks really fucking sweet. I was on a trip in a truck up to Alaska one year in June, so it wasn't you know, snow. But it was amazing the wildlife along the side of the out what they call the Alcan Highway. You know, here's a female bear with a couple of cubs following her. I mean, not even 20 feet off the edge of the road. And moose everywhere. Jesus Christ. I didn't I did plowing for a little bit. It was okay. It gets boring if you don't if you're by yourself you know what i mean you're out for hours and however long it snows you're not going home until like you're done you know what i mean yeah. and there's certain there's certain places like hospitals and, and apartment complexes that pay you to be there 
to, to plow it and right. make sure the doors are clean, no matter how much the snow. Right. So. See, we're pussies out here in the Northwest. I mean, a few flurries, and it's like the sky, you know, chicken little, the sky is falling. Um, I mean, people do not know how to drive. <laughs> I mean, they don't know how to drive in the rain. Okay. That's like New York. Yeah. It's like Looney Tunes. It's almost like a cartoon. Uh, think Fred Flintstone in the uh, Barney Rubble cartoon, you know, and how they got the car with their feet going. It's bizarre. You would think. Eco friendly, Coop. Huh? Eco friendly. Yeah. The heels and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I keep missing the 20s. Jimmy, happy. Happy to see you back, buddy. Cheers, dude. Yeah, my fucking shoulders killing me. Gotta take it. Tell anybody. Yeah, my shoulders been killing me. So whatever. Um, actually, apropos, it's late enough. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you guys want, uh, we could call last call and uh, meet tomorrow. If you don't want, uh, hop on, talk to us, bullshit for a little bit, and uh, perhaps we'll uh, leave it. I need to ask you a question about your mic. Is that a, a a Rode NT Mini? This is the one. Actually, you sent me the the link to this. The, the Rode NT USB. I want to say. Okay, and the arm is that a Rode also? This is actually yep. Okay, the what one for ninety nine bucks. Uh, Something like that at Amazon. Possibly. I actually want to say this was a little bit more. Let me double check just in case. Uh, there are other microphone arms. This one just happened to be good. Let's see here. Oh, I'm only asking because I saw the road itself, not, not knowing what else I should look at. And that's, it was 99, 90, it was hundred bucks. You might be right. Okay. Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. The PS1. I got mine like, on, uh, B&H or Adorama. Yeah. Yeah, Rode PS1. I think that's the one. Yeah, that's it. Okay, thank you. And you like it? Yeah, it's all right. Um, it squeaks a little bit, which is annoying, uh, uh, but uh, it's fine. It's okay, I can thank you. Oil it more, honestly. Yeah, it's fine. All right. Cheers. I got an idea. So. They make a good mic and products. Everyone that I know on YouTube uses Rode. Rode. Products for like I have the, I have the microphone, uh, but I thought an arm would be more effective, or I, it holds it right where I wanted it for doing an over. It makes uh, a huge difference. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. This one I used to first of all I used to talk kind of into the microphone. I used to have it somewhere like there's a platform, whatever that it comes with. Uh, you could never really get quite as good as you. Just gotcha. With this, okay. Everybody said, "Oh my gosh, it sounds so much better." So frankly, okay. Getting it in front of your face is just so much better. Okay. All right, cool. I I just got this mic boom off of Amazon, and this is just one that connects to my I have a Yeti yeah. Snowball. And it just the connection on is, it is pretty common. Like this is this is the connection mount for yeah. Yeah, so you just take off the base. The yeah, right. And the real little rubber grommets you can put in the three-eighths inch nut thing. That then attaches to that. And that's a standard size bolt and nut, right? The three eighths inch for that right. particular product. So, there you go. Now you should be able to see the mic. Right. There you go. 
That's not a blue. That's a Yeti. I know, yeah, a, a Yeti blue. blue. Yeah, it's a Yeti blue. Oh, okay. You said snowball. That's a little tiny one, like a golf ball. Oh, I yeah, thought. maybe I said the wrong thing, my bad. Okay, no, that's a great, that's that's a really professional mic for podcast and what, the type, what you're using it for, for your uh, channel and what have you. Yeah, it's a good middle-of-the-road mic for, you know, if you're doing yeah. YouTube other stuff, it's not the most expensive one, but the next right. job for something good, you're looking at six or seven hundred plus. Right. You know, this is a hundred. That's my understanding. Like 69, 70 bucks if it's on sale. Right. That's my understanding that particular uh, blue is the name of the company. Yeti is the model. That the blue Yeti is uh, highly thought of in the podcast world and as a affordable and still with uh, professional results. Or will give you a professional result, especially for like overlays, voiceovers before, I mean, on uh, uh, videos and what have you. It, it before I upgrade it, the distance that this thing will pick up clear audio is kind of insane sometimes. Right. Before I upgraded my uh, whole laptop, I had this little setup and it was actually really nice. That uh, is nice, yeah. It came out pretty clear. It, it's analog, goes right into a USB. Came with the mic and headphones. The mic was actually pretty decently built too. I was, I was actually surprised. It wasn't like cheap and lightweight. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we have a or just to the left of me. I can't show it on the, with the camera, but I, we have a whole other setup for hooking up like you know more regular style um, audio equipment. So you can plug in guitars and you know all kinds of amps and stuff into it and all that stuff. It's a I don't. Yeah, that was the cool thing with that. Like it had mono inlets and outlets for like guitar or what are they the jacks i can't think three three five millimeters well, the bigger microphones have the standard uh set it was the slr jacks i just forget yeah. the name of it yeah you know what Pim, I, listening to your voice mm -hmm. and knowing that you're using the uh you're using a device that holds the microphone at the correct distance <clears throat> Compared to the others on the uh, panel, it's definitely different. It, it's a, a richer, more um, all-encompassing. I don't know if that's right. Um, yeah. Wow. More depth. The mics wow, yeah. are nice too because the uh, yeah. tap on the microphone, but uh, the NT USB is one of the rows that actually has a condenser on it. Yes. So that's actually one of the keys. I think the blue Yetis also have their own condenser. So the ones that don't have their own, uh, for example, I used to have it on the tape table. <laughs> Excuse me. I used to have these little Rode Mini. I still have it, actually, but the Rode Mini or whatever, and I was using that on the show, that didn't have a condenser on it. So they just mm -hmm. sort of uh, electronically uh, uh, emulated, I guess, all the, the, the whole process of condensing gotcha. sound, whatever. Whereas this one, actually, it's physically heavy. Like, if you pick it up, it's a physically kind of heavy uh, microphone it punches a little bit above its weight class right. uh, but i guess it's amazing how heavy those are it is a little bit yeah. for, the, yeah. for the uh i mean for a hundred dollar microphone there's a lot of value there right. it's I, I not like, cheap at all on the blues too it's nice because you can adjust yeah. the waveform and everything if i'm trying to get rid of background noise or a buzzing or a fan or something you, I don't even I have to adjust the software. I can just adjust it on the microphone itself, which is really nice. Oh, there, yeah, no question. Uh, well, plus, on 
as you know, on the Yeti, you're getting gain, uh, control of the gain. There's no such control on the uh, Mini. Uh, I mean, there's a, a lot, for the Yeti, a few dollars more, and you're really getting a lot of value for your dollar. Uh, features that don't appear on the one that Hume and I have, the uh, Rode Mini. Features on the one, for what it's worth, I mean, the NT-USB is not a super complex microphone. It's only a hundred right. bucks. Right. But it works fine for a hundred bucks and there's extra piece of software for it. You know, to their credit, not credit, whatever, they said they were going to uh, uh, um, release a lot more software updates for this microphone. They haven't really, but at the same time, the software still works and there are, like I'm using it right now. Did you get the one in years. December? Uh, the update? Probably. This is, let's see. Oh, there we go. A couple of weeks ago. Uh, I can check. Yeah, go to their web page uh, on your anyway. Uh, check it, and uh, it's a uh, obviously free, but it's uh, yeah, it's a it's a complete update. Right you're looking for really stepping up your audio, and you want to have everything just tits perfect. Um, use something like OBS or something like that, and then stream to the back end of of um, YouTube uh, through the. You can go live stream and then you can set up a custom stream. If you custom stream from this to the back end of YouTube, that's how you're going to get the cleanest audio and you can record it in the cleanest direct format. Um, uh, it works a little bit better than the rest of them uh, setup wise, but just depends on what you're doing. And you can also hook Zoom up. So you can have Zoom broadcast to OBS and then and then out if you really want to fuck with the audio uh, mm. and video stuff, it, it can, you know, it's the other way I found it can be easily done. Um, that allows you a lot of. Is that a Windows app? Yeah, it's an open source app, and it's awesome. I mean, you can you can add all different types of devices. You can really I can go in and really screw with the settings on all different types of stuff, um, and really modify the living shit out of it. Um, and you can also set up a bunch of presets. It's good for like live streaming events where you have a bunch of cameras and a bunch of microphones all plugged in at once and you're trying to flip between a bunch of them almost like it's studio um it, it's a really powerful program it's all open source and free so i'm cool. pretty sure they make it for apple too okay thank you i'll check it out for sure Streamlabs is another one that you could run your software through obs i think is a little bit more advanced than Streamlabs. Hmm. Boy, I'm just learning everything about mics, about podcasts, stream. Oh, it's a skill, man, like anything else. Hey, uh, Fumi, do you have what's like your uh, stats for the year? Do you want to give us a rundown of like how the channel grew for the year? Or oh, views. Or... I guess I could look. I'm trying to find the. Uh... The download link i can find the pdf to the download link but i cannot find the actual download link to the goddamn software that's a little bit idiotic oh here we go there we go it was hiding uh i can find that in a second uh let's see here do i have my the nice thing with the the boom arms for the mic is that like i can type on the keyboard i can have like something like roll a joint or packing something on my table and like me bumping the table like like i'm tapping the table right now and you, you can't really hear it on the mic right, right. Like, it's not you don't get all that distracting other noise if you're doing stuff at the cool. same time 
I had, my computer came with uh, software and stuff, so my 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 audio runs through its own my computer's own software. I can go mm -hmm. in and refine other stuff if I really wanted to, but I just kind of let it go. It's not part of the operating system, but it is a free app from Apple uh, called uh, GarageBand, and it's a pretty comprehensive. Uh, audio uh app i mean it does a number of things but uh it's pretty you know people run their podcasts uh via garage band few knows more about it than i do but i i know that just perusing uh the youtube uh video options garage band uh, for podcasts it was quite flush with a lot of uh of videos on, on that very subject it's probably a little more complex than i want to bother with but yeah my computer came with this and my audio always runs through it right 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 wow garage band is uh different i have to be honest i tried to use it a little bit it's more uh it's more music production focused gotcha. uh, it was the gotcha. less uh, professional version of logic i tried the same thing because i happen to have logic I didn't right. buy a lot because, but it came with you know Final Final Cut Pro or whatever. Uh, but uh, I've actually had really good luck with uh, Adobe Audition. Okay. Uh, now, granted, it's uh, I think I was telling you, Coot, it's a little bit of a chicken and egg, whatever. Uh, uh, because oh, I just accidentally opened up GarageBand. Uh, it's uh, how do I say this. Uh, Adobe's problem is there's pricing. Honestly, like, so, oh, yeah. the services yeah. are usually fine. But the, yeah. the problem is just that the fucking pricing is atrocious. Yeah. Uh, but if you kind of swallow that, basically, and for example, I actually have the whole, like, uh, the package or whatever, the whole right. uh, package. Right. So if you swallow the fact that you're paying for that much money, uh, some of the apps are actually On the uh, other hand, you know, from the old model where you bought the app, and like, say, uh, Photoshop, depending on what year, you're going to pay between six and $800 for a copy of Photoshop. And knowing that you're going to have to update it to keep current every year at 175 to 200 dollars, I mean, at least with the subscription deal, you don't have any big outlay of cash. You have access to the latest versions of those apps that which are maintained by the the company that publishes Adobe. I don't know. I mean. I know that you don't like subscriptions, but in this case, I'm not sure that this isn't a better deal than the old model. I mean, it could, there's different ways to look at it. You're not lying. You know, when I was a kid, it was kind of hard to, to uh, how do I say this? Uh, Adobe would rope you in with their, their uh, uh, you know, the education deals that were pretty substantial and actually pretty reasonable, pretty uh, decent. You could get like yep. the whole suite yep. for you know a few hundred bucks, especially yep. in comparison to what uh, regular people had to pay in the thousands. You know, I used to know like graphics designers and they would say, well, look at my stack of thousands of dollars, you know, just be all their different Adobe versions, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, that that model was also kind of ruinous and stupid. You know, I don't know. The, the, I know. I, I agree. Computers and yeah. everything has gone through so many different changes. You know, like right. it used to be you'd spend the equivalent now of four or five, six thousand bucks on a PC. And that was just your regular computer. You know, people forget how expensive computers used to be. Like they used to cost basically the same amount of money, but in real terms. You know, so like now. Right. They cost right. a couple thousand bucks. They used to cost a couple thousand bucks, but that was before twenty years of inflation. Well, think Does about use this company. I used to, yeah. This one is an open source. Uh, uh, um, oh wow! Uh, 
Auto, it's pretty uh, good. Uh, now, see, uh, that looks open editing. source, the interface. I mean, it, it is. That definitely looks one like, thing, uh, yeah, like one Linux. Thing these guys is that it's kind of like yeah. one of the things with open source things. Uh, evidently, the the people that were taken, uh, not a criticism. Used it for a little while. Uh, the people that were running it, I guess I should be on camera. Uh, apparently stopped running it, and now mm-hmm. someone else has taken over it, and it's right. not going to be as open source. I don't remember what the whole detail is. I have the suite uh, from Affinity. I have the uh, designer, the photo, and then the publisher, which basically covers a Photoshop. Uh, I've been out of the, that thing for so long. Uh, Lightroom. Oh, InDesign. That's mm-hmm. the publishing, uh, isn't it? The one that competes with, uh, okay, the other big one. Uh, cost of th- uh, that was then probably uh, close to. No, no. It's basically, go ahead. No, the other publishing one. Uh, it's not Adobe. It's, uh, oh, God. Corel or somebody? No, it's. <laughs> I don't have access to my damn uh, browser, but oh, Quark Express! Excuse uh, me. I mean, talk about overpriced. Right. My God. You know, you can push your your up around two grand, depending on operating system and you know plugins and I don't know. It's a good thing. I don't know the whole culture. I want to say has shifted to these kinds of you know less usury packages and honestly apple was one of the first people you know give apple a lot of shit apple does deserve a lot of shit they have an atrocious uh well uh, by the way policy and all that but i i would be remiss if i didn't point out that as of today the apple corporation is worth three trillion dollars three trillion dollars that's unreal. <laughs> so it's basically unreasonable for a company to be that worth that much. But I was going to say, um, you know, one of the reasons why that kind of stuff is that Apple actually has been pretty uh, uh, incredible at creating their own software. I mean, it's been a chicken and egg thing because Amazon or Apple's always been the the smallest PC company or one of the smallest PC companies. Mm-hmm. So they kind of have to create their own software in many cases. But I mean, like uh, looking at the list of stuff that I have here, and in many cases, it's basically the top of the class, the Final Cut Pro. Um, I mean, that one is debatable because some people don't like for professional use. They don't like that magnetic timeline. That's kind of the, the one criticism. But other than that, it works really well on Mac. It's optimized and whatever. It's more friendly than Premiere is. And on the new Apple silicone chips? Yeah, it just flies. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I guess I guess Adobe updated the Premiere for uh, or Premiere for yeah. uh, uh, M1 chips as well. Yeah. But uh, a while ago, I just got used to, to Final Cut Pro a little bit better um, because it's just, I don't know, a little bit more... Uh, intuitive my six month experiment with a laptop is over is it that's pretty yep. funny i have uh, uh, a new computer in fact it just left uh shanghai china did it uh, that's funny. i'm tra- tracking it on dhl um so i traded it in for a uh one of the 24 inch imac uh, m1 with uh let's see 16 gigs on the ram and uh, a full terabyte on the storage. Wow. Um, it's going to be sweet. Screw it. And think, you know what it weighs? Okay, this includes the stand. So you want to move it from your living room, maybe to the kitchen table, whatever. 9.8 pounds. 
Oh, and you're it's talking only, about the new, uh, the, the new iMac, the 24, they're really Yes, nice yeah, the 24-inch, but the, uh, what is it, not even, it's 11 and a half millimeter thick? I mean, my God. Your iPhone's thicker than that. So. It is a really nice looking computer. You walk by at a Costco store. Actually, really nice. yeah. I said this earlier, Coon, I'm really happy about my computer the time I did. Um, I got it for a really good deal. Um, and then now that like COVID or whatever, the world situation, well, that's what we'll call it. The situation, uh, the computers have just gone up. It's been harder to get, like it's been harder and harder to get a good computer. I know Um, that's true in the PC world and that's not a criticism, but it is a fact. Uh, Apple for whatever reasons, there are factories that are under contract with them. I mean, I got this. I ordered it last week, uh, Monday, two days ago. I got confirmation that it was leaving China, Shanghai. They're probably one of the biggest ones to get yeah, it. That's what you get with a $3 trillion corporation. Maybe that's right. what I'm saying. That nobody else has. You yeah, know, it's like, going to be here in a week. I mean, it's less than 10 days from the time I ordered it. And it's customized. Well, you know, it's not one that's you're not so gonna get Best Buy. Yeah, you're not gonna find it Best Buy. The color, the amount of storage, the upgrade. Because on these, well, never I don't get all that. But anyway, so yeah, I mean, I can't complain. Ten days hmm. from China to it's gonna be in my hands. It's pretty amazing. I don't I know. know. Um, ordered a beefy machine a couple, or I guess this was last year. And when I got back from Africa, I, I ordered one and I waited on it for seven months from Dell. And finally, I got so frustrated with them telling me next week, next week, next week. Yeah, yeah. I, I canceled the order. I was so enraged. Um, you know, it also helps Coot, that you've been a customer for a good amount of time. You have a really good you probably call them and they're like, hey, how are you? They're actually pretty yeah, good. Yeah, they, yeah. They don't yeah. Really, uh, they don't really do that. Well, I don't know. Do they? Because Coot, you've been a customer for like, I don't know, 30, 40 years or something. But uh, I feel like they basically do that essentially for everybody. Well, they do. Their customer service. Okay, you can hate Apple for whatever uh, mental health issue you're It's definitely worth from. hating them for a few things. For example, if you fall afoul of their stuff, like uh, not this computer, but the one actually before it that they replaced, okay. there was something wrong with it and they couldn't figure out what. And they basically made me come back and come back and come back for yeah. like every single day for like 10 days. And I, mind you, I had to schlep the computer with me the entire time. It was kind of a nightmare. Having been a victim of, as you well know, in the corporate world, you're given a computer, yes, but it's not top of the line. It's a piece of shit PC, whether that's a laptop or a desktop. And having suffered through piece of shits like with names on them, like Packard Bell. Uh, gateway, does yeah, those ring a bell to you? You know, gateway computers. Was there anything Compact. worse than that one? Compaq, Apple have always been the worst. Compaq and Apple both had proprietary parts, and you mm. could not order parts mm. from anyone but them. It was a bunch of bullshit. I mean, that's the absolutely fair criticism of Apple's walled garden. You know that they basically only allow a certain specific way to do things, and uh, that's the way. You know. And so if you can accept that, if you're fine with that, if you're you can accept, if you that, can accept the security leaks of, a, of the Windows operating system, 
the disaster, for example, of the uh, Windows 11 that was just released in the last month or whatever, read about that and the problems <clears throat> in their customer base. What they're finding out is like, yeah, so many people have iPhones nowadays, like they kind of keep like the broken screen places going. Like they'll bring it to Apple and Apple will be like, oh, you either need a new phone or da, 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 whatever. And they're more like, because Apple's gotten so proprietary about it. Yeah. Now they basically won't let the, the screen places fix it. They, uh, you they, don't want actually, it regular, they try to make it hard. Let's move forward. You can now check into it. This was announced two weeks ago and screens was one of the big ones. You'll be able to, you can repair your own. That's Apple good. will supply you with the parts. They'll supply you with uh, tools if you need them or whatever. Just go check it out. I mean, mm. really. It is a new policy, actually. Yeah. Well, it's That's not good. just a policy, but it's a whole bunch of things. And, and screens was the easy one. It was the other things. Batteries. But now you, now you can replace your own screen. So if you're one of those, like me, try to keep a case on it. But the phone, you know, ends up on the floor and um i haven't but you get the idea i mean some people are harder on their phones than others so hey look buy whatever you want just understand that apple isn't even the biggest phone company but anybody who follows the news will tell you that when it comes to profits not gross gross doesn't mean shit it's how much you end up with that you take to the bank and put it in the bank, your bank account. I mean, dude, I don't know. I mean, how do I say this? I don't, I don't buy phones based on who made the most money. Like, in all, in all honesty. Well, I know, I'm not saying. Because they didn't well, make that much money because, I mean, they're probably ripping everybody off and they're making that much profit. But uh, Apple. So it's a foolish way to look at Apple it. Apple takes uh, over 60% of all the profit. Oh, they do. In the yeah, cell phone uh, sector. And they've been doing that forever. Uh, yes. They've been selling their phone. Most most of the companies really don't make any money on their phones. Right. And they were making them at commodity prices and selling right. them just a little bit above that, whatever. And they right. were essentially loss leaders for the longest time. I think they are to the longest, largest degree still. But Apple, since they uh, released the iPhones, have been always making like, I can't even remember, like a 40 or 50% markup at every step of the way with a freaking yeah. phone. Uh, it's that popular. Uh, but like I said, you know, fine. I, I don't know. I mean, but I don't, I don't, I don't judge my prop products based on that. I don't go and say, oh, you know what? Build a soil makes way more money on stuff. I'm going to shop there. I don't know. I I, I wouldn't uh, pick that way. I, I was going to say, uh, and I almost, I'm, I'm, uh, I almost regret bringing up Apple because it, it becomes just this kind of, you know, brand thing, you know, because there aren't all that many choices, but I was going to bring up uh, Apple up or I did bring Apple up, I guess, meaning to bring up that there are all these cool, uh, uh, competitive software choices and ironically apple was one of the kind of competitive choice things famously uh, bill gates actually invested in apple so that apple wouldn't really go out of business right at the time he was a monopoly and he didn't want the feds to just slam the hammer right. on him and take him apart and he, and he, he wasn't a lot of money it wasn't yeah, ironically yeah right that's it. yeah well, in two new spam bots i just Oh, got another one. <laughs> it's different. It's not the same one. It's a different like site now. Fuck them. Don't even talk about it. It just gives them fucking bullshit. Uh, yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. This stuff happens. But anyway, yes, yeah, Russian garbage. Anyway, um, what was I going to say? Uh, but with the software, Apple there's is, the the with photo stuff. Actually, um, I forgot about this. I was meaning to say this. Like, uh, there's a lot of different photo software. There's not all that many sound editing. Uh, uh, programs that I know of that are good. 
there's a lot of crappy ones and there's some, some really expensive ones, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So for example, Adobe Audition, either you pay for it with a package like I do, or you pay by itself, I think 20 bucks a month or something for a lot of people. Sure. That's a ton of money, right? Uh, there is something called, um, well, there was that uh, uh, Audacity, I want to say. It was the sound one. Anyway, you can still use that, but again, the problem is. Mm-hmm. But for photo, there's actually some some uh, inexpensive options. For one thing, you can buy uh, Illuminar. Some folks really love that one because it has a lot of, especially for noobs and stuff, it has a lot of really uh, right. attractive options to do, like sky replacements and stuff. Not really that appealing when you're a little bit more advanced in photography. Sure. You just kind of find better life, light yourself and stuff. But to get into uh, to photography, it's very approachable when you go out and you're, a lot of people are into landscape photography. And landscape photography is ruinously hard to do because you have to go out and be a good photographer and find great conditions. It's like a unicorn thing that has to come together. So a lot of times people will take a picture and like only half of it is good, like the landscape right. the sky is garbage right. so stuff like illuminar you can literally just click a button and you can cycle through all oh, sunset sunrise this that the other thing that's very appealing for some people you pay like 50 bucks or whatever uh and then like you say the affinity photo there's a bunch of others and then right. this dark table is actually really good i've redownloaded right. it um dark table the interface part b is quite uh, uh simple so i guess that's the complaint you can make but it's a pretty powerful suite or a pr- pretty powerful uh, program. It's more of a hybrid between like Lightroom and Photoshop. So you can mm-hmm. do a little bit more. It's not just a raw processor. You can do a little bit more with the freaking layers and curves and stuff you, like Photoshop. I know you've been involved in photography for a long time, but as far as editing, do you remember Apple Aperture? I do. Uh, yeah, a lot of people loved it. Yeah, That was incredible. And then one day it was like, it just became vaporware, just yeah. disappeared. I think you're missing a golden opportunity here. You have Russian cam girl bots and you yourself are Mr. Bikinis for Siberia. So I think That's maybe right. you could right. send them some bikinis. No, my line is uh, advertising is bikinis, uh, bikini car wash rejects. Uh, I'll leave it at that. I'll get in, I'll get into trouble. So. Uh, All right, guys. I'm gonna actually jump off. There's right, another brother. one. Everyone get them. Um, Have a good one, brother. Cheers, smashed. Have a good one, man. How can people find you? Uh, what is it? Four twenty smashed Instagram. Uh, Discord. I'm hanging out uh, all the time. Fuminor's Discord. We'll post a link. Uh, me, Steelbird, Dirty are literally always on together, talking, chatting. Um, they're they're really cool. It's fun to see other people. I must have really pissed off Zuckerberg because I can't get my account back at Instagram. So, oh man, yeah. <laughs> that's I mean, no, it's, it's, yeah, Facebook is one of the I mean, it is probably the worst. I, this is a fucking hilarious thing to say. I, every time I say it, it makes me crack up, but it's true. Like, Facebook is unironically one of the worst corporations in the world. Oh, like, yeah, you think it's like, Facebook. Yeah. And you're like, what? Facebook? Yeah, it was just an article about such and such. And then you're like, worse than Exxon and Chiquita Banana? Yep. Yeah, together. Ironically. Combined. Ironically. Yeah. yeah. There was just an article about it, like how they were reading one of the worst yep. companies. They are. They're evil. They, all right. So 300 science, like 300, like there's another article you can read. I think it's like 300 scientists petition Facebook to see their actual mm-hmm. data on their research how alternate reality affects the minds of young children and teenagers. Yeah. yeah. No, Sorry, that's a, that's a lot, but and Facebook it's pretty, was like, well, no, no. it was yeah, how pretty it much affects the self-esteem of girls. 
Yep. That's bad too. I was saying that the other day. TikTok's like infamous for stuff like they'll let that stuff go all day. But I, I I've been like me. If I really show a cannabis plant, I'm gone. TikTok is owned by CCP, right. so there's that. I've said that. Yeah. Well, actually, they just bought thirty percent stock into the company that owned TikTok, Beta Max or Beta something, whatever. I looked into it a couple years yeah, ago. Well, I mean, the, but TikTok, uh, but the, the KGB we know where happens the authentic percent of company. No big exactly. deal. Exactly. We know where they're from. We know, you know what I mean? You know what's going on. Continue. D- DGI. <laughs> all that's that it, man. I'm scared of- about it. I've got this fucking DGI drone, and it is excellent. It's fucking amazing. I flew a little bit today. It was kind of rainy and snowy and stuff, but I, I managed to fly a little bit today. And to the fucking drone's credit, it did it. You know what I mean? Like, it did it. It got a little bit wet and whatever, but it fucking did it. Took wonderful pictures. Like, uh, 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 they fly like a dream. The software is wonderful, on and on and on. But it's very, DJI is famous for having this kind of nanny protection software. You can very much see that there's this hand controlling you. Autel, a few other companies uh, don't put as many restrictions. Like DJI, right. now my new one, when I lift off, it's the most annoying fucking thing. When it, whenever it's within like 10 feet to the ground, it goes, it's super fucking loud. So that everybody knows, and it's probably a safety feature and everything else. Right. But at the same time, fuck right off. I mean, Jesus yeah. H. Christ. Uh, a lot of other companities, like I said, Autel, and, and what's the other one, Parrot, and so on, don't really do that to you. Right. At the I've same time, you are still subject to a bunch of laws and stuff. Go ahead. To get into an Autel, you got to bring at least double the amount of cash to get into a nice... It's not that bad, but you're right. You have to pay a bit more. Yeah. And it's yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, for I the hope gym, there's... Another for three series, it's like two grand, mm. and for a thousand, you can get into the Mavic yeah, Air yeah. two or whatever. It's, it is. it's hard to touch them. I mean, honestly, DJI is hard to touch. Them oh at yeah, this point. and they're 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 just getting so good at all this stuff. Yes, that, uh, and just I mean, better like fractally, fractally, fucking better. Like it's yes. obvious that they're they're this the wind is at their backs. Basically, you can see this, or the wind is uh, their sales are full. I guess you know they fucking one have of these stuff. ones. Zero to That's the one that we were talking about, the zero to 200, yep. Yo, I'm not kidding, Fumi. Keep an eye on Exo drones. They're gonna, I think they're going to do something pretty big. Right um, you were, uh, you were uh, Smash, before you go, you were talking about racing drones. Mm-hmm. And those are, are built for very inexpensive parts because you're going to crash them. Uh, the cameras they put on them are minimal to comply yeah. with the law. And they're only like the size of your palm of your hand, not palm, but the size of your hand. They're very small. And they have a, well, they did before the pandemic, but the last one was in Las Vegas. And this tiny, tiny engine on, or motor, I guess you'd call it, on this thing. And it did 155 miles an hour across a parking lot and one in front of one of the big uh, casinos. A lot of these engines can do that, or or what are they called? Fucking drone uh, rotors, whatever. Yeah, right. A lot of them. A lot of them can do it. Like it's just how much power you're pumping to them. That's right. why the racing drones are so fast. I've seen someone with a racing drone that he like it pops when you plug in the battery in and out right. and stuff. Right. Yeah, they're just made. I mean, you know, you're gonna crash. So it's not like you invest a lot. You can build a racing drone for under 500. Uh, and that's buying all the parts separately. And there's companies that do that. You 
go there and pick out the parts. You want this, you want that. 3D you know, printer too. Uh, exactly. You see a lot of yes. like building slot cars or. Yes, uh, exactly. You know, it's exactly. the same kind of thing. You buy all the components. And right. 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 That's, That's what I was saying. Drones are about. They're more expensive than that. Uh, Smash, you were saying they're pretty inexpensive. They're, it's a bit more expensive than that. Uh, but uh, uh, how do I say it? The, the principle that you basically, you guys have it right. Like you have like the frame, for example, is made out of carbon fiber or whatever. And then you usually add stuff to it. I mean, there's some exceptions. For example, DJI has their own FPV drone. That one is more kind of the Apple style where they give you a drone. And well, if right. you crash it, you kind of have to have their insurance. Which is actually, I mean, nobody else has the same kind of insurance. So I right. guess if you buy their insurance, I think you replace two drones or whatever. That's its own kind of nice uh, deal. That's a little mm-hmm. bit more like the Apple style where, all right, you're not going to be able to fuck with it, but it's going to work. Uh, and it's going to work pretty well. You know, that people have said, as long as you don't crash it and want to tinker with it, actually that DJI FPV drone is pretty fucking sweet. But again, it's a wall, uh, like a walled garden model. I think it's fair to say that not everyone who is in possession of a drone necessarily should be. I'll leave it at that. So, some people are better drone pilots than others. Oh, that's for sure. I mean, have you that's, ever seen uh, people drive on the road, Coot? Have yeah. you ever seen the multiplicity of options right. for turning yeah. green? Like uh, yeah. when it turns green, there's yeah. a number of different reactions that drivers will have. Yeah. Some of the reactions are, oh, great, let's go. Some of the yeah. reactions are, Let's evaluate the situation. Right. Let's consider what we shall do. Uh, what does a green light mean again? They might ask that's, their passenger. The passenger my, will say, fuck, I don't know. And that's my wife. Log books. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> 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 it happens. It happens. Yeah. There's Dank Reno back in blue. There he is. Right on. Uh, he might have been uh, logged into the wrong account. See, Dank Reno, we actually had somebody. That's what I was saying. We actually had somebody impostering you like a couple months ago. And the dude turned out to be like a douchebag. I was like, wait a second. That's not right. Because he was saying like all douchey shit. Like that one there, 250 bucks. There you go. They've come to download. That's fucking, I mean, that's probably a really good uh, uh, drone too, by the way. I think I have the. No, for racing they are. But the Nazgul, I think I have in uh, one of my drone programs. Actually, I haven't gotten running. I mean, for for racing, that's all you're, you're not trying to navigate. You're not, you're just trying to open you know, no hills, no, well, no, no the race, all some, they really do. Yeah. Some of the racing, like cool, watch indoor drone racing. They're going like 80, 90 miles an hour Crazy through hoops and through oh, hoops. And okay. Shit. Oh yeah, I'm sure. That's what we do with the, that's what we need to do with all the old uh, malls. What we do is we set them up like velodromes for drone racing. <laughs> you know, know that for long, uh, it's going to be all the malls in all of the towns. Like, I know apparently there's some places in the country that the malls are still doing well. Well, actually, go figure. Uh, in the city of Portland, I was just at Clackamas Town Center a couple of days ago, and even though some of the stores are basically half empty, the town center itself, the shopping mall, was hopping. Like really? from, from every single angle, oh, yeah? there was people, there was whatever, Sears is gone and whatever, but a lot of the different businesses were still That's there. Good. Whereas Lloyd Center, fucking cricket sounds on top of cricket sounds. I mean, there's still a few stores that are open and there's like nobody in the parking lot. You can drive by. It looks like it's an isolated zombie horde that maybe came through there. You're like, where's, I mean, where is everybody? Literally, it's like a wasteland. Like you expect cobweb, you expect the tumbleweeds to fucking come by. Seriously, there's that little few people. What's uh, what over and in also Tiger? half the businesses are gone. That one, I think, is doing well. A friend of mine told me, oh man, it's busy here. Uh, Washington Square Mall. So I've heard about stuff like the suburban places are actually still doing great. But the ones that are in towns couldn't be doing worse. They have a Tesla dealer inside the mall. 
Oh, uh, yeah, of course, stuff and like you, that. You have to make an appointment to go buy a car. Tesla's a good example of the whole uh, Apple walled garden model, right? Like uh, Tesla basically was like, hey, we're going to do that. But even worse, uh, to the point that basically, uh, what was it? The, the dude like set his car on fire uh, the other day because like he, he got it secondhand. I can't remember the whole story, but he got it secondhand and Tesla wouldn't transfer the warranty. So they were like, no, you can't just replace this part on the open market. You got to pay like $27,000. So it's like, you know what? I'm just going to blow up the car instead. Basically, literally threw a stick of dynamite in and filmed it on YouTube. That's funny. Yes, I would too, honestly. Um, but yeah, like we, you, Smash, we talked about that. They have pretty low reliability, but then they also basically uh, make you buy replacement parts from their dealerships whenever. It's kind of, it's unfortunate. There was they've had current... problems that they just haven't fixed and they know about. I'll put it that way. Yep. But all right, guys, I'm tired. I got to go. All right, man. Talk to you later. Have a great Very night. Cool. Talk with these we'll talk. Thank you, man. Talk to you Captain, later. Peace. Steve, always good to see you. Jimmy, always same thing. Always good to see you, man. Cheers, man. Thanks for coming. Have a good one. So this was in Orange County, California, where by any standard, they have money. And it was a divorce. And it came down to you know, the home and the boat and everything. And now there was a like a two-year-old uh Porsche. Excuse me, Porsche. And uh he was ordered to sell it and split it. You know, it was paid for. That's the kind of money they, they, you know, they bought this shit and paid cash for it. And he was so pissed. He literally had the car cut in half from the front to the back and had her half delivered on a flatbed and dumped it in her uh, yard. And uh, so they ended up arresting him and the judge held him in contempt. And he got to enjoy, you know, county prison for two years. That couldn't have been nice for a guy. Hello, a good practical joke, though. He's pretty laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah. But I gave her half of it. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I cut the toothbrush in half. (laughs) What's that expression about cutting off your nose to spite your face? Uh, Yeah, not seeing the forest or the trees. Some people can't let shit go, man. They're so petty. That's one of the most amazing things that I've learned in my life. Um, that's why we have. That's this why we have show? divorce attorneys. Right. They prey this, on that. You know. Oh, they do all. They are arguably many attorneys prey on that, those kinds of things. Uh, but especially divorce attorneys. Uh, I don't think I've said this on the show. I think I said it to friends. Uh, uh, it's already been some years now since I realized that at some point in my life, uh, I was older than my parents were when I realized <laughs> they were just making shit up as they went along. Like I was, you know, I don't know, five or six years old. And I was like, you know what? I think they're just yeah. making these rules up as they go along. You know, sure. like whenever, whenever the like a new circumstance comes up, like he's going to make, make up a new rule. And they're like, you're like, but what about, I mean, there's just none of that. Cause they're literally just making up the rules on the fly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my mom was probably 35 or something when I realized that. So like, it's been some time already since I realized like pretty much all adults are just kind of fucking winging it. Sure enough, there was an article not too long ago in, uh, well, I guess I want to say I saw it on Reddit probably. So, you know, I need kind of been in the most prestigious journal of advanced applied, whatever the fuck's, but I saw it on Reddit. And it said something like, uh, something to the extent of, um, uh, despite popular belief, and it wasn't one of these popular belief articles, actually, it was actually something legit, uh, neurophysicists, rocket scientists, on and on and on, are no smarter than, let's say, uh, plumbers or electricians or whatever else there's this you know there's this cultural kind of assumption that 
you know, because you might be a rocket physicist. Well, who is he talking to? But actually, somewhat the opposite is true. There's a lot of really clever, name it, you know, like insurance salesmen. Well, maybe not that, but. Well, uh, yeah, no, I I agree with that 100%. I mean, there's some right, like, people. You were never a rocket scientist. You were never a rocket physicist, right? But I think you can basically, you could convincingly talk, maybe not about rocket physics uh, itself, but you could have a, 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 a pleasant conversation uh, about any number of subjects with a, a neurosurgeon, a rocket scientist, whoever else. So based on like intelligence and capacity to think and so on, you're no less than them. I guess that's a perfect example, right? Right. I mean, how you manifest, that's not even the right way. Yeah. Um, I mean, we all choose a path of what we're going to do with our skill sets that we've developed and in some cases inherited. I mean, I find it ironic that the children of great musicians, granted, they're in the perfect environment, but become great, even greater musicians than their parents. Um, I mean, even recent history, I'm not even going back to ancient, but like within the last 50 years. But you know, there's a continuity, I, I think, but um, a person of, I wouldn't say knowledge, I'd say acceptance, or maybe the ability to evaluate could be successful in a number of areas. Like, I don't, I, I really dislike math. I mean, I can do arithmetic, great, but when it gets into, you know, the theories and I'm just not. Calculus. Yeah, okay, I've calculus. done it. You know, I get I get through the class, you know, I got the grade and it was like, <clears throat> I'm never going to use that and didn't. <clears throat> so I probably fail a basic algebra test now. Mm. That's pretty sad. Um, in other areas, I've done better literature and i remember doing elementary analysis in high school and promptly forgetting literally every single one of right. the skills that i learned in that class right. i remember making charts with maths and doing yeah. number sets and all this right. stuff i remember like convincingly passing the class with i want to say an a minus and i i literally don't even like i could look at i actually did find like many years ago i found some of my old notes for that class and i was just like fuckers i don't know what this shit is the educational system for elementary got destroyed in the, after World War II and remained that way until the turn of the century. So you're looking at 65 years of horseshit. We taught our children, I was part of that, the wrong things that didn't matter um, and neglected areas that did. I mean, you didn't learn how to think. This is a great example of the amount of horseshit. I mean, it's a pretty meta example, I suppose, Coop, but I don't know. Maybe we can talk about it multiple times in the future when we're not all stoned. Um, how do I say this? You know, the, the textbooks that uh, uh, I learned with, a lot of kids uh, learned with, didn't include a lot of stuff that was sort of inconvenient for uh, uh, American history. So, for example, we didn't learn yeah. a lot about the Tulsa, Tulsa race riots. Uh, we didn't learn a lot about the, the kind of inconvenience. And, you know, some of it was known, you know, so the times changed. But we didn't really learn a lot about uh, uh, Jefferson and Stalley 
and all that kind of stuff, and all his slaves conveniently haven't gotten pregnant, and blah 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 blah. We yeah. learn all those wonderful yeah. little factoids, right? We we learn that Jefferson eh, he meant a little bit, been a little bit shady with his his uh, uh, slaves, but they all loved him. We all we learned that for sure that he was awesome, left, and we also learned that all okay, the slaves so. loved George Washington mm-hmm. super super much. They loved being a slave to George Washington. They loved right. it. They loved it. They loved it. Uh, well, you know, uh, how do I say that? That creates people who have a distorted view of the world. And then when yes. you say stuff like, hey, you know what? Jefferson, he, had, he was a problematic character. People bristle because they were taught, for example, that he was an all-knowing, all-seeing, wonderful, uh, heroic uh, personage, right. you know, like a god, basically. Same thing with George Washington. We see this my whole life. I've seen this with Columbus. You know, like we were taught Columbus is a fucking hero of all, among men, you know, like honestly, like a, 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 just a champion among men. Turns out he was literally the opposite. Like his own men hated him. Uh, right. He wasn't the world's first person to know that the earth was round. That that literally was not the case. Uh, he was actually basically deluded into thinking the word, uh, the earth was a lot smaller. So basically everybody was complaining because they thought he was sailing to his death because they thought like you're just literally never going to get to India because there's there's too much water in between. He was lucky enough that he ran into a continent, basically, in the yeah. middle. Otherwise, all his people would have... Yeah, it's called the Western right? Hemisphere. Right? Yeah, and he proceeded wants, uh, to be a complete savage to the Indians. He cut their hands off. He did all kinds of horrific, horrific, yes. horrific shit to them. So there's a, there's a reason why people are like, dude, Columbus is not a hero. We probably shouldn't celebrate Columbus Day. And you know what I mean? Like, when you don't know that, you think people are just being irrational assholes. Right. And my whole life, I've heard that kind of stuff. Like, what? You're assaulting my beautiful Tom. Are you Christopher Columbus? What are you doing? Well, people know a little bit more because they read maybe a better history book or a more accurate history book, whatever else. It's, it's amazing the amount of name. filtering you can do to people. Go ahead. You know, he gave Italians a bad name right from the yep, get-go. Absolutely, yeah. So. There's a lot There's a lot of people, a lot of Italians, a lot of, well, I guess also the Spanish that don't really like Christopher Columbus because no. of the terribly brutal. I mean, he was removed from his posts and everything else by the Spanish. Like He was a brutal dude. And yet, you know, he, he's a historical figure. How do I put this? Um, I don't know. It's it, how do I say this? Even bringing this up, there's probably some people in the in the audience that are like, "Don't make fun of Christopher Columbus, man." And I'm not trying to make fun of him. I'm actually just talking about the, the real truth. Same thing with Jefferson. I think Jefferson was a really and, interesting. Well, let's look uh, at something more character. recent. I actually, I'm quite fond of Jefferson, even though by the uh, you can't judge people by today's standards. You know, by the standards of his day, he was probably a very cool guy. By today's standards, dude, you wouldn't really want to be associated with him. Go ahead, good sir. Well, even in more modern, in the last century, you had General MacArthur in the early 30s launch the U.S. Army against the protesters from World War I who wanted their pension. Uh, it was called the... Uh, wasn't the veterans they called. Anyway, so these were men, they were broken. They were in the middle of the Depression out of jobs, and they wanted this money that had been promised to them. And so they met in Washington and had big rallies, and it was turned over to goddamn the military, and he went out there and shot them. I mean, and then you think, you know, he went on to be whatever he was in World War II, but all that's forgotten. So he's idolized, you know, statues and God, you invoke the name of Douglas MacArthur, you know, it's like this reverence. And you got to weigh the whole thing. I mean, he shot American uh, veterans. Here it is right here, if anybody thinks that we're making that up. 
Uh, and again, that doesn't mean that MacArthur wasn't a great general in uh, World War II and on and on. People are complex characters. Uh, Winston Churchill, uh, uh, what did they just, uh, I heard this the other day and I, I was kind of laughing. Uh, what was it? If, uh, 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 if Winston, no, 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 I think they said it for Lenin. Lenin was, uh, uh, he died late enough that he got all the credit and none of the blame, basically. Right. And how did they say it with uh, uh, Churchill? If Churchill had died, well, he was, I guess, the opposite case. Fuck, I can't think of who I'm trying to say. Mao, that's who it was. If Mao had died in the 50s, he would have been a hero. If he died in the 60s, he would have been considered a great man. Uh, if, since he died in the, what, the 70s or 80s, basically, he was considered uh, 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 unforgivable, essentially. I'm, I'm fucking it up a little bit. No, 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 no. He was the hero of, right. uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, World War II on some what level. What was that thing called, Ian? That uh, war... Right, they're not war with that action. There's something that something army. This one with the, the with Mark MacArthur. I'm looking. Uh, I looked. I was like, "What's the MacArthur Rebellion?" I can't think what it's called. No. Oh, the Bonus Army. That there was it go. because it was the bonus that they had been promised right. uh, as for uh, participating in World War One, right. which, by the way, was not a popular war politically. Right. It was before the war, and then after the war, Churchill was allegedly assassinated in that car accident. That was uh, because he was kind of making a play. If you really get into the politics of it, there's some definite evidence, uh, at the very least, on par with Princess Diana that MI5 had a a role in, or before MI5 was MI5, but uh, in Churchill's death with that car accident. Interesting. Churchill. Didn't he die in the 60s? Yeah, he died, but he was involved with some kind of Soviet US thing. Oh, I don't doubt that. Car accident. He was a drunk. Mm. Yeah. I read a really good uh, biography. Drunk. When you talk about drunks, that dude was a drunk. He drank like a couple bottles of brandy before lunch. Who? Churchill. No, gin. Oh, gin. There you go. That was his drink. But look at that. He died at 90. Yeah, <laughs> fucking ninety. Maybe so I don't know. Does there have to be a fucking plot to kill you at the age of ninety? Maybe it wasn't Churchill. Who was the guy that died right after the war? That was Patton. Uh, are you thinking about? Patton. Oh Patton. shit! That's what Patton. I was thinking. That's it, General Patton. That's he what was. I was thinking of. Patton. He's the one. I'm sorry. I was mixing up Patton and Churchill because it's fucking. Okay. Weird. He died Patton. what? Sixty five. Yeah, yeah uh, Churchill did sixty five. Yeah. No, uh, 65th January. He's the one. No, 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 24th of January. Were there stories about him coming to the White House in the middle of World War II? And there was a big link between the U.S. and England, obviously, the Lend Lease Act and all that stuff. So he stayed at the White House. And so this book was written by one of the staff members of, of the White House. And so she recalls this story. This guy was drunk on his ass constantly. Churchill, I mean. And yeah, he started drinking gin, you know, at nine in the morning with his orange juice. And then it just got worse through the rest of the day. So, by the way, this is how Patton died. Uh, yeah. So, Patton's chief of staff, Major General Hobart Gay. So, by the way, he was only 60 years old. Uh, I guess I didn't uh, remember that. He invited him on a December 9th pheasant hunting trip near Spire, I don't know, to lift his spirits. Uh, observing a dere- derelict cars along the side of the road, Patton said, how awful war is. Think of the waste. 
Moments later, his car collided with an American army truck at low speed. Gay and others were only slightly injured, but Patton hit his glass or hit his head on the glass partition in the back seat. He began bleeding from a gash to the head and complained that he was paralyzed and having trouble breathing. He was taken to hospital to hospital Heidelberg. Uh, Patton was discovered to have a compression fracture and dislocation of the cervical third and fourth vertebrae, resulting in a broken neck and cervical spinal cord injury that rendered him paralyzed from the neck down. He spent the next 12 days in spinal traction, blah, 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 blah. Uh, he'd been told he had no chance to ever ride again or was, uh, ride a horse again or resume normal life. This is a hell of a way to die, he commented, and then died uh, in his sleep of pulmonary, pulmonary edema, apparently. Can't talk. And well, there's, a, failure at the age of 60. there's an alternative story where he was killed with cyanide by a former Czech Republic um, Someone from Czech Republic, uh, I forget the exact details, but um, that was the alternative scenario is that he was poisoned in the hospital. I mean, I don't know. I don't know too much about it, honestly, but uh, how do I say it? Like, there were so many agents everywhere. Like, that would be the time yeah. to poison somebody if you wanted to, you know? Oh, yeah, especially right after the war. Chief Ally, hold on, was he the Allied commander at the time? Yeah, it's Allied Supreme Commander. Yeah. Yeah, he was one only one of three or four or five star generals. Right. And uh, imagine that. That was a big deal to make five star. Obviously, it's only it's like this tiny number. Probably less, probably less than six or seven, maybe, if that. Omar Bradley was another one out of that uh, era. Here you go. So uh, he was allegedly killed by this Czech dude. He says, uh, uh, where is it? He, he then said he went to Patton's hospital room and poisoned with the poison concoction that had been made by both he and the pole, but that he was unable to get into Patton's room. And his interview spotlighted. Bazanta said that the man who killed Patton went into the hospital room and killed him with a form of cyanide, which was made in Czechoslovakia and could cause heart failure and an embolism. It should mm -hmm. be noted that after the general's death, his wife Beatrice did not order an autopsy on her husband's body. Therefore, if the cyanide theory is correct, the substance was covertly put into the Patton system and uh, went with him to the grave. So, yeah, again, there, there's... There's some definite stories of him being killed. Um, more than one story of him being assassinated in that hospital. Hmm. Uh, also, Fumi, I don't know if you were there with us or not. We've tracked down Mr. Green. He actually put out a new video uh, uh, this year. I don't know if you were there earlier. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Uh, let's see here. Um, hmm. Well, fuck it. I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, maybe we'll call out for the evening. Uh, what are we going to do tomorrow? We Honestly, game night has not been working out lately. So I don't know, maybe I'll just say, like, <laughs> we'll see what's going to happen tomorrow. It'll be a surprise. He has his whiskey. Captain 420 has the whiskey handy. I have some whiskey nearby. So perhaps we'll give it a freaking uh, a whiskey night try. We'll do our best. Uh, we'll give it the old whiskey try. Something like that. Captain 420 smile. We'll do it. And, and if game night comes out, no promises. We'll see how it goes. Just, I don't know. Lately, it's been been for one reason or another it's been uh, freaking falling apart uh what was i gonna say uh 
fuck it. I guess maybe that's that. Maybe we'll call it. We'll uh, 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 end the show. Captain 420, you're like, yeah, it's a good time. Let's do it, Captain 420. Can people find you somewhere, or do you like to be uh, incognito these days, or do you like to have some final thoughts, or what do you think? Well, you can catch me here tomorrow, hopefully, for uh, Weed and Whiskey Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) Which uh, I thank you for, Fumi, and uh, everybody on the panel. I enjoy coming on. A lot of times I'm just sitting here because I'm taking in a lot of knowledge. And, uh, you know, I only speak on what I can speak on. I just don't speak to dominate the rap so yeah, everyone have a good night we'll see y'all tomorrow night know, man. Peace. i appreciate you saying that i like uh yeah, i see that uh i don't like the I, I don't like it when people just basically talk to hear themselves talk you know like just they'll they'll speak regardless of whether they know about the subject like you can you know I, i'm perfectly happy to have people you know kind of talk how do i say this talk out loud i do it sometimes on this show where i'm thinking through something or trying to wrap my head around something, but there's a lot of times, and I think people will know what I'm talking about. There's a lot of times, especially on YouTube where people will just talk and talk and talk just to hear, just to hear the sound of their voice occupying space and time. And they're saying nothing and they're offering nothing. And in many cases, they'll be talking out their ass, you know, it's, I don't, I'm not into that on the show. At least I hope we don't talk out of our ass. Right. Coot? As you get into politics, you know, I mean, there you go. You, you, you use those skills, that skill set, you know, of jibber jabber. Right. I love that word or phrase, jibber jabber. <clears throat> but anyway, jibber jabber. So I had I had this really big decision. I could have ordered this computer through Amazon, which would tie into my affection for Amazon as a a vendor, but better was to order it through Apple, knowing that it would be on a DHL flight, bill a lady out of Shanghai. So now I got to get something out of China direct and help the Apple bottom line. I'd say that's a win-win. Oh, and I get a new computer. Yeah, jibba jabba. Nothing wrong with that. It's nice to have a new computer. Um, also, Jibba Jabba. I just never got into the whole laptop thing. The bottom line. Um, Laptops are cool uh, when yeah. you need to, to carry them with you. You know, like if you want yeah. to go to Starbucks and be, you know, pretend to be a screenwriter yeah. and, and have everybody right. see you. Uh, or, for example, if you need to, like, uh, uh, take it with you. Like, uh, these days, a lot of times people tether, you know, for example, with uh, photography uh, oh, or even videography. Right. They'll t- tether directly to their to the computer. Right. Uh, something that you couldn't really do in the past, you know? So now yeah. you can see, you can color correct with some apps like uh, Capture right. One. I was going to say earlier with the photos, uh, I actually really love to use uh, Capture One. And uh, as the name implies, it was designed first and foremost, honestly, for capturing live. So gotcha. uh, it's like a live studio link, basically. Happens to work really well. I don't even really use that feature as much as all the editing stuff, but gotcha. it's really, really good at that. And so people will, a lot of times, it's like standard issue now, you have like a professional photographer doing all kinds of stuff. Maybe there's a hamburger they're taking a picture of. There's a computer right next to it and they're mm. automatically color correcting it and da, da, da. So that like every single photo that you take comes direct basically from camera to the, the computer. It's already applied with the pre- presets are applied. 
uh, cropping is applied, colors are applied. So you, your customer, everybody, you can email it right after that. It's like ready to go. It's kind of stunning that the, the technology has developed so much that you can do that kind of stuff. But. The photos off of that Fuji uh, I got on the iPad, which has a really tight resolution, high resolution, or the M1 chip. My favorite part, honestly, of those iPads is just so clear. My God. What a way to view your photos mm. before you get into like putting them into a, 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 a computer, not a tablet. You know the Mac OS and and do. I know whatever. what you mean. And if nobody has tried what Kuda's talking about, try get your friend's iPad or try your iPad. And just like you know, when you used to sit down with your friends or something, or you know, you you'd, you'd uh, uh, I don't know, maybe you'd meet your friend's mother-in-law or whatever the fuck. Just, Have you seen your friends when he was a baby? And she would show you the old uh, photo books. Now they can scroll through that with iPads. And now, of course, Apple too. Probably Google does this as well, but Apple. Uh, does these automatic movies like it'll do pet friends from 2012 i get these all these cool videos of my old dogs right, and stuff right. and uh, so it automatically assembles a a, a video through of these uh, uh, photos with music and everything else it's magically beautifully done honestly and you can scroll through that on an ipad it's it's really a gorgeous experience really nice to them for reading yeah you know i have a huge yeah. library of yeah. pdfs i've downloaded and books i bought and the whole the whole gamut plus you can run all the different softwares for your books. You can run Kindle software. You can run uh, Nook, which is the one for the old Barnes and Noble. So you're not limited to Apple Books. Um, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Uh, how do you say this? Uh, it's easy to get uh, pessimistic and I don't know down on society or whatever else. But when you think to yourself, uh, in your life. Uh, or even maybe let's say half your life, honestly, let's say just in the last, uh, I don't know, let, let's call it for any of us, last 20, 30 years, how much to, uh, things have changed. I yeah. definitely used to not carry a smartphone, uh, which is a right. computer at this point, a full-fledged computer. I could run this show. I have run this show from my phone. And yeah. while I was doing it, I was still texting people, emailing people. Oh, where's that yeah. cannabis club? Oh, it's here. Da, 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 da. Yeah. All the while I was running this freaking thing. It's a 4K camera. So this yeah. phone basically can produce an image that is, not as good, but roughly comparable to an Ari Alexa. It costs sixty, eighty thousand dollars, whatever else. Now that's a much better image. Let's be honest, but it's still four K when it gets projected. You could shoot that on your fucking phone. You can get a GoPro. You could have a GoPro and an iPhone on you. Basically, you now have like two four K phones. You can have a drone that's four K, a flying fucking camera in your pocket, essentially. I mean, it's a little bit bigger for your pocket, but honestly, if you have a big old jacket or whatever, or if your backpack, you can carry a flying fucking camera. There wasn't anything like that 20, 30 years ago. You know, like whenever you see like the cool tracking shots in old movies or Back to the Future or something, there was a dude in a helicopter. You know, yeah. like that 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 shots cost, right. you know, $50,000 to set up or whatever, and there's like 10 people on the, the helicopter and someone right. on the ground spotting it, whatever. You do the same shot with one dude in a drone now. Right. It's fucking ridiculous. And like all the technology like, we have on our hands now is it's is magnificent. Go ahead. You can take us even one of the small or iPads, like the entry model for three twenty nine, and load a thousand or more books on it. Right. So when you go on vacation or whatever, you know you take your library with you, and uh, you set up the library how you want to, you know. Uh, the categories you set it up and blah 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 and 
Yeah, I mean, it's just remarkable. Even the whole, from the first, the first cell phone I bought for myself, one that wasn't supplied by in an employment situation. Do you remember a phone called HTC? Yeah. Like, okay, they were the biggest thing going. I mean, they were like, wow. And then one day they weren't anything. They went away. And then BlackBerry, you know, and all the, you know, incarnations. Oh, we were just talking about the other day about how uh, BlackBerry thought that they were going to, uh, oh, yeah. keyboard is so good that people are going to yeah. come back to us no matter what. They'll see, they'll yeah. see how uh, the iPhone is totally secretly garbage and they need our keyboard. Nobody's heard from them ever since. Yeah. We've tried a couple of times, but yeah, it didn't work. Anyway. Um, yeah, it's a remarkable, uh, everything's changed. Like how we order our food. We can go pick it up when it's ready or it's delivered. I mean, I'm talking about takeout type things you know and uh i mean the way we do a transact a lot of business mm. uh things we need to get i mean is you can drive around all over portland trying to find that special widget or you can open up a browser in order from be camera or that's it amazon or whatever to I mean, do that than to drive across town 100%. yeah and sometimes you'll get it faster. Like you say, it sounds really paradoxical, but uh, I yeah. have definitely dri driven around town for a couple of days because I'm like, I'm going to try to shop local. And yeah. I, you know, I still do, of course, because that is the better way to do things. Right. I mean, sending money to Jeff Bezos is not a sustainable future. But, you know, I, I won't find something and I won't find something. I won't find something. I'm driving all the way across town. Whereas if you just look online, boom, there it is. You can get two-day shipping from B&H or whoever. You know? Right. So. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's unusual. I, uh, and again, at the same time, I had a camera on back order from B&H for literally from Adorama for literally like six months. They were never going to sell me that bucket of camera. Uh, and then I drove across town to Pro Photo and they had it in stock. Gotcha. So, you know, sometimes that happens. Who's that guy in San Diego? The, the Nikon nut. I'll send you a link. This guy needs. Oh, Ken Rockwell. Oh, yeah. He's famous. Uh, oh, Support fuck. kids growing family. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I got you. He's he's worth it. the guys they're begging for money on their Patreon account. You know, I mean, give me a break. <laughs> on man. On his, on his, in his defense, he has about two thousand pages of reviews and whatever right, else. Right. Almost everything. Right. Yes, you know, like, yes. You have to be kind of into his way of doing things, but you know, yeah, yeah lenses and so on. Lenses, bodies. Yeah, he goes. Yeah, Canon and Leica, glasses. pretty much, you yeah. just got to know this. Canon and Leica can do no wrong. Yes. Everybody else has a lot to prove. Yes. In Rockwell. Yeah. Especially when it comes to Nikon, lenses not manufactured by Nikon, but are subcontracted in Thailand or right. uh, Vietnam or something. So, yeah, I, I kind of know his lab. Yeah. Um, plus, okay. their cameras I would never spend that much money on. I mean, I'm not a photographer, so I'm not going to pretend to be one. Right. You know, so it matches my ensemble. I'm going to get a oh, photographer is famous for this. Buying a better camera doesn't make you a better photographer. People are always right. disappointed by this because the assumption is always, oh my goodness, if I just had, but for the grace of blah, 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 yeah, if yeah. I just had a Hasselblad, then yeah. of course some people have the budget to just go out and buy one. doesn't magically give you an eye. doesn't magically I think I'll get an alpha for our summer home. I'll get an Alpha 35 millimeter for our summer home. I don't think they have 35 millimeters now. They only have the Alpha now as a boutique camera. 
they're a boutique. Uh, what do they call themselves? A uh, I can't think of it right now. All they really do is the the um, that was the word I'm looking for. Shit, technical cameras. They basically do technical. Oh, cameras. okay. They're like uh, rosewood and whatever. They're fucking gorgeous. Like honestly, yeah. you probably couldn't find a more gorgeous camera. But they're also like eight thousand dollars or something. Yeah, but they're handmade, isn't it? Like six yeah. months of yeah. Built? yeah. Okay. Uh, some things don't like change tiny, you know? tiny little swiss room basically yeah some 50 companies, years ago they were they were six months to get one you know, kind of thing yeah it's it's really funny that some companies are tiny like you you think oh this this worldwide reaching company that everyone knows yeah, the name no. Of is, no man they have like five employees i'm thinking of uh uh, uh not alpha but um fuck what is the tripod mount uh, there's a standard tripod mount, interchangeable tripod mount. I can't think of it right now. Why can't I think of it? It's a fucking ball sack. It'll come to me in a second. Anyway, this company in Switzerland came up with a little quick release mount, and uh, people have made this kind of a default mount, and the mount is named after them, and it's completely escaping my brain right now. Why can't I think of their name? But anyway, this company makes like specialty cameras and specialty gear and stuff, and uh, they make enough that they're known worldwide. You'll find their stuff in, say, in South America, Africa, whatever Rado? else. Fuck, why can't I think of their name? Uh, all right, it'll come to me here in a second. Uh, Arcus, Arcus Swiss. There we go. Arcus Swiss. Oh, okay. Arca Swiss, uh, the Arca Swiss mount is standard now at this point. Like uh, uh, any tripod that the tripod that doesn't have an Arca Swiss quick release, basically, is kind of not worth looking at because it, it mm. wants to have Arca Swiss. You basically go from from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing. Uh, Arca Swiss is a company that's like a family company that has like five employees total. So like when you buy something, right, right, right. they'll make it for you, and then in six months you might actually get it once they yeah. you know, actually have made it. Whatever else, it's literally like a. Just it cracks me up to think of that kind of stuff. And people bitch about pre-ordering uh, keyboards out of China that haven't been completely designed yet. And you're looking at eight or nine months. These people that are into the mechanical keyboards are certifiably devoted to the whole thing about how their keyboard sounds. And they'll wait eight or nine months after paying for it. We'll let you know when it ships, kind of thing. What are you going to call them? You know, yeah, I needed uh, the, the the number for ABC keyboards in Wangxing, China. Oh, okay, this ought to take about five days. Right. So it's weird. I don't know. I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, because the the whole history of the human race has been one of trading. That's what we do. Mm. You know, the Silk Road, the you know, all that whole that history. With how cheap um, on-site three D printers are getting, how much longer will China have these mega factories? You know, have little factories all over the place on the corner street that you you take your you place your order and say, hey, it's like it'd be like the pharmacy, except it'll be like Mm. to make shit. Right, like you'll you'll place your order. Who would have ever thought at the end of a, you know take come back in so many hours and it'll be made? You know, at the end of the Vietnam War, that at one point, two generations later, it would be a manufacturing center for clothing and and uh, consumer goods, uh, camera lenses. Um, it's Vietnamese remarkable. Did. That's the irony. Like the Vietnamese were like, dude, why are you fucking with this? Remember, yeah. like Ho Chi Minh actually was a fan of the U.S. and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hindsight is something. 
I don't think the U.S. has learned a goddamn thing actually from it. No, Never. I was going to say like, did we learn a lesson? No, we didn't learn a lesson. The U.S. The U.S. backed the apartheid in uh, South Africa for right. a long we time because oh, yeah, they were yeah. against the Soviets. Reagan like, was, you Reagan talk was about, like, like, what? Those are my buddies. Like, <laughs> yeah, what's that old expression? Time. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. That's how we thought for the longest yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, we were friends with some really fucked up people. Pinochet. Before the concept Pinochet. of frenemies. The Shah of Iran. Right. Uh, he was educated at West Point. Right. Or or how about this? How about a more recent one? One that uh, uh, good old GW knows so much about. Saddam Hussein. Right. Oh, you yeah. know why we mm. knew that Assad had VX gas? Because we have the receipts from when we sold them to Saddam. Really? The United mm. States is, is, the, is the one who supplied. We, we manufactured the chemical weapons yeah. that were used against Iran. The United States did. If you look on the VX bottles, it says "Made in the United States." You guys think I'm looking? I'm making any of this up? No, no that's, that, this is the thing. Like if people think Iran is some fucking oogly boogly dumbasses or something, but they actually—I mean, I don't know. You could argue that the, the, the Islamists are oogly boogly, but they actually like, dude, you 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 fucking sold the the weapons that were used against us to like burn our babies and stuff. Like if you you hear about the Iran Iraq war, it was horrible, like horrible, horrible, horrible. And Iran is. Uh, uh, like a natural forest, a fortress, like it basically cannot be in, invaded. Like the only people who've ever really successfully invaded it were like Alexander the Great. Uh, and he was kind of lucky and, and amazing at it. Uh, and there's like what 50 million Iranians or something. So no one's ever going to defeat the Iranians at any fucking thing. But Iraq was like, well, I'm going to fucking try it. Uh, and they, they basically use nerve gas and chemical weapons and all kinds of shit, biological yeah, weapons, you name it against the Iranians. Yeah. You know? The Iranians would give plastic keys to children and put them on their necks and have them swarm the machine gun nests and give like a couple of the people guns to try and snipe them out. And basically they tell them their keys to heaven. Uh, and basically they would just literally run the Iraqis out of bullets and overwhelm them and just beat them to death. Uh, and that's why if you go to Tehran, there's a big giant fountain called the Fountain of Martyrs, and they dye it red every day um, in remembrance of all those people. But yeah, it was a fucked up war. Both sides did some seriously fucked up shit. You had the ancient uh, religious uh, battle between the uh, Sunni and the uh, Shiite. So, and we played one against the middle kind of thing. Um, as we have done so many other situations, uh, like Vietnam and uh, yeah, the whole Ho Chi Minh and the DM brothers. Jesus Christ, man. I mean, it was a CIA mess. By, by the end of the 60s, it was a, a CIA mess that took another what four or five years to straighten out well I, I wouldn't say that until we got out i wouldn't say it got straightened out until we left how's that people clinging on to planes and helicopters you know yeah, it was falling so off in midair and people falling off in the midair trying to get out that's yeah some desperation right there so. well yeah, all right gentlemen have a good one and cool. uh, always a pleasure to see you you too, man. Take care. Cheers. Good night, Steve. Bye-bye. Hey, Coot. Always nice talking to you. Good one, Coot. Uh, we'll be here tomorrow. Maybe Coot will uh, join us. Potent Ponics, uh, uh, what's the story with you? Uh, uh, you got to chat with, uh, I'll let him take a dab. You got to chat with uh, 
uh, Duke Diamond this evening. Uh, a lot of folks say that uh, he's like the, the breeder's breeder. It's going to be fun to see what he uh, has in store for the future. Uh, I think he just literally just got out of the, the I don't know, I don't want to talk about gossip or whatever, but I mean. He, yeah, he, uh, he just got out of jail for, um, uh, yeah, he had uh, some weapons charges. Um, unrelated to weed this time, but uh, yeah, he's back in the land of the free. Uh, other than uh, not allowed to go too far from his house, and uh, he's otherwise a free man, so that's cool. Um, he was supposed to be on the show yesterday, but again, he uh, they get, approved him to leave the halfway house and to go home. So he was uh, like, "Fuck it, I'm going home." <laughs> right. So that's why we didn't do it yesterday. But uh, it was a good interview. <laughs> um, really? Someone I wanted to interview on the show for a long time. Someone I've hung out and smoked with a bunch uh, back in Colorado, but never had a chance to sit down with an interview. So that was always good. Um, <clears throat> I have uh, people want to come hang out. Me and Jordan River will be doing that live event with Brennan Rust uh, in um, Oklahoma City on um, January 21st. I will be out at the Regenerative uh, Conference. Uh, let me put that up. Um, Regenerative Seed Co., I believe, is the website. Uh, yes, regenerativeseeds.com. I'm sorry. Um, <coughs> regenerativeseeds.com slash conference 2020. Uh, if you want the dates for um, Josh Rutherford's conference, I will be there in Humboldt. Uh, I know Fumi will be in Humboldt. Um, and then I will be at all the rest of the other conferences as well. Uh, if you want to come hang out and um, have a good time. Um, it's really kind of a unique experience. Um, you can find me over at... Um, um uh, growing with fishes podcast uh apmjclass.com uh use coupon code fumi if you want to take a long format aquaponic cannabis class um if you use coupon code fumi uh we also kick part of those proceeds over to fumi as well and uh and you get 50 bucks off the class as well so uh, you get it cheaper than everybody else so um definitely do that and then uh i think that's about it for now Awesome. Just post, posting a link for that. Fumi, F-U-M-I is the code for APMJclass.com. Uh, right on, Potent. Thanks for uh, coming, ladies and gentlemen. I guess that leaves me uh, to talk about the, the, the meat-ish kind of stuff. Like, for example, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you guys have a couple more days to do the, uh, the photo contest for this month. Basically, because I've been kind of uh, slacking, we were supposed to announce the winner tonight, but uh, we're going to announce the winner for the, the actual monthly photo contest that we do on the 1st of January. So you guys literally have like three days more. Uh, and I'm going to get caught up with the, the reposting of that. The Discord photo contest Discord photo contest is ending uh, later today, honestly. So I guess the, the photo contest was going to end today, but uh, the Discord photo contest is going to end tonight. Uh, Winnebago Man, that's the, the, the one right there. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, <laughs> join our Discord. Sorry for uh, coughing in your ear here. Hopefully this is the current link. Sometimes people say, oh my God, that link expired. If it did, let us know. We'll be happy to uh, get you the current link. Uh, either I or I don't know, uh, Smash or D or somebody. Coot Hand Luke. There we go. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, join the Discord. We're going to be doing a photo contest over there as well. We've been having lots of fun uh, uh, in uh, all the different uh, uh, text rooms. Discord has like text rooms and also uh, either voice or video. I guess you have your choice if you want to be on video or not. Uh, private. Uh, uh, conversation rooms. A lot of the folks have been uh, chatting for hours there. It's fun to see uh, evidently Captain Portuani and a bunch of the Steelbird and a few other folks are in there just chatting about uh, probably stuff like we're chatting about, you know, grow and life and whatever else. So it's kind of fun to see. 
Ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, join up. Uh, you'll have fun. You'll get to see Christoph's amazing photos. Christoph has always posted some beautiful, beautiful photos over there. Uh, a lot of folks are. A lot of uh, great conversation. Kenny's talking about gardening and, and setting up his bed. It's been a, a great time. I don't know why I was so goddamn resistant to uh, uh, discourse. Discord. Uh, apparently this new uh, resource section. That's interesting. Uh, but uh, I don't know anything about that. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, please go take a look at our podcast over at uh, Chronic Table. Uh, why can't I open up my page here? Come on. Come on, page. There we go. There's the right page. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, come and take a look at my page. Of course, I am on the wrong page of my page. There's the main page, fumadorosteedco.com or fumadoro.com or also fumesofgold.com. They all go to the same place. If you guys need to contact me or, for example, contact anyone in the crew, you're like, oh, I'd like to join that, that uh, Discord thingy that you keep talking about. And you're like, oh, but I don't know. I don't know where, how, what, when, why. Come to fumadoro.com, F-U-M-I-D-O-R-O.com. Go to contact and the first link there, ladies and gentlemen, clicky linky right there. Could not be more simple. It will take you right to the Discord. I can't remember, honestly, if it will take you to the web page right now, but it might. If you don't have a Discord downloaded on your computer, I think it will just uh, open up a new browser and be like, hey, log in. But uh, join up, lots of fun. Uh, there's lots of discords. Uh, a few of the folks in the community have their own discords. Uh, Terry Lee Live, uh, uh, Growing Fishes has his. Uh, Val has her own. There's a bunch of folks that have their own discords. So once you join ours, there's a good chance you'll get uh, invites to others, and it's a, a big, fun community. Questions, comments, concerns, uh, potential Yo Mama jokes to fumador at chronictable.com. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, uh, if you've uh, heard this show on podcast, if you uh, I've heard about a friend talking about it, something else. Uh, if you'd like to subscribe, youtube.com forward slash if you learn the flavors, the link is right there. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd be honored if you took a look at the uh, seeds page, seeds and photographs page, honestly, the shopping page of the uh, the website. Hopefully there'll be some more stuff in the future. I keep promising, keep not delivering, frankly, with the more, please, but wait, there's more. All right, at the moment, but wait, there's some. I guess is what I'm going to start saying right now. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the photos are uh, the only thing that I don't hand make. The photos obviously took and developed and everything else. But those are uh, drop shipped from uh, New York City. But everything else, for example, Silag of the Bat, that is a freebie with all these other strains, or Shahrazad with Thousand One Nights, Dread Persephone, Morgana, all those, ladies and gentlemen, they come from, uh, uh, I don't know, these two fists or something. I'd probably find a better way to say that. But uh, it's late tired i'd like to find a way to say this in a not stupid way and i'm failing but i'm trying ladies and gentlemen this is morgana right here she is uh delightful honestly everybody that's grown her has enjoyed her i haven't frankly i haven't heard a complaint so this is not i'm looking thinking about it. i'm like has anybody been like no bro i hate it this is fucking garbage haven't heard it once so actually that's larry something. david larry david explanation yeah, garbage garbage uh dude i need to catch up with uh uh, uh, curb your enthusiasm. I don't know why I'm not obsessed with that show. I guess, you know, it's probably a good thing because there's so many shows you get obsessed with and, and then you're waiting for the season. You're like, damn it, why isn't Rick and Morty coming? You get all pissed off about it. See, I wasn't obsessed about Rick and Morty for the longest time. Now I'm all pissed off because I'm like, it's so good. It's basically your guys' fault. You guys told me, you, you freaking people that watch the show, uh, what do you mean, you uh, you guys told me Rick and Morty was good. I was like, all right, fine, I'll fucking watch it. At least they're, they're contracted for 80 more episodes. So. Are they really? That would be amazing if they were. 
Ladies and gentlemen, this show is not contracted for 80 more episodes, but you could uh, help that there be more 80 more episodes if you take a look at humidora.com and uh, take a look at Morgana, take a look at Lime River Rose, take a look at uh, Thousand One Nights, take a look at uh, Black Prince Ruby even. I have, by the way, lowered the price on uh, uh, the package deals. I realized now that I'm clicking on it that I do actually probably still have to lower the price on Morgana, which I have to do tonight. Uh, but the price on these guys is the same. For example, I see which Morgana hurts your friends. These witches three and the West Engine Swindle Bundle, ladies and gentlemen, it has been normalized because uh, whatever, you know, it's been normalized. Uh, normalization is good, comrade. I don't even know that was supposed to be funny. It, it, it sounded funny in my head, but it was not. It's that time of the night that it's just not that funny. Ladies and gentlemen, take a look. You'd know you, you'll know you want to. You'll know you want to. We, we have the algorithm at KGB headquarters. You'd know you want to. Anyway, I don't know. I'm fucking babbling. Ladies and gentlemen, use the coupon code BRAINS with a Z for 14% off. The honor of our friend D goes BRAINS. B-R-A-I-N-Z. Uh, with that said, thank you, martial artist, for twirling. I think it used to be martial artist for no, it, it probably you probably know your name better than I do. Martial artist 2012. For some reason, I thought it was martial artist for I mean, now. I'm gonna say it wrong, so I'm gonna say it right. Atomic Spoon Ian, he's saying she's a witch. Hey, she's a witch. Uh, Mike's Atomic Gear in the house. Cheers, Mike's. What's going on, my friend? Mike Steve as well. Look at all the a cornucopia of bikes. Stony Creek in the house. Uh, Christoph Lapuisos, my friend. Strong style organics. Uh, cheers, my friends. Pwn Ponics, of course, saying hit the like and subscribe. Thank you very much, my friend. Ladies and gentlemen, if I didn't say hello to you, consider yourself uh, hello to the future. Hopefully, I'll hello to you in the future. If I don't, I guess maybe then you can be mad at me. I don't know. Say hi, and then maybe I'll hello to you. And I don't know. We'll figure that out. Wean Whiskey Wednesday tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. We're going to talk. Uh, we're going to be uh, having uh, great, good fun. I don't know. Is that me being optimistic? Hopefully. Probably. We're going to do our best. Until then, my friends, be kind, be decent, be gentle, don't be fucking pricks. Uh, just honestly, don't be fucking pricks. It's just boring. Cheers, Pimp Jam. No roof on my top and my babe see through. Hating on the pen, don't stop, shit ain't gonna feed you. I've been all on my grind, so why I need you? Baby girl, love my bob and I like me too. No roof on my top and my babe see through. On the pen, don't stop, shit ain't gon' feed you I've been all on my grind, so why I need you? Big flex, my swole up Double cup and I'm pulled up Niggas hatin' like hold up What's the problem? I'm pulled up Big flex, my swole up Hard body, they fold up Shawty say I done glowed up Double text on my phone up Fuck with your boy, I'm the man of the year I'm not a fan of your peers Serve him with fate, I'ma hand him the shears He not the man of your peers Heart of a lion, I'm trampling fears I love the man in the mirror Cry me a river to stand in the tears You better stand in the clear I'm going crazy, niggas fugazi How would they ever gon' Fuck with a kid, put it on baby, you do not phase me Boy, I do not give a fuck what you did Eating that kitty, she stuck to my rib How can I trust him, he fuck with the pigs Bro, got a Glock and a couple of C's He think about splitting a couple of wigs Shot in my DNA, all real nigga Sweatsuit, all hill figure And I ain't even got a deal with you If I ain't never split a bill with you I got Hennessy and Hort Chata Baby girl wearing Nada Ass growing from a cider Bad robe in his Prada Fiji water by the cold glass Granddaddy by the Ziploc Flex season, I'm Roll running, I'm staying all on my tip top. Young man with an old mind, so I ain't worried about slight shit. I be up till sunrise, I'm staying out on my night shift. I got a bottle of bourbon, a bundle of honeys, I'm G 
Jiggy, I'm flexing the bitch. Figured I hit it and quit it. I'm busy. I ain't got the minutes for texting it, bitch. Came from the gutter with me and my brother. I'm moving my mother right out of the city. Bitch, I'm a star and they know I go hard, so I'm kissing them babies and signing them titties. Go blingin' like Chingo, rock star like Ringo. Checks coming in back to back. I'ma line them up like Bingo. Oh, I think that they like me. They be all of my wood tip, not a stain on my white tee. I'm popping all of this good shit. Big flex, my swole up, double cup and I'm pulled up. Niggas hating like hold up. What's the problem? I'm pulled up. Big flex, my swole up, hard body they fold up. Shorty say I done glowed up. Double text on my phone up. Baby girl love my bop and I like me too. No roof on my top and my babe see through. Hating on the pen, don't stop, shit ain't gon' feed you. So why I need you? Baby girl love my bop and I like me too No roof on my top and my babe see through Hating on the pen don't stop, shit ain't gon' feed you I been all on my grind so why I need you?